welcome to the suspense is killing us. I'm Kevin. Travis. Matt. Hi. We're all here. Yes. It's uh, getting hotter, it's getting so hot the Seattle. AC's on at Travis's place. Yeah, we wouldn't know it in here. No, it feels great. Sealed up in my chambers with my beautiful, beautiful air conditioner. Mm-hmm. I was walking Long around, may she uh, rain. <laughs> I was walking around in a, at a car show that was directly outside my house yesterday mm. on the Greenwood Car Show, which was pretty cool. Lots of cool yeah, cars. Yeah, I've been there before. Um, it goes like you it in the Greenwood like, before. <laughs> and Guy Fieri and Jay Leno were always there. Uh, yeah, oh. they were there. No, they were not yeah, there. Some nice cars, yeah. They were not there. There were some cool cars, but uh, I did. Yeah, right. The flavor I did go out. The I did go out and get a sunburn because I was, you know, the first, it's the first the first day of the summer, you know, where you're like, I'm going to go outside. And then I'm like, I'm out there for about 15 minutes. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I didn't put on any sunblock and uh, this sun is just, we're in the middle of the street. The sun, whoops, so well. You fucking idiot. You know. You're so stupid. You just, because, you know, because so you're in Seattle for most of the, most of the year, you forget, like. You forget you that forget the sun the, exists? You forget, well, you forget, like, I'm going to go, if I go outside, so, uh, the sun might burn me. And then all of a sudden there's that first day of summer you go like, oh yeah, right, this thing giant yep. hot ball of flame at the center of our solar system yeah exactly. it's prominent yeah. i uh, i had the exact same thing because i went to a mariners <laughs> game uh like three weeks ago or something like that and uh and like at a certain because the sun the games are endless and tedious <laughs> and so the earth rotates quite a bit over the course of one of them and so i was in the shadows for a while and then the sun came out and i was like ah oh, that's nice uh, Ooh, the war- the sun is warm on yeah. my skin and i just sat in it for like an hour and a half and like oh yeah you can't you gotta like put stuff on your Oops. skin for that like, yeah that's yeah. you can't just take it yeah that's always that always what happens it happens ah, to me once this is nice once every year ah, and then so that, hot yeah, exactly it's really this was, was a really bad nice. choice <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, it's cooking my. It feels like it's cooking my skin. It's nice for a little bit, and then at some point you're like, "Oops." Yeah, I don't care for it at all. I don't. I do not like the sun. I'm uh, pink by nature. Yep. So there are folks in Seattle that are like that, and God bless them. I'm, I think I'm slowly becoming that way. I moved here for the gloom, so yes. I appreciate when it's rainy and, and gray, and gray <laughs> yeah. out and cold. I like, it's my I like favorite. the sun. I kind of like. I'm, I'm actually a little bit uh, bearish on the sun after last year when it got to 109 degrees. Oh, I don't like that. Yeah. I, that I, I honestly just sort of like, I'm done with it. <laughs> I was like, I'm done with this shit. At that shit. point, I you're just like, like maybe the sun should just go out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's freeze. Let's Nuclear up. winter, let's go. Sunshine, the movie Sunshine, let's yeah. just not yeah. throw the bomb into there. It's 100%. fine. 100%. Let's do anti-sunshine, where we send a rocket to the sun to put it out. You see at the end of Sunshine, sunshine where Killian Murphy's sister is like on the earth and it's covered in glaciers. And you're like, it's nice. nice." What's it covered in? Glaciers. Glaciers? He's English. Oh, wait, no, he plays an American. Ooh-la-dee-da. Glaciers. The glaciers cover the jaguars. Oh, yes. And the orangutans. What a thing to happen. (laughs) Oh, my word. And aluminium. And aluminium is also there. All the words that British people say wrong. You know my favorite British word that they say funny is? It's uh, King Tut. They say, like, we say Tutankhamun. Tutankhamun. Yeah. They say Tutankhamun. Tutankhamun. I've heard, wait, Come no, on. I've heard Tutankhamun also. Oh, have you? Tutankhamun? From English people? I've never heard Tutankhamun. What's, what's weirder? Tutankhamun. What's weirder? The British people say aluminium and Tutankhamun, or Canadians get milk in bags. I like the milk and bags. You like that yeah, shit? Yeah, they got a whole little you're thing that they built for. You're a fucking maniac. That oh, is yeah. insanity. Have you you guys, don't like milk anyways. You don't know what you're talking about. That's not my point. You're, milk you just in don't a, mind any th- liquid in a bag? Milk in a bag is ridiculous. <laughs> Give me my milk in a bag, baby. All this, the way. I've never seen this milk bag. They've got special jugs for it and everything. It's you just like, slide the that's bag. Like, so no that's way. like the shit on South Park. What's like the tiny mushroom people of Nova Scotia. It's like... <laughs> it's like for real. Yeah, like they have to have like it. A bag? Yeah, it comes in a it's fucking a, bag. A bag. Huh. Oh yeah. 
I can see that, I guess. Have you guys, you know what? Entire nation of assholes. <laughs> there's, only like, there's only like 400 of them. It's fine. I got these ketchup flavored chips up there, too. Yes. Uh, have you, um, That's way crazier to me. It's fucking yeah, insane. I can't abide that. Uh, Maniacs. Have you guys seen, speaking of bagged liquids, have you guys seen that KFC thing where they've got like, they give you, like, it's, no. you get this family pack from KFC and you get like chicken and stuff, but the, the soda that comes with it is in like a. In like a bag, it's like what? that. It's not, it's not exactly. No, this is here what? at KFC. This is like a, it's not a. It's like a. It's it's a like a more like it's not quite a bag. It's not like a sack full of soda, this but it's is, like ooh. it is like a weird container that is just a bag of soda that they give you, and they're like, here you go, and it's got a spout, but it is just a fucking bag, a balloon of soda that it also says it's like carbonated? under pressure, do not puncture or whatever. Oh no, oh, my God, yeah, it's full of soda. It's fucking great. Look it up. Blazing a new trail. But it's like yeah, so yeah, if you get the like the um the family pack which comes with like too much chicken and you know with all the chicken and <laughs> too all much that. chicken. Yeah. Oh yeah, you type in KFC and pretty much soda bag came up. Did you did you look up yeah, KFC I soda just bag? Typed in KFC and no, I just typed in. Oh wow, yeah, sure enough. This is a bag full of soda. And it's also shaped like a, a bucket of chicken. Oh yeah. my god, it's got <laughs> it's the got kernel <laughs> on it. It's got the kernel on it. It's really funny. Uh, it's really funny. Hi, I'm Colonel Sanders. <laughs> I have invented a bag of soda pop. Look at the colonel's face on the bag too. He's like, whoa, I fucked around and did something crazy this time. Look at this shit. <laughs> I done done it this time. You fucking believe is that, this? Is that soda behind me? You better believe you it better is. Believe it is. It's in a bag, baby. It's in a bag. We put soda in a bag and we put uh, some chicken in our chicken. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly wood pulp. You know. And you know what? Because uh, <laughs> there's very little meat in this gym, Matt. Cho- ground up charcoal. It's not good. Because uh, Will at work, he ordered like uh, some, because he had like a free uh, Uber Eats thing or something. So he like ordered one of those to the store. And so he's like, I hey, have some, you know, I've got all this fucking chicken, eat some chicken. Mainly because he wanted to show us the soda bag, <laughs> too. Because he's like, he's like, you guys got to see the soda bag. They deliver it in a bag. Because the first time he got it, he was like, wait, what? Uh, but So they, wait, he's had Kentucky Fried Chicken more than once? I guess so, recently. Um, Jeez, but wow. the, I got to tell you, I don't know last time he had Kentucky it's Fried been Chicken. It's years. Um, Decades. It's like I, I, centuries. I, I, when I had a piece of that chicken, Eons. I was like, I was like, I get it, I get it, because the the spices and whatever crack cocaine they put in, like the uh, the you know the spices for like the the, the skin and the batter and stuff. Mm-hmm. God damn, that's so good. And then you get to the chicken part, and you're like, well, this isn't great. Like the actual <laughs> chicken, you're oh, like, of course, this isn't like when you you know once you get through the skin to the meat because you get the skin, chicken. you're like, oh my god. What is in here? This spice. This is so fucking good. I could. I just want to eat a bucket of this skin, and then you get to the chicken part, and you're like, "Well, this isn't. This isn't great. <laughs> I don't know why anybody <laughs> would want just this." Just like lead in your stomach too. It just sits there. Yeah. Do you remember popcorn chicken? Oh yeah. The greatest invention of all time. I was very excited about popcorn chicken. I've talked about my brother a couple of times and about how he was the shitty brother, but also like oddly generous at times. <laughs> like he knew that he could kind of get away with his shittiness because he would like you know be generous three times a year or something like that. He worked at KFC when I was in high school, uh, and he had uh, he had dropped out of college, and he was not in a good mood. He was being a very bad brother at this time, and he smelled like death because he worked at KFC. And, like, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. secret is that, that KFC people smell like literal like corpses when they come <laughs> home, and he was like just shitty every day because he was you know in a bad place and stuff. And I was just trying to be live my best life in high school, but one one day he came home. <laughs> he goes, here you go, fuckface, or something. And he threw like a garbage bag-sized thing of popcorn chicken, hit me right in the chest. It was probably like seven pounds of popcorn chicken. You ate it all, didn't you? <laughs> oh, of course I did. You sat there. Right there. Just like cramming Almost it in put your... myself in an early grave. Thanks for nothing. Wait, oh, oh man. Peach? Oh, that oh, was that. Oh, God. That is like my brother's love symbolizes <laughs> hurling a giant ball of 
fried chicken at me and hurting me with it. Here you go, fuck face. Here you go, fuck face. Here's a <laughs> boom. Oh, oh, wow. Well, I mean, I guess. Thank you. Thanks. Well, <laughs> speaking of fuck faces. Oh. Oh, wow. Harrison Ford makes some a kinds of faces segue. sometimes. <laughs> Harrison Ford is famous for polling faces. He's just a shitty guy. No one likes him. <laughs> Harrison Ford? He's a fuckface. No, I'll always like him because he's a huge stoner. Yeah. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. The story of Harrison <laughs> guy's Ford. Guy's so high, doesn't even know he's Dave. Did we tell the story of the possibly apocryphal story of Harrison Ford smoking weed out of that pan, that like cooking pot? <laughs> On the oh, way yeah. to Star Wars, I don't remember. I was on some other podcast, right? It was like the yeah. someone was selling the thing about the story about like him smoking a weed out of a pot yes. on the way to film Empire Strikes Back or whatever. I in, think in, it was in, yeah. in England. Yeah, and nobody had like doobie papers or something like that. Wait, he, they so had he, what? Doobie papers? Doobie papers for marijuana cigarettes? So for reefer, the, for reefer cigarettes? Reefer cigarettes, of course. The yeah. driver picked him up and he came out with. He's this like, "Do you guys have any uh, this pot?" And he like. Yeah. He and just he, set it on fire. It was like, like a pot, like a cooking pot. Yeah. And like, he just, just like let the weed on fire. He's just and he was just, and he was just and he was in the in the car on the way to set, just like, <laughs> just like like a like a jacket like over his boxing. head, just, just hot boxing it. Yes. Uh huh. <laughs> well, the, the, well, the guy drove him to set. It's like Mike, it's like fucking Supposedly. romancing the stone, where they're just like setting bricks of pot on fire to yes. keep themselves alive. <laughs> mm-hmm. If that story is true, I will never not love Sydney Pollock. Sydney Pollock taught him how to do that. Yeah. Also, just him relentlessly crashing his airplanes is, mm-hmm. is also very endearing. Did you ever see the David the David Blaine thing where he goes to Harrison Ford's house? Oh, he was so high. <laughs> Don't do that to a, a guy that. It's just so big. funny because he does the bit, and it's like it's like you know get David on. Blaine doing shit, and it's like you get, know get he's fuck, like is this your is this your car? Get the fuck out of my house! Jesus Christ! So good. It's like easy. It's a trick, dude. It's it's fine. It's funny. Don't have, like high as Harrison Ford should be a thing. Like, <laughs> that should be like I'm like I was like Harrison Ford high. There's the like because he kept crashing his airplanes. There's a great onion uh, running onion. Uh, That's right. There yeah. was a click hole, click hole or onion. <laughs> one of those. Two, but it was like the running gag. Oh no, there was a click hole. I think it's like lucky to be alive, and it was just like Harrison Ford. <laughs> everyone was a different thing where Harrison Ford falls into a uh, gear factory gears, or yeah. like Harrison yeah. Ford uh, opens opens. Box with cartoon dynamite. You know, it was just like everything was like luck, but it was like lucky to be alive. This is what happened to Harrison Ford. And it would be the same text almost every time. It's because he's baked all the time. I've seen him on like the Conan O'Brien show, and you're like, there's unmistakably a high person. There's just go. No, I mean, I've smoked. I, I'll tell a little secret, and I will cut this, but I have smoked weed before. And uh, that's that's it. what it looks. I I'll just bleep it. Whole, whatever, whole, whatever. I'm gonna bleep this whole conversation. Yeah. Beep. Beep. It's just gonna be a big long bleep. It'll just the like, beep. Harrison Ford. Beep. beep. Harrison Ford. Anyways, that's bleeped. <clears throat> so we're doing three Harrison Ford movies. It's a sequel. It's a sequel to Build yeah. Ford Built Ford Tough, Tough Part, Part Two. This is Built Ford Tougher. Yep. Uh, we're gonna be doing Built Ford Tooth. We're in some and this <laughs> Built Ford Tougher is pretty good. Yeah. 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 We got it. Yeah. Uh, Build for tooth doesn't it doesn't read it well. doesn't read well. it sounds though it sounds stupid it sounds stupid but I like it <laughs> uh, we're gonna do three one three uh, Harrison Ford movies we're gonna do Witness from what eighty four eighty four eighty five who gives I have a it on my who notes. fucking cares I Kevin, wrote Kevin's right eighty five <laughs> right. I'm right he for wins. once so Witness from nineteen do I win a bag of milk yes you win a bag what? of soda collect milk. your bag of milk after carbonated the milk 
Yeah. Witness <laughs> KFC's from, carbonated witness milk. from 19 fucking 85, apparently. Yeah. Well. Uh, Jeez. <laughs> the long, the long anticipated Sorry. hot take machine that will be the fugitive. Yes. Uh, people have been wanting us to do the fugitive for a long time. 1993. 1993. <laughs> we proudly did the fugitive after U.S. Marshals. <laughs> yes. God damn it. It just worked out that way. Uh, and uh, 1995's four fours. God damn it. Sorry. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, clear and present danger. Clear and present danger. Yeah. Let's go. For me, just, just you know, this was all delights. Settle down. I like all these movies. Some, I, of them, some of them more than others. I liked all of these. I liked two of these movies. Yeah. Uh, I, I loved one of them. I liked the other one, and then I really did not like one of them. Yeah. And, wow. and it was Which was surprised me. Well, I'm very excited because I have long wanted to spew my guts about how much I dislike The Fugitive, so we'll do that later. Well, let's get started let's on get the started one I think with Witness. Could, I th- I'm assuming we can all agree is Witness the best is good, one. yes. Witness is a very good movie. <laughs> yeah, okay. It's the best of the three. Hey, man. They didn't know there was a witness. Carter didn't tell me about the eyewitness. Yeah, I'm Amish kid, eight years old. A man of force. I'm a police officer, ma'am. I have to talk to the boy. A woman of faith. You don't understand. We have nothing to do with your laws. Yes, I do. Your son's a material witness to a homicide. Worlds apart. Now you have a witness. Yeah, now I got a witness. John, what's going on, man? What is happening? You said we would be safe in Philadelphia. Well, I was wrong. You left with the Amish woman, right? If they find me, they find the boy. You bring this man to our house with his gun of the hand? You bring fear to this house. From, from the great director, Peter Weir. Peter yeah. Weir. And it's, really, oh, what a special It's thing. really a Peter Weir movie, too. Yeah. Like, watching it last night, I was like, man, this is, like, really, like... The thriller I, elements are, like, minimized, I would they're, say. But, but, but they're it's not, un, but they're unmistakably, not it's No, no, not a thriller, too. Yeah, yeah, which is what's... But it's like he... But he somehow is able to, like, make a... I don't know. It's Peter Weir's just a great director. Yes. And so he's able to, like, you go, like, damn, this is a Peter Weir movie where he's exploring all this stuff, and also this is a really solid thriller. Yeah. Like, yes. It, it, works on, it works on both levels, which I think is why... It's a movie that has been sort of taught for years, it's, you know. Oh man, so I, just, they taught it to me in in college, yeah. really? I took it in my screenwriting course. Yeah. Oh, although I don't know that. The, I mean, I don't know what they what. They, it seems like the kind of thing where you could learn the wrong lessons from that, which is like the the lessons you should learn from is like make a. I was watching going like, I don't know what you teach. You go like, make a good movie yeah. with a with a good, write a good script and not like write a script like, <laughs> like Witness because like, you know, it's it's, very, it's pretty unique or whatever. But you're right to say that. I mean, it's like the structure. ball is growing. It works on so many levels. It's it like, really does. <laughs> it's it's so simplistic, but it it's it's very it's it's just perfectly honed but all of it but yeah but all of it goes together and flows like from the one thing into the next naturally yeah. like it doesn't feel like like oh now they're shoehorning a thriller into a movie about Amish people or they're shoehorning Amish people into a thriller it like flows from one thing to the next to the next and it all feels very like real i guess or something i don't know as as opposed to a lot of thrillers you where it's like uh here's here's the thriller part Mm-hmm. Here's now you're now you're watching this thriller in this middle of this drama or something. I don't know. Yeah. yeah, we do a lot of movies that are like this is a good example of this sort of thriller that we do where you're like that we'll give it four four and a half juds, but it's straight up just the sort of movie that we do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then sometimes we'll do something like this. And uh, I'm trying to think of another example where you're like, this is just actually like a really, really good movie. Like, I mean, it totally fits into the category. Yeah. It has all the elements, but it's a Peter, it's Peter Weir, and it's and it's sort of more artistically important than the mm-hmm. other. It's like more of a, I don't know, imp- I don't know if important is the word for it or whatever. It's more aspirational a than bit. a lot of the movies. 
Sure. But I not- had one just before I started talking of another example <laughs> that we did where you're like, oh, shit, now that, oh, a thief. Yeah. Like when we were doing okay, Michael Manuary, sure, yeah. and you're going like, well, okay, this is like totally our thing, but also more. Right. Sure, yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah. a couple of them in that Michael Manuary. Uh, all of them, really. Slate that we did. I'd say, I'd say uh, not quite all of them. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say some of them, for sure. For sure. All um, of them. <laughs> yeah, go back and listen to our Michael Manuary episode. Very popular episodes, parts one and two. Check them out. Uh, yeah, so Witness is, uh, yeah. Great performances all across the board, too. I don't know. Just, all, just solid stuff. So that's Witness, everybody. That's it. We're done with that. <laughs> everybody watch it. What happens in Witness? Uh, Harrison Ford. Uh, well, starts, well you, you do actually start in the in yeah. the Amish country. Yeah. This is, uh, is this the movie where everyone's uh, impressions of Amishness comes from? Yes. This is... Where this I is the so. beginning and end, essentially, of all Amish references. Have either, of you, have either of you been to Lancaster County in which this takes place? I have Absolutely not. not. Although I did, I this is a very accurate depiction of <laughs> what that's like. Yeah. Uh, they couldn't have possibly shot it there, right? They, Absolutely they, they did. did yeah. They did, really. How although, did they work that although out? Although a lot of the people in it, uh, a lot of the extras and the other the Amish people are played by Mennonites. Because a lot of the, uh, the ah. Amish people they were actually shooting there were like, they were like, you can shoot at our places and stuff, but we don't want to be in the movie. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. But so a lot of the but the Mennonites were like, yeah, fuck yeah, we'll be in your movie. Yeah, those Mennonites <laughs> and yeah. their half measures, they don't fucking care. They don't give a shit. Yeah, fucking Mennonites. The Amish go like, yeah, sure. The, you know, we don't look. You can use our house. We don't want to be in it. But the Mennonites, they'll go. They'll, they'll fucking <laughs> go to hell. Those people are fucking go, nuts. They'll yeah. go to hell for your they stupid. They basically movie. just wear hats. They don't give a shit. They'll go to your hell for your stupid motion picture English. Yeah, okay. uh, English motherfuckers. They're like, how about they're the, walking uh, around in their stupid their stupid outfits and then just like to- do- tooling around on their iPhone. And stuff like that. Yeah. They don't fucking care. They all got buttons. <laughs> give me all the buttons. I don't really give a shit. Snaps. So proud. <laughs> They're so proud. So, proud so not buttons. plain. No <laughs> buttons. No. Uh, yeah. So you start in Amish country. The movie was originally called Called Home, which I guess is the oh. uh, in the original script, which was like how. And then they changed it during production because the studio was like <laughs> worried that they're like, eh, how do we market a movie Kinda called, vague, called right? Home? Because it's like how the, do we market a movie they, with a shitty title like that? <laughs> it's what <laughs> they. It's just what they say when uh, you, the Amish people die. They've, yes. they've been called home. So. Okay. And it starts Called with an Amish. Home. It starts with the Amish funeral, mm-hmm. uh, and we meet uh, Gally McKillis. Gally McKillis, uh, whose husband has just died. I'm finally. I'm glad because we, uh, we did Top Gun on the Patreon, yeah. and I really despised her in that movie. And then we also did uh, Cat Chaser, yeah. which is like not her fault, but no. is a terrible, terrible movie. And so we <laughs> during which get, she had a terrible time. During <laughs> which she had a. Oh man! Well, Yeesh. listen to that episode too. Um, if you want to hear about Kelly McGillis's terrible time, yeah. this is <laughs> that's the name is, of my punk band is Kelly McGillis's <laughs> terrible time. McGillis's terrible time. This is pre Top Gun. <laughs> this is the movie that made Kelly McGillis, and Yum. she's fucking outstanding. She's great in it. it. She's yeah. so good. It's a very good movie. I really, really, really she's, like this movie. She's I'm great. She's great in it. Yeah, so she's going to, then her husband dies, and then she's going to the city, to Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, or maybe to visit her sister. For some, yeah, okay, is that it? Something like that. Yeah, they're go- I can't remember what, I honestly can't remember Presumably what. her sister left on Romspringa and never came <laughs> right. back. Right. And she's going with her young son, uh, Lucas Haas, who also great in this. Also who had, great. Who I think had only been in, the movie before this he'd been in was this movie called Testament that is excellent, if you haven't seen that. Oh. But it's also a very. Is this pre-Solar Babies? Yeah, I think so. But it's like a very charter member of the Pussy Posse, Lucas Haas. <laughs> no, I believe he bad. was the treasurer. That's too bad. But uh, he's very good at, uh, in this. Testament is really good. It's like about like a nukes going off and like people dying in. Did you from like cancer from like oh, a shit. nuclear fallout in like? Did you get shown San that Francisco. in school? 
No, I, I watched it really? later. They I'm, showed they showed that to me in school. Oh shit! It's fucked. It's. Dark. I was like, why? It's it's <laughs> it's I really mean, good. It's really good. It's like it's like a very realistic depiction of like you know. Yeah. Like and it's Kevin like, Costner's in it. Kevin Costner, yeah, or yeah, Kevin Costner and Rebecca De Mornay in yeah. like a couple of their first roles. Yeah. But wow. They're very sm- very small yeah, so it's roles. Like, but it's like Joe Beth Williams, right? Yeah, Joe and Beth like, Williams. Oh, is like you know I love me some Joe Beth yeah. Williams. Yeah. It's like her, fa- her husband is like away. It's William Devane. It's it's right. It is William Devane. He like you know is at work or something like yep, that. He's just like not around in the city. And then the nuke goes off. And he just flash, and they like live outside of the city, and they're yeah. like, oh my god, what happened? And they you know nobody knows what's going and on. Then, and then and then the rest of the movie is like. Everyone slowly dies. I think I did see this movie in school. This it's, all sounds. It's a huge. It's one of the biggest, familiar. most epic bummers so, I have ever it's seen. It's very good. That's what the movie that they were like uh, yeah. the day after the morning. It's, a- it's like the one that it makes. But it's, but it's like the day after is like a made, cartoon. Yeah. Yes. Oh, Thread, yeah. Threads is uh, the British one, which is way more the cartoon. Up. No th- uh, threads. What's no. the cartoon where the old the oh, old couple know. slowly That's dies called, uh, radiation? Oh, 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 when the when the, where the wind it. blows. When the wind blows. <laughs> yeah. But the uh, no, no. I don't mean I don't mean the dark. I don't mean the day after is a cartoon. I mean it's like it's like a cartoon compared to Testament, where yeah. you're like the day after is like this is what would happen, but it's like the TV movie version. It's like whoa, nukes is good, and this is like you don't even see the nuke. You just sort of there's like a maybe a flash, there's in a the flash, and a bomb, and then and then it's like. People slowly dying of uh, cancer. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Like she like, just slowly <laughs> buries her children over the yeah. course of the movie. It's very, bo- anyway, it's very bleak. Anyway, really good movie. The point is, Lucas Haas was in that, and then yes. he's, and then he followed that up with with this, and he was like, "Man, this kid is great. He's really good. He's, he's even doing a little accent too. Yeah, like, some of them have some of them have accents. Yeah." I don't know why Lucas Haas has an act like Kelly McGillis doesn't. I don't know who cares. It also features maybe his dad, baby, did. baby yeah, Viggo yeah, yeah. Mortensen. Yeah, Viggo Mortensen. Who has, Viggo Mortensen doesn't. Know if he has a line no lines in English. He's he in like three a, shots. He's in three shots and he has one line in German. And then uh, Alexander Godunov from Die Hard. Fucking uh, a Alexander, yeah. Go- and he's great in this. Yeah. R.I.P. Why didn't we see him in more stuff? He died. I know, but he died well after like ten years after Die Hard. Yeah, but you know, he just he was a dancer. That's true. He was off dancing, prancing around with Balanchine and all those mm. others. Um, so her and her son are going to the city, the big city, and they're at the Philadelphia bus station for a while. And Lucas Haas is kind of wandering around as kids do. There's a great scene where he's just sort of like wandering around, like he sees the drinking fountain, lo- looking at people and yeah. stuff. He's it's blown really, away by this drinking fountain. Like it's a lot also of the same. It's the same places in Blowout. Yep. Yeah, but it's just like great. There's this great, just where he's walking around, going like, look like. Staring at people, kind of going like, "Oh man, what? Is this? this is the weird. This is the weird outside world, or whatever." You and know, the people, and the people themselves are also smitten by him. Like, look at this look weird. Look at this look weird the cute. cute this. They keep calling calling him the cute Amish boy. Yeah, and like the little girl is like, "What the fuck is this kid's deal?" This, <laughs> uh, this movie is filled with empathy for like everyone. Uh, so he has he go he ends up going to the bathroom. Yeah, uh, and there's some dude in the bathroom who looks like a, maybe he's a little, maybe a lot nervous, uh-huh. uh, and you don't know what's going on. But Lucas Haas is in one of the stalls, and then a couple other dudes come in, and brutally, one, of them, one of them who may be too old for this shit. Yeah, well, he's not too old for this shit yet, <laughs> but he brutally murders. He brutally murders this guy. Danny Danny Glover murders this dude. Dan, yeah. Danny Glover brutally murders this guy along with his with a friend that's there, and Lucas Haas is the titular the witness, titular witness, witness the eponymous the, witness uh, witnesses. This is where the, the crime. Th- so. You so, might even say he sees the crime. Exactly, and uh, then so then like they don't find him in the stalls. Well, this is he, this great is like kick-ass like kid shit in movies yeah. where he's like really being a I don't know if a badass is the term, but very ingenious because he's up on the he's up on the toilet at first, and then Danny Glover is going through door by door, and then it gets to him, and he's got the door locked. And so during the time that Danny Glover is figuring out how to push this door yeah, in, like, Lucas gets under and then goes and back up, up on, on another toilet. toilet. And you're yeah. like, this kid fucking rules. Yeah. So he, so anyway, he avoids being being seen, yeah. but he saw them. So enters Harrison Ford, 
homicide detective yeah. who's like who's like yeah the and he so he he's asking them what's you know what did you see he's he, he becomes their, his they become his witnesses and he's like uh they you know he's like that guy that was killed is a a cop <laughs> and so we want to you know we we actually want to find out what what's going on kind of a big deal and he was like not, he wasn't like shot or anything he was like they, they slit his they slit his throat. throat. And one of the only complaints that I have about this movie, and it's not much of one, but this, but you see this in movies all the time in the '80s, where they do the thing where they put a little bit of blood yeah. on a fake blade and slide it across his throat, and you're like, either do do a rig, <laughs> yeah. where there's like blood squirting out in a whole thing, or don't show it at all. You could not just not show it, show him cutting th- his throat sh- from behind. You can show blood squirting, blood squirting something, out, yeah. something like that. But I hate it when they paint the blood across <laughs> it, and you're like, come on, that's weak. <laughs> it's pretty weak. Like, oh, wow, look, taking, at him, look at him bleeding to death out of his throat. That's almost a thimble full of blood. I'm taking off five Juds because of that. <laughs> yeah, nope. not no more Juds. Down to one. No Juds. <laughs> uh, so they're going to try. They Basically, they're in Harrison Ford dealing with these he's two a, Amish he's people. He's a policeman named John Book. John, John Book. Book. Mr. Book, Mr. Book. And then, and then, I mean, because because everyone either refers to him as Mr. Book or John Book, then we have to call him John Book the whole time. Absolutely. Everybody just calls him John it's Book. It's one of those names where it, it just everybody has to call him John Book. Book? Mr. John book? 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 <laughs> book? Fucking book fair over here. <laughs> uh, and so it's kind of, he takes um, Kelly McGillis and Lucas Haas to his, sis- his sister, Patty LuPone. Patty LuPone's yeah. apartment. LuPone. Well, they roust some guys and they're like, are any of these guys the guys? Because they're like, it might be in the neighborhood. So they go to a bar and roust a bunch of black guys because they, yeah. they know it's a black guy. And then he's like, nope, it's none of those guys. He's like, all right. Uh, Lucas Haas is like this is obviously like an interdepartment conspiracy uh, involving like stolen drug money and it's a huge it's a huge yeah. deal but of course Lucas Haas is just knows that it was a black guy that did it so you get the cops going like oh well we know what we're doing we're gonna round up all the black guys and, right yeah. and it's kind of like unsettling during this time but it's the, but you know it's not like they don't he doesn't he's not know those guys so they're like all right you gotta stay the night here. And you have to, you gotta stay at my sister Patty Lupone's house. She's yeah. she only she only wears a bathrobe, uh, <laughs> and has a and and maybe maybe you're not has kids and and has a man over. Yes. <laughs> yes. And Harrison Ford briefly <laughs> disapproves of her having a man over as he steals a soda or beer or something from her fridge <laughs> and then leaves. He's yeah, like, you he's have a man a, over, but the kids are here asleep. She's like, "Yeah, what the fuck?" And he's like, "All right, gotta go. Enjoy my Amish people." <laughs> it's the idea that he's just kind of a choir boy or something like that. And uh, Kelly McGillis, obviously, they don't get along at first. There's a culture clash. There's a scene that I really like. Um, a, they put Lucas Haas to bed in Patty Lapone's apartment in Garfield sheets. That kid never had it so good. He has no fucking idea. Do you do you even know Lucas Haas? How cool it is. They cut out the part where where one of Patty Lapone's kids comes and says, "Hey, fuckface," and throws a bunch of chicken at him. Hey, go fuckface. <laughs> oh, thank you. The English are weird. <laughs> we don't have the popcorn chicken in the Amish country. English. There's no chicken. <laughs> There's no, the skin, sure, no chicken. The Skin is delicious, but sure tis no chicken English. But sure tis no chicken. <laughs> but there's a scene in the in the yeah. at a restaurant. I think the next day where they, they where dogs. they eat hot dogs and then they they do prayers before eating the hot dogs, which yeah. is and Harrison Ford's like, oh right, right, right. This <laughs> she she goes she goes we call them versed and he goes yeah okay yeah right. he's like sure. all right look I look. I, <laughs> It's not. I'm, look, I'm not into this whole thing, really. I just, I, I need you're my witnesses. Look, I you're need hot you here, and all, but, but. <laughs> she's very hot. Um, 
it's always fun. I mean, I haven't been around this kind of folks in, in a very long time, but it was always funny to me. Like when I would hang out with my friends' families, and we would go to McDonald's, and it was like prayers before McDonald's. You're like, mm, yeah. do we need to bring yeah. the Lord Jesus Christ into this fucking McDonald's yeah. meal? I feel like this I is mean, where he's clearly already like, here. I feel like if I feel like if you're in McDonald's, <laughs> that God is that God, that God is, is watching you. you are, oh no, you feel that. I feel like that's a place where God has go- God comes here to die. No, he's God goes. God eat, goes to Burger God King is, to God die. is not listening to us in a McDonald's. <laughs> before we eat this orange crush and chicken McNuggets, <laughs> let us acknowledge the higher God power. Is, God only do- God is dead if you order the chili at Wendy's. <laughs> the all Idy Aller. Oh, I get it. Uh, and this is uh, and this is a. Uh, um, uh, Gelly McKillis talking to Harrison Ford about what pa- apparently Patty L- Lupone just immediately starts shit talking her brother the yeah. moment anybody anybody arrives. <laughs> this is what she said to an Amish lady that he brought over. She, and this is Kelly McKillis. She, she says, "When you are drunk, you say things like none of the other police know the difference between a crook and a bag of elbows." <laughs> That's a weird thing to say, Harrison Ford. Mm, she was pulling her punches when she was talking to the Amish lady, maybe. But they don't do this whole, like, them not getting... This lasts very mercifully briefly. Well, I mean, the movie... There's not enough Lupone. There's I, not, I there's, can always no, go for more, Lupone. Go more, more Remember, more remember Lupone. when Geraldo opened Patty Lupone's vault? Oh, wow. There was nothing in there. There was nothing in there. There's a soda machine in there, I think. That's about it. Uh, so, uh, pretty... These pretty, are the jokes. So then, then there's another good scene where uh, where uh, Lucas Haas is, like, he's looking at some uh, some... Photos of some you know dudes, and he's like, "No, it's none of these guys." And oh, he, God, anyway, Harrison Ford's on the phone. He ends up sort of wandering around this police station, and it's like just like it's just I don't know. It's, I like all these scenes where Lucas Haas is just like looking right. wide eyed at everything. There's a guy. But there's a guy who's like cha- who's handcuffed up to yeah, a chair. Yeah, I love ah, this guy. Hey, hey, hey. This is this is weird. In, uh, just a fantastic detail where the guy goes like, "Hey, kid." Come over here. And he's like, all right. And he comes <laughs> over, and he's like handcuffed to this chair, and it's just this creep. And he's like jangles his <clears throat> yeah, his yeah. cuffs and goes, "Huh? Huh?" <laughs> That's all he wanted to say to the kid. And then the cop goes like, and the cop that's like writing up his paperwork goes, goes, leave him alone. alone. (laughs) I just wanted to show the kid, right? Huh? Huh? Weird. Weird. It's a very Barney Miller esque. uh, esque, uh, And it's Abe Vigoda as the cop. I wish it was Abe Vigoda. (laughs) Fish Fish. police. Uh, But uh, but then he sees a uh, he's looking at like this trophy case and he sees a picture. He sees Murtaugh. He sees Murtaugh. Murtaugh. And it's like this narcotics officer and he goes, oh, and then he's like, that's the guy and. And so, and uh, they do this all through, like him looking at the picture yeah. and then looking at Harris before they kind of do it wordlessly. Yeah, yeah. There's it's, a lot of there's stuff. There's a lot of that like stuff. That. Oh uh, man. But also, I love like what, another thing I love that's coming up in this is that like Harrison Ford goes to his his superior, his supervising Joseph officer Summer, or whatever, and he's like he's like, hey, um, Ugh. the bad the guy who did this is this is is this guy this uh, narcotics officer. He's like, you're sure? He's like, yeah. This I mean, the kid the kid pointed him out and said this is the guy. He's like, I and he's like, I, I knew you know he has this whole he's like I knew oh, he was bad from before terrible. and stuff. And he's we're like, gonna oh. do something about this for sure. Sure. And you know, and like I, what I loved is that like in most of the movies that we watch on here, this is the part where we all go, "This well, guy's in on it." Don't tell this guy yeah. he's in on it. And then the whole movie, the guy, the hero is like feeding this guy information, and then at the end he goes like, "You are in on it." Yeah. Ah. Except in this movie, like almost immediately, Harrison Ford is like jumped in a parking garage by Danny, by Glover. Danny Glover. Great and, scene. And then he immediately calls his partner and goes like, "Who knew about this?" And he goes like, "Shit." That, that this this guy's in he on just, it. He just and it's like and you see you're like you see you're just like yes because it gets it out of the way and then it's a suspense movie like you know classic Hitchcock suspense thing yeah. where you're like you know the bombs there. The audience right. knows the bombs there. You're just waiting for it to go off. Absolutely. Kind of you know so it's great. I just, I just I like to told... get out of the way where it's like oh man what a good policeman. Yeah. This guy as a detective was able to figure out 
hey, wait, why would this guy start shooting at me? The movie's yeah. plot does not require him to be stupid. <laughs> no. Which, which is always impre- an impressive thing which, in a movie. Right, well. Yeah. But this scene is, is also great because he's in, he's in his, the parking garage, I think, in his building. And uh, or somewhere, who cares? And uh, and he's like about to get into an elevator, and then yep. he see, and then he turns around, and he sees Danny Glover walking towards him, and Danny Glover's kind of like, you know, smiling at first, and then but Harrison Ford's like, this, there's only one thing that could be happening here. Yep. Pulls his gun, and they get into a firefight, and the elevator door opens at this time, there's an and there's an old, there. there's an old couple, and the, there's gunfire going off. Yeah. And then the door, the and he, Harrison Ford's like, get back in that, get, get the get fuck in, in that fucking elevator, and the door shuts, and the lady sticks her hand in the door, and opens it, and goes, that's our car. And he's hiding he goes, behind. And then the guy is yelling at her like, what are you, I don't fucking care about the car. (laughs) It's fucking great. It's funny. This movie's got jokes too. Uh, He gets shot during this and Danny Glover runs off and then he gets shot Harrison Ford gets tagged. Yep. He, um, he knows the, the Amish people are next. And he's, so he's like, he goes and gathers them from Patty Lapone. He's like, we got to go. And he, he basically calls his partner and goes like, get rid of all the information. He's like, if you haven't submitted any of that stuff yet, get rid of it. Like, disappear that information because yep. this is like, this is, you this is a You don't whole, know nothing. Like, huh? this is, there's, there's a conspiracy yeah. now. And if you, if you get that <clears> in the system, they'll, they'll know where they are and they're going to, they're going to come kill them. They tried, they just tried to kill me. Yeah. So, Shout out, by the way, to Brent Jennings, who plays his partner, who he's is great, great, great on the show Everybody. Lodge 49. Oh god! Oh, that's okay. That. Yeah, that because you pointed that out, and then I was like, watching him. Who's in the but like? He's well, he's much older now. Yes, he's so much he, older now. So, but yeah, okay, yeah, that's him. Great, but great you'd watch him that show. T- by the way, he's great, great show. In this. Unfortunately, yeah. canceled after two seasons yeah. on a cliffhanger, but still great show. Shit. Uh, so he, so he's like, we're going back to where you, you to Amish country. Amish country. So he's gonna, we're gonna, I'm gonna take you home, but and then uh, I'm gonna go off because you're not safe. You're definitely not safe in Philadelphia, even though I said you were. You Nobody's were. safe in Philadelphia, but you're, <laughs> no, you guys particularly. <laughs> That's that show. Nobody's safe in Philadelphia. <laughs> <laughs> now in its 75th season. Yeah. Uh, it's been uh, on so since before television was invented. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> FDR was in the first episode. Uh, yeah, they were there at the Constitutional <laughs> Convention. <laughs> Dennis but, has his Dennis plan. Yeah, yeah. There. <laughs> but, uh, Charlie's scrubbing the toilets. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh, na- naked Danny DeVito developing the Bill of Rights. Danny DeVito could play. Uh, Sew me into the Constitution. Play, uh, Benjamin Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, a, just like wine just coming a, out of just him. Just a naked, sloppy, sloppy Benjamin Franklin. He's sitting in a tub in the. Why would room. I fly a fucking kite in a rainstorm, Dennis? <laughs> Okay, uh, so they're, so now they're not in Philly. They're off to Amish country, but when they get there, they, he's like, okay, goodbye. And the whole time he's been like... This is uh, one of those classic he's dude, all fucked up. dudes and movie out. things where it's just like, dude, <laughs> get, stop thinking that you can just <laughs> push through a bullet yeah. wound, you fucking moron. Yeah, and they're like, you don't he's, look, he, you he, look he, good. You look like you're going to die from a bullet wound, like, which is what you have received. He's like, I'm no, fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. You guys go. I got, I'm going to drive off. And then he drives off into one of into their- Into a giant birdhouse. Bird, into one of their birdhouses and passes out. And they're like, well, we got to keep him here now. It's and actually kind of funny, too, like the, the way that his car slowly yeah. drifts into this huge birdhouse on a stick, and then the giant birdhouse crashes. And you're like, yeah, that's- yeah. This movie's yep. kind of funny at times. It's hard to explain. Because uh, it's not a co- it is, it's a very serious movie. Well, I think it's front to back hilarious. I don't, oh, know, what you're okay. wa- I don't know what movie you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is the whole gambit of the movie, of course, is that, and it's kind of extra relevant now in the surveillance state, is that, of course, the Amish people, they don't have, they all have the same name. Their last name is all Lap, apparently. Or every third Amish person's name Lap, so that doesn't help. There's like 15,000 of them. It doesn't they help don't the have, bad guys they don't when have, they're looking for them. Exactly. They don't have phone numbers. 
Uh, I guess they're on the voting rolls and um, yeah, they vote. Taxes. There's like taxes and voting rolls, but that's it. Nobody yeah. has jack shit. No, no, knows where anything else about them. Well, like, and that's a perfect place to hide. Yeah, the bad guys are trying to find them, and they're called. They call like the local sheriff and like, hey, we got to get this cop because there's a he did a bad he did bad because they're like you know painting it like oh he did a bad thing. Yeah. Uh, we gotta get him. And the you sheriff know, is just to, like, what well, the fuck do you want me to do? The sheriff's it? basically like, look, everybody's named Lap. Uh, they don't have phones. Yeah. See ya. <laughs> yeah, he really is just sort of like, I'm sorry. There's yeah. jack shit we can do here. Have you seen the uh, the reality <laughs> program Amish Mafia? No. no. It's the fucking most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. Wow. It's absolute dog shit. Oh. Like, reality TV is fake. This is so fake. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it's just 100% made up. There's an episode where it's implied that these guys kill a dude. Mm, it's, like, geez. insane. Jesus Christ. It's insane. You no. gotta, if you, I've watched a, I watched a few episodes for the purposes of the Scarecrow podcast, which I don't think will ever see the light of day, but, uh... <laughs> Man, hilarious. You, you must see it. Also, if you're interested in more Amish stuff, there's a little movie, a little TV show called Banshee. Alf. Oh, I thought you were going to say Alf. Called Alf. Oh, yeah, Banshee. There's a uh, karate fighting bad guy who is also of Amish descent and yeah. a lot of Amish people great. in that. And, and, and it's also filled with uh, fucking and violence. And also uh, one of my favorite movies, Kingpin. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Which the Amish. It's a fantastic backdrop. Make more stuff in Amish in the Amish milieu, please. Uh, so, uh, book John Book is being healed by the Amish here with oils, uh, milk, linseed oil, and tea. And even because the, I get they also don't do medicine, right? Well, even the guy there is like, I'm not. Look, I'm not a doctor. You got this guy needs to go to a hospital. He's like, Here's, he's been a, shot with a bullet. There's a bullet wound. Uh, the bullet went in and out. So I guess that's better. But there's there a being hole. a bullet inside of him, but also there's a big hole. There's a big bullet hole in yeah. him from where he was shot. Yeah. So we don't do penicillin because Jesus doesn't want us to, or something. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> you're, 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 I'm taking on those. You're Amish very people. respectful. <laughs> well, they're not going to listen to this. Yeah, that's yeah, absolutely. That's <laughs> true. Maybe the Mennonites will though, and then, then they'll, they'll tell, tell someone. Yeah. Oh, I was. I listen to a bunch of podcasts. I don't give a fuck. I wear my little hat, and that's it. I'm sure, like, look, we don't listen to podcasts, but the Mennonites do, and they tell us what the what's on the podcasts. That's our version of podcasts: is the Mennonites telling us the podcast. Mennonites walking around with that's their the Google Amish podcast. That's it's the just, Amish podcast. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Uh, they walk around. They just walk around with two Amish people or Mennonites on either side, like headphones, just talking to them as they uh, as they walk around. <laughs> <laughs> Joseph Lapp is asking his Mennonite buddy. So, uh, so did Marin ask Paul Thomas Anderson who are his guys? Are okay, his so guys? here we go. Did they just start talking? Did they unlock the gates <laughs> or what? Stereo stereo sound from the Mennonites. It's really too bad of what happened to Lynn Shelton. <laughs> what do you think of Adnan? Are you guilty or not guilty? <laughs> <laughs> Have you listened to Behind the Bastards this week? S Town, garbage, total garbage. Uh, that's just my that's just my own opinion on S Town. It sucks. I don't know. I don't, I'm the, yeah, I was lost a little while ago. So I don't know what S Town is. So. Mm. It's one of the other uh, famous NPR podcasts ah. that also sucks. Okay. Yeah, well, first time, first I've ever heard of it. So, <laughs> <laughs> I just like the idea of, of of Joseph Lapp knowing what the word murderino means. <laughs> murderino. Uh, so they're healing him up, and this is sort of where the like the romance sort of more starts, which is like this the is middle like, part of this. Kind of like movie. the crying game, where it's like it starts, and we're in uh, f- firmly in thriller territory. Then you got a huge middle gap where you get this interesting relationship dynamic before yeah. we resume the thriller stuff at the end. Yeah. And this middle gap is also fucking great. Yeah, it's a great movie. It's so good. It's really good, and it's really sexy. 
Uh, <laughs> and they, they have real chemistry together, and both the, the leads are very, very appealing. You like them both. One of the things I really liked about their... Harrisonford is still stoned out of his mind. Though, oh, you better time. believe it. Yeah. You better just believe hammered, it. But just he was hammered. younger. He could take it more. It yeah. wasn't you know, overclouding his brain as much. The part where he just starts shotgunning bong, bong rips into <laughs> Kelly McGillis' mouth is that's like, man, it's not really what they do in the Amish country, her but dad, I mean, she was into it. not crazy about that. Yeah. <laughs> Kelly, these shall not be taking bong rips. She's but skip, I mean, the Amish bong, the, so. Amish bong, the bong raising scene in this is really amazing. <laughs> bong <laughs> that bong is fucking huge. <laughs> They raise oh. an entire bong. <laughs> Who shall take the first hit? <laughs> but they're just smoking hay. Tis a fine bong, but uh, sure tis no pool. <laughs> oh, man, that barn raising sequence is like a f- legit awesome. set piece. Yeah, it's great. They bu- and they, I mean, they that's like, the, in my opinion, that, that is the most memorable scene in the entire movie. I think it's, it's probably great. the most. That and the, uh, you know, the ice cream cone scene are probably the two most famous. Sure. Or, and probably the nude scene, I'd say, too, are the really uh, famous parts. But, I mean, the whole thing is great. Yeah. Uh, but it's like uh, you got the barn raising. You got the scene that I, I loved the whole movie start to finish. But I, I kind of like the stuff in the middle the most because it's just very successful at making you. I always like a good faded, for the Amish lady. a good faded romance where you're like these two people really do get along. They, they, they really they click. Can, and there's there's no way they can be together. It, it's absolutely right. And Harrison Ford and, and they sh- and they honestly like shouldn't. Yeah, you no, know what I this mean? is like this reminds me of Roman Holiday, one of my one of my favorite movies. Oh, yeah, I just watched that. Same recently. deal where it's like it's so it breaks your heart and you love them together, but you're kind of like, yeah, that's yeah. that is kind of the way it has to go. Yeah, at the end. And Harrison, like a very endearing thing about his character is that he seems to understand even more. I, she understands, but I think she's being rebellious. And Harrison Ford's just kind of like, we can't do this, you know? It's he says at one point, like if if we we had made love, there's the, the, the mm. famous scene where he's watch it, he walks in on her like bathing herself, and you see her naked, and she's kind of like, mm, I'm all right with this, and he's like, ah, oh, oh, and then he like walks away, <laughs> and then the next day he goes, if we'd made love, either you would have had to leave or I would have had to stay, and like neither one, of, you know, neither one of those not is what, actually that's gonna not work. a tenable thing for either one, and he's. 100% right. He like, And she's getting a little bit re- rebellious. He's just bored out of his fucking mind. There's nothing to do. <laughs> there is a great scene. Uh, uh, well, it's all great scenes, but the one where he's fixing his car and she comes up and they start listening to uh, old rock music on the mm-hmm. radio and they <laughs> dance around. And you're just like, oh, man, I love this movie. This is so great. Yeah, I And, mean, of course, the Beardo uh, dad comes in. Ah, thee shall not listen to the rock and roll music. Yeah, right. What like do the, you want to do with your life? I like the little trap door in there where the dad pops out and he's like, yeah. you're going to help Book. me. Yeah, milking. It's time for milking. And then he, the next he's like, yeah, okay, I'll help you milk. And then he's like, 4.30, it's time to get up and milk. And 4.30? Yeah, that's 4.30 in the morning time. now? I'm not used to waking up. I'm not used to eating I'm not used to eating huge meals in the middle of the night. Yeah. There's another great joke in that scene, too, where he's squeezing the, the cow teats and he and, and the Amish guy's like, this guy can't uh, he goes, milk he goes, a cow. He goes, he, haven't goes, ever, he goes, haven't you ever squeezed a teat before? He goes, not one, <laughs> not not one, this, big. Not one this big. And he cracks the guy up. The guy starts laughing. Yeah. It's perfect. <laughs> he's like, yeah, this guy's good. I get it. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, There's no reason this Amish thing can't be fun. Come look, on now. I really like the, uh, look, I like I the scene kids. where I've she... I've seen uh, teats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like the scene where she goes on a date with Die Hard. And, oh, uh, yeah. and it's just like they're just sitting. super hot date. They're just sitting. Just going for a sit. Yeah, have a nice sit so, on the swing. It's yeah. a swing. It swings a little. 
The, yep. the, Peter Weird in the script do an amazing job um, depicting the Amish in like a very e- charitable, but at the same time, like you I don't get think the we whole... need to use the word charitable. They're not doing anything wrong. No, right? it, they, he's, it's just like a... <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I think like, they are. I mean, <laughs> he, he just he, he he handles these Nazis in a very charitable way. <laughs> well, no, he's, they're not. Mo- it's not mocking. No, it's them, not mocking. No, yeah, them. Yeah, 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 And it's not going like, oh, these people are weird or anything. Like it totally, you totally understand the benefits and the drawbacks of their society as well as you do. Yeah. When you're in Philadelphia and you can see, like, why people would reject that sort of life. Being in you, Philadelphia, yeah, you can definitely yeah, see why you sure. would want to fucking live there. I've never been there, but come on. I lived there for a few it's years. You don't, good, you don't want to do that. It's not a good advertisement for Philadelphia <laughs> no. in 1985. You don't want to go there. Uh, so uh, there's also a great scene where he, like, is showing Lucas Haas the, the gun. Oh, and yeah. Lucas Haas finds the gun and he gets mad. He's like, oh, whoa, what are you doing? That's loaded. And you he know, takes the bullets out. He's he like, now the, you can play with it. Takes the bullets. And then he's like, well, now you can see it but when I'm here or whatever. Yeah, he, yeah. So he's being responsible as far as he... Is, yeah, know, but then it, the is, grandpa comes in and sees this, and no, is like, she comes in and sees it, and she's like, "No, yeah, give right." Me that gun. He's like, "Okay," and then he actually is really funny. He just he gives goes, it to her. He's he like, goes, "Okay, you're right. Put, put this, put this somewhere where I don't, where I don't know where it is." Yeah, put the, yeah. hide this a, somewhere where only you know of, where it is. It's a gun of the hand, is what they refer to. Gun it of the as. hand is for killing and the, only. Yes, and this the grandpa has a little heart to heart, touching heart to heart speech with Lucas Haas, where he says. What you take into your hands, you take into your heart. And, you know, like a little speech. The whole thing about, about killing bad people. With about it. killing bad people, all this sort He's of stuff. Like, but, like, are you to decide who's bad or whatever? And, I mean, <laughs> this is Lucas Haas also, remember, is the witness of this, like, horrible murder at the beginning. So yeah. he's, in his mind, going, like, well, this guy, these guys are bad, right? You know what they should have done? They should have had a thing where they put Lucas Haas and Charlie Corsmo in a cage and made them fight to the death. Huh. Wow. And then what? No, the winner says, you know, the winner lives. He gets to eat the other one, maybe. Oh, Who okay. Knows? Well, that's pretty good. I'm just saying, like, I don't think I think, I, I think there's still I think alive. there's too many of them. We're both of them in the pussy posse. <laughs> Is Charlie Corsmo in the pussy posse? <laughs> when do we eat? Is he the secretary of the pussy posse? <laughs> when do we eat? That's all he says. When do we eat? <laughs> I was in Hook. <laughs> that's how he gets all that pussy. <laughs> Corsmo. Um, there's a so the, we we sna- uh, cut back to uh, the the action that's happening in Philadelphia on occasion. There's a really great uh, scene with uh, Harrison Ford's partner. What's the actor's name again? Brent Jennings. Brent Jennings, and then uh, the main bad guy. What's that? Joseph Summer. Joseph Summer um, is just sort of like trying to get the information out of him that he frankly doesn't have. Harrison yeah. Ford is going to pay phones, and he's deliberately yeah. not telling anybody where he is. Um, but at one point, he's going. Uh, we're like a, we're like the Amish. We're a cult too. He's talking about police officers. Yeah. We're a cult too, a club with our own rules. And you're like, wow, that uh, cops are great. That works. That's that track. <laughs> that, that tracks. That is a line that has aged very well. That checks out. Jesus gotta love Christ. Gotta just, love. Gotta love the cops. They just <laughs> say that out loud now and have flags and stuff too. <laughs> Boy, I can't little, wait. The little thin blue line flag. Oh, okay. I don't want to get ahead of ourselves, but uh, but I feel like the there is a way to read the fugitive as anti-cop propaganda. Oh wow. Wow, I can't <laughs> wait. All right, well, let's, let's, all yeah. right. Don't uh, forget that. Well, I won't. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> uh, but then, you know, they, you get the barn raising, and then you d- you get a great, uh, you know, you see, you know, the scene where they where she's naked, and then you get a scene where they just decide they're like, fuck it, and they start making out, and you're like, man, some yeah, good movie kiss. kissing right here. Oh, man, do those people And the, wit- the witness other. of the title is the old man who is just... Beating just, off while he's oh, watching them fuck. I shouldn't be jerking off. I shouldn't this. be witnessing this. I just <laughs> just fucking tugging his collar, just cranking it. Tis fine fuck action English. <laughs> tis very fine fucking. Tis no pool. Tis sure tis no pool. Um, 
And then, and then, like, kind of towards, and then this, this is the famous scene where he beats up a a guy for, um, you know, antagonizing, harassing, harassing, which is the catalyst that that gets him, gets the. What's the what's the line? What's what's the line that he says when he hits the guy? It's like. Doesn't somebody? I forget what it, well, I watched this like a week ago, sitting, and I can't remember. He's sitting in the cart with the uh, with lap. No, he's like, it's not he, our way. He's like, he's like but he it's goes, my he way. He goes, but it's my way. Yeah, yeah that's it's what my I way. Yeah. It's great. It's, a, it's just a great movie line. No. But it really isn't their way. They're not fond of this, and and it also does not benefit his cause. No, but I do, they, I do like the way that those, uh, I do like the way that those guys in classic movie bully fashion are like, oh, what are you gonna do? And he just fucking decks the dude. And there's that shot of his buddy like. Like trying to get him to come to, and just blood all over yeah. his face. Is he really broke his, and I'll go, he broke his nose. It's just like a bunch of bullies like going up. like, how could how could something like this have happened? Yeah, exactly. All we did was antagonize innocent people <laughs> for and no now, reason. Now and now, now I'm, I'm, and now I'm what? This all I all I did this isn't fair. All I did was <laughs> antagonize someone who is literally <laughs> prohibited from fighting back. Wow. <laughs> Uh, and now I'm suffering and now because I'm, of it. Oh. Oh. I, I guess you could draw parallels with stuff going on in this country again. Yeah, uh, yeah it's amazing. Like uh, uh, yeah. Oh, I, I did was storm the Capitol, and now I'm in jail? Uh, what the yeah. fuck is happening oh, here? Wait, but what? I'm, I'm me. Yeah. Oh. I'm not someone else. I'm myself. I wore, I wore my Viking hat. Did you see that? Uh, Fucking did you see the piece of shit. Q made two new posts last week. Oh wow! Yeah. It's yeah. coming back. It's coming back, baby. Good, good. It never really left. Storms Even coming. Even though we basically know who it who it is. Storms coming. <laughs> uh, we know who it is, and it's an extremely mediocre person. <laughs> yeah, he's got a fucking naked Gundam lady statue. He beats off to in his house. It's just an absolute. It's an absolute. <laughs> the guy is like one of the biggest wads in the history of wad. Oh, is it one of those guys? I didn't ever finish that yeah, documentary series. It's either the son or his It's dad. the son. It's the son. If that had been a movie, I would have watched the whole thing, but it's like six episodes. I got through three of them and was like, fuck this. No, I can't watch more I can't watch more footage of these guys. No, I don't like, like looking at them. This guy's like the ultimate fail yeah, son. I stopped. Wa- I didn't even think it was bad, but I stopped watching it because those guys were just so unpleasant. Yeah, yeah, no, like, the, I thought it was, yeah. in, I actually thought it was interesting, yeah. but I was like, I was like, I can't watch this. These you people succeeded. are unpleasant. I, I indeed do not like yeah. hanging out with unpleasant. these guys. Don't you guys love it when we're talking about a good movie and then it's like, let's talk about Q for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't watch that Q. Good luck getting through that Q documentary on HBO. I watched the whole thing. It's pretty well. Yeah, yeah. But it's almost you're worth strong, it. You're stronger stuff than me, I guess. I am. Was, uh, I've always said so. Did you uh, see when, because he was in a primary for actual, he actually ran for office, The Sun? Oh, I did not see that. Yes. and He uh, got primaried, though? Uh, he was in the pri- he, oh. he he doesn't uh, he was primary in a primary for to, for office he oh, wasn't okay. in office originally and obviously n- few people have ever and this is really saying something to the Republican Party but few people have ever been less qualified than this guy <laughs> to like run for office yeah yeah and uh, he he like says some sort of boilerplate bullshit like uh, alt right horse shit in the in the um, debate uh-huh. and then someone just like c- completely cuts him down and undermines his whole point and then he hears that and goes like. Yeah, he's right. I uh, redact my statement. I didn't know what I was talking about. <laughs> what a piece of shit. Uh, he just, he's like, I, I, all I had was saying that, and then no, I, they didn't tell me what to say if someone Sorry, uh, I'm a huge fucking tool. Vote for me. <laughs> he's right. He's right. All right. I, I was lying. Uh, so uh, Harrison Ford beats up some huge tools in but, 85, yeah. and then that's how the bad guys are able to find out where he's living. Yeah. But the, before we uh, get to him, because they're like an, up the cops guys. are like an Amish dude hits his people. What? There's a great yeah. there's a great line where the tourists are before the the punching starts. Oh, where yeah. the tourists are like surrounding him. Oh right. And they're like and like one of the tour guides is like, don't take pictures of the Amish. They don't like it. But you know, he can sneak a shot here and there. And some lady comes up to Harrison Ford and goes, Mind if I get a picture? We're only here for goes, the day, lady. If you take my picture with that thing, I'm gonna rip your brassiere off and strangle you with it. 
Brazier. Which is great, Brazier. Because she was not expecting an Amish person to say that to her. How rude. She's like, how rude. <laughs> and her monocle wipe. falls into her martini glass. Erase this, have this protocol droid m- mind, oh, mind memory. Oh, no. <laughs> <That's> the, uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> I cannot think about that moment without cracking up. <laughs> I just wanted them to do that to Princess Little Princess Leia in the Obi-Wan oh show. Oh, my God. Have, have baby Princess Leia's memory wiped. Uh, so and, that, and Luke, baby Luke Skywalker, too. baby Luke Skywalker. God almighty. That's so, glad, so funny. So glad I don't know have what you guys are talking about. Have the protocol droid's memory wiped. Oh, well, that's, no. That's, that's from episode three. That's what uh, uh, that's the last Jimmy thing Smith that, says to about C-3PO. And then, it, and then it does, he goes, oh, no. And it does a wipe. Oh, right. <laughs> and but it's the last thing. It's the last time you see C-3PO in the movie. It's just like, <laughs> it's so funny. Oh, no. Oh, no. I didn't know. I'd heard that there was a baby Leia in that. I didn't know there was a baby Luke. Oh, yeah. Both yeah. of them are in it. Christ yeah. almighty. It's fucking, um, it's fucking awful. All right. So anyway. So back to something not awful, though. So, so now so now, we're, now we get so the, back to the, 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 thriller is, stuff. the thriller is back. Yeah, the thriller is back, and they're like, the three guys are going to come get him. Here's a fucking, I mean, the whole movie is shot. Gorgeously, oh, this gorgeously. Is a, this is a great like. But there's the shot where they're like walking scene. over the, oh, the yeah. these three dudes with shotguns are walking over this hill mm-hmm. into this idyllic, placid yeah. uh, like yeah. farm, <laughs> and it's just really ominous. The music is great too. It I, sounds like okay. Vangelis, but it's hey, not. I disagree. You I think like, that really? the one thing that I really don't like about this movie mm-hmm. is the score. I think it sounds like shit. Oh, Maurice Jarre like, score. I'm uh, yeah. I'm in between. If it had been orchestral, I would have liked it. Yeah, I'm in between because I feel like it. It's like really places it in a certain era. Mm-hmm. Like it really places it in like 1985, and it like, is. It is with memorable. the music. It's definitely memorable. Like I think it works during the barn raising scene, and then a lot of it. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, if it, it, it's sort of like if the if I don't know the it's like that kind of electronic score where I'm like I'm not just sounds crummy, and it doesn't fit. It's cheap. Yeah, I yeah, did find it. I did find it maybe a little jarring, but in the end, I kind of like warmed. I think it's just because I, it? I think it's just because I liked the movie so much that I was just like, "Fuck it, even the music too, whatever." Did it's you all... find it uh, Maurice jarring? Oh, oh, God. fuck yes, oh. Kevin. I'm gonna go home. Kevin, Kevin la- just left. That's, that's it. it. That's it. I'm actually leaving. I'm out. It's my last episode. <laughs> he dropped the mic and broke it. Uh, uh, <laughs> but yeah, this is the this is the these great scenes where uh, where the fucking. God, they come like kicking doors down with shotguns and pointing shotguns at people, and they they literally say, "It's all right, we're police officers." Yeah, <laughs> and nice. they just kick they just kick their door in. It's all right, we're police. Where officers. is he? And they start beating up the the grandpa, and then it's just a whole chase. Then it's just a whole chase scene. Oh, this stuff is fucking awesome too, because in Harrison Ford, uh, and here and here's some like straight up um, uh, Mandela effect action because I remembered vividly that uh, Harrison Ford killed Danny Glover. With corn, in this, no, the other I was guy. like, I, in my head, I was like, could see Danny Glover's face doing that. Like he's breathing in the corn. It's pretty brutal considering it's a guy dying from corn. It is absolutely not Danny Glover. No, it is the, the other, other guy. Dude. It's still brutal. It's Dick it's Buckus just not or Danny whatever Ferg. that guy is. It's <laughs> yeah, Fergie. It's like Dick The guy who chokes on corn's name is Fergie. Yeah. And uh, and Harrison, there's like two great parts of this. Where one where Harrison Ford's like climbing up this ladder in the silo, and then he, but he, and he's just he's not a far as far ahead of the guy as he wishes he was. And then he sees the guy pop up below him, like pointing the gun up, and he's like, "Fuck, man, I've had it." The guy can't. But the guy can't. He doesn't know. The guy can't see because it's dark where Harrison Ford is. This shit's fucking cool. And then the guy goes into the silo. Harrison Ford knocks all the corn down on him. Yeah. And uh, and it's, it's for a guy dying of corn. It's 
pretty brutal. Yeah. Two guys of corn syrup. He's just like, <laughs> and it's yeah. hot. Yeah, and he's, he's basically choking on corn dust. And he can't get out of there. And, and he, he can't get out. And then he's buried like, in what it. What an awful way to die. God damn. <laughs> and then you're just stuck with the guy in your corn. Because <laughs> yeah. you're not going like, yeah, to like dig him out of there. Eat the guy now. Well, yeah. Can you, are you going to well, use the corn? Well, the corns will eat the guy. What are you going to use that? Are you using that? Use that corn? At one point, Harrison Ford has to dig him kind of like partially out of the corn to get his gun. Yeah. And that's when he blasts Danny Glover. Blast, blows Danny Glover away. And then, the, and, and then the old guy, the, the Joseph Summer. Joseph Summer. I'm not going to remember. No. Uh, <laughs> I forgot already again. Joseph, Joseph Summer Stalin? is kind of like, yeah. he's still kind of yeah. trying to keep this fucking thing going. He's got a gun. And then Harrison Ford just gathers up all the Amish people. He's like, what are you going to do? You're going to kill all these people? You're going to kill him? And that's pretty funny where he's, He's, I guess, got an idea in mind, or maybe he's just being ruled by his emotions here or whatever, but he goes, you got to kill her? And then he grabs Lucas Haas and goes, you got to kill him? And the me goes, goes, hey, still <laughs> fucking, all right, hey, come oh, on oh, now. Oh, oh, easy there. Hey. With the, don't give him any ideas. But it works. And like he, 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 he does want to kill him. This is like <laughs> I love when Joseph Summer just turns around and like goes to the like the doorway and just sort of like, he's done. I mean, done. Harrison Ford's yeah. 100% right. Like, yeah, what yeah. are you going to do? Kill that's where you all get the these po- people? That's where you get the point. We get yes. the point in all three of these, but that's where he, that's the scene where you get the point where he's going. Finger no, in. you're done. This is you some of the best. I, I, I yeah, like yeah. Harrison Ford, and this is some awesome. of the best. He's so fucking good in this, and this, this is, is like an Oscar clip thing. I think this I don't is know the if they could have d- used this in the Oscar because it's kind of a spoiler. Did he get nominated yeah. for this? Yes, he did. Uh, I did. Yeah, I believe he did. Yeah, His one Academy Award nomination. This is um, no, he didn't get nominated for Mosquito Coast. I don't think so. Oh, well, that's a fucking shame. Yeah. The. This I think this movie watching it is like the birth of the Harrison Ford that we see in like all these other movies. Mm. Like this is sort of the first this this seems like the patient zero Harrison Ford playing this type of guy. Yeah. yeah. Where he's like not in a sci fi movie. Uh I think this was was this before or after Frantic? He's not being you know, he's not being a kind of adventure movie scoundrel. Later. Yeah. But he's like he's like just a, a guy who's like really with it yeah. and knows what he's doing, but is also like Emotional. Out of, emotional and out of his element every once in a while. Yeah. But I feel like I, I, this, is, this is one of his best performances. Oh, I think, I, oh I think God. He's, he's really good. Fucking great. But it's just like, it's solidified. I think this is like solidified that kind of Harrison mm. Ford performance. But then, yeah, then he went and made Mosquito Coast with We Are Right After This, I think. Which is, yeah. I think, an, um, I love this movie. Don't get me wrong, but I think Mosquito Coast is so much better. It's really oh. good. Uh, I think I like this one more, but I, I do, like I do love, more, but I do love Mosquito Coast. It is, it is a phenomenal movie that's a movie that i watch about every three years and every time I'm like so God good. damn mosquito coast yeah that one's a bit i think that one's a bit like messier which is good but also is like it doesn't yeah, quite it obviously doesn't have you know quite I mean? the, the the brutal economy i think, I, think like I do think this is like this movie is like yeah. oh this is what a what a what a thrilling thriller oh this what a nice a, love yes. story what a what what of both of those things and you're yeah. kind of like and oh, that's mosquito weird. coast is the story of a frustrating man <laughs> yeah <laughs> to put it mildly it is frustrating man it is like a performance by four complicated relationship with his family a lot of that you're kind of like Ooh, you're not I, with him i think i hate this i think guy. i hate ali fox I think, yes. I, hate, yeah. I think i hate harrison ford yeah, yeah. love that movie. which is you know <laughs> testament to the performance Very absolutely good. absolutely uh um but yeah and like this this part is great and, and, and the old guy is just like oh, fine and then you get this joseph like, stalin just joseph stalin i got it i got it <laughs> yeah, we got you got it. it you gotta remember this time good Yo- joseph stalin coba <laughs> and uh and then uh, we get this like uh, another great scene where Harrison Ford and Kelly McGillis just wordlessly they oh. just wordlessly fuck. Can you imagine in front of everybody? Yeah. <laughs> that's the Amish way. What are you gonna do in front of all these people? No, that's the Amish. <laughs> that's how the Amish do it. English. Well, if you want to fuck her, you have to do it in front of everyone. Do it in English. Front of, and God and God, God and everyone. Right in this right in this barn, we haven't put walls on yet. <laughs> that was a fuck barn we were building. That is the fuck barn. It's the fuck barn. The fuck barn. The only one in Lancaster County. You can only County. fuck in the fuck barn, but anything goes in the fuck barn. <laughs> exactly. If you see a if little you're in the barn front row, you will get wet. Road. No Mennonites allowed. 
Tin <laughs> roof. Rusted. They wouldn't have a tin roof. It's a wooden roof. <laughs> wooden roof. Uh, tin roof. Not yeah, plain. And then, then there's a wordless sort of like goodbye or whatever. God, it's then, then he like he. Oh, but he, there's yeah, and then he drives off. There's a, an, another like funny little bit where um, uh, Carl from Die Hard is uh, walking back up over the hill. Yeah. And in, it's 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 good because you know that Kelly McGillis doesn't feel the, like the passion for Carl, but we also know that he's not like a bad guy. He's, yeah. he's a decent enough guy. And he's she just likes a little him. bit more. He, she likes. She him does fine. like him. Yeah. But she's passionate about Harrison Ford. Yeah. But and that could that could never be. He's driving up over the hill, and Carl is coming back, walking down the hill, and he kind of, the way he waves at him is kind of like, well, he tips his get hat. the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> he, t- he tips his he tips his hat. He goes like this. He goes. Yeah. He goes like, yeah. yeah okay. I don't hate you. You don't hate me. But get the fuck out of here. And, uh, but also, let me get my lady. But also, it's like, uh, well, back life back to normal with the life here. Yeah. Also, as Harrison Ford drives away, like I'm gonna go over there. We're gonna sit. We're gonna have a sit. We're gonna date. have a nice sit. We're gonna have a nice sit and date, and yep. nothing exciting is gonna happen to us ever again. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed your two weeks of excitement, because that's it for you, Kelly. Uh, that was like, I mean, that's kind of like the kind of excitement maybe you don't want. Like what, oh, with, all, what sure. with all the gunfights oh. and dead bodies and on the police farm. kicking the door down, going, "It's okay, it's we're okay, police. it's okay, we're police." Yeah. <laughs> Uh, amazing stuff. Yeah. What a beautiful movie. And again, just like the, there's a scene in Roman Holiday where at, at the very end where they have, uh, oh, they I exchange meaningful glances and yeah. you, and it's all done with, with looks. I, I like know. the part in Roman Holiday where Gregory Peck blows all those guys away. Oh God. Fuck <laughs> you. Gregory Peck kills that Fuck guy by you. dumping corn on him. I'm calling from your credit I'm union. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to take a holiday from life. <laughs> Scout. <laughs> <laughs> what, a, what a great movie. They were trying to shoot the princess. Uh, all right. Well, I think I got all the quotes. Yeah. This is not like, you know, it's not like there's a whole bunch of crazy lines in this movie or anything like that. So uh, there is like a part in it that I, that it, like, if you're from our generation, maybe a little bit, a little bit uh, before our time where Harrison Ford takes a sip of coffee at the coffee table and goes, honey, that's great coffee. Yeah, yeah. like, huh? And he's like, you know, from the commercial. And I'm like, I don't know what the commercial that is. <laughs> I don't know. I uh, mean, it, it, it works in the movie because it's funny. You get it. Like, you get it. Because, I mean, it works because you're with the Amish people and that you're like, what? And you're, you're, we're, we're just like the Amish. I know he's doing a, he's doing a he's thing. Doing a bit. But you're also there. They don't get his bit. And then I'm like, yeah, I'm with them. I don't get your bit either, dude. <laughs> Do a better bit next time. Yeah. Oh, there is a there is a funny line that Kelly McGillis gets where where he. Give me her Amish stand up comedy. <laughs> Mennonites sure sure do. Mennonites have that. Well, that's different though. I mean, there's somebody. Joe Rogan's a Mennonite. They've got jokes. Come on, there's got to be. I, I just want to know what they are. That's all. They seem kind of funny. This is Kelly McGillis after uh, Mr. Book uh, Harrison Ford has just come to after uh, his p- infection has passed. Oh, I mean, woke. Oh, okay, woke up. I thought you meant. Never mind. <laughs> And she goes, uh, we were all very happy that you lived, Mr. Book. And he's like, oh, and she goes, we didn't know what we were going to do with you if you died. Yeah. They do have a discussion about that. Like, what if he dies? And she's like, if he dies, we have to, like, make sure nobody ever knows he was here. Yeah. <laughs> we just didn't want to clean up your corpse is all. I mean, we could care less whether you lived or died. Uh, right. Ratings. I think this deserves four Juds. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just a, such a sturdy movie. It does everything it needs to do. It does it. With with some r- rather ruthless economy, I think, which is something I will be missing sorely from the next movie we talk about. Well, just, wow, and just, then and then we'll be missing and then we'll be missing it entirely in the third movie. <laughs> yeah. Just while we're uh, on it, that movie that movie's like economy. What's that story? In Who the, cares? In this economy, Char- <laughs> character motivation. We don't know. We we yep. we barely wrote a script. We we ripped out some pages from this Tom Clancy novel and said, let's make a movie out of this. Anyway, okay. this movie is Sorry. a half no, hour. It's good. A half hour shorter than Clear and Present Danger. Yes. Oh my or god. A half. 
hour. It feels four hours shorter, though. <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ. Sorry. Okay, we'll get to uh, that. Yeah, I, I just it does everything it needs to do, yeah, and it does it absolutely. very well. Uh, and you know, there's a reason they teach this movie because it's just very, yeah. Yeah. it's very teachable. It it does it does everything. It's it's almost like the fucking Robert McKee stuff. You know what I mean? It's just like this is a very just sturdy, sturdy movie. But does it in a way that where it's like without showing, it's without organic. It does it in a way without yeah, without showing that it's doing that thing. True, it's like, true to all of its characters. Very invisible. Do it this way where it's like, hey, what's this movie? These Amish people are going to the city. Oh no, he saw a murder. Oh, here's this homicide cop. Oh no, now this is going. It's like, yeah, yeah. but it all flows. It's got, it's got the like yeah, the tradition. So I remember watching this when I was a kid, and it's like I and thinking kind of like, shouldn't I be bored during this like um, like the stuff in Amish country? <laughs> and, and I wasn't because it's even as a little kid, it's it still it yeah, maintains even as, its even momentum. Even as a stupid child, you thought even this as was a good. stupid kid, soon <laughs> just, to be a stupid adult, just eating four pounds of popcorn chicken, going, like, should <laughs> I be should I be bored watching this? Where do they get their chicken? <laughs> oh, my heart stopped. <laughs> oh, there, there it goes. goes. There it goes. <laughs> <laughs> so four Juds. Uh, I'm gonna give it one Douglas. Uh, you know, just for the topless scene, which seems a little bit gratuitous, it's, but not really. I it guess. like it, I think it works for what they're doing with their relationship, but it is like it does like did she did we need to see her naked? I think it's a classic right. nude scene. It's totally a classic nude scene, but also I don't I'm not sure we needed to see her naked. Like Harris the Harrison Ford character right. did, but did we? Eh, I think it's surprising and bracing in in, it is in the, in the um, yeah. backdrop yeah. of all this kind of like pure shit and yeah. stuff. So I'll give it the one Douglas for that. Uh, and I'm going to give it, uh, well, jeez, I'm going to give it 10 out of 10 raised barns. <laughs> fuck 10 barns. Out, 10 out of 10 fuck barns. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give this five Juds, bitch. Yeah, I liked I everything it. about it. I was in love with this movie, and I'm going to buy it and watch it every year. Nice. Uh Liked everything about it. Uh, like the thr- the traditional thriller elements, and then when it's just romance, I was like, this works great, too. It's just one of those movies that gives and gives, and I like everybody in it. And, and, and you know, like, we watched Patriot Games, and we've wa- like, the last Built Ford Tough episode, um, we did two Harrison Ford movies where he's in, like, full-on sleepwalking mode, and he's, you know, real spotty in the... In the, the, the this period of his career and just watching this, you're like, yeah, that's right. Harrison Ford, Harrison fucking Ford. This period, not the 85, not 85 period. This, the current period yeah, that yeah, he's yeah. in right now is he's, he's real yeah, yeah. like, you're lucky if you get jack shit, if you get anything <laughs> out of him. Let alone Jack Ryan. And he, in 85, witness, my God, Harrison Ford is really something else and great. Top of the, top uh, of the I fucking love this movie. <laughs> I really did. I was just like one of those when it was finished. I was like a little misty eyed, just wow. in, b- b- both moved by the story, but also just sort of like, wow, a movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love movies. Yeah. It's so great. Uh, I'm going to give it I'm going to give it two Juds um, because it's not sleazy, but I did find it very sexy. Um, like, I like all, the nude scene. And uh, they have <laughs> they have genuine chemistry together and it is they succeed in getting that, you know, I want these people to fuck. That would be pretty cool if these people fucked. And it's sad that they don't and but, at the end, and it all works. Yeah. But what I like about it is that it's like you're like, these people should because they got good chemistry together. But also I'm like, but they shouldn't. Absolutely. I, oh, I also yeah. don't want them to. It totally works. I don't want them to because yeah. I'm like, no, they shouldn't. They shouldn't do that. That line that Harrison Ford like has. Dramatic tension almost. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's almost like it's, it's well, like that. weird. Yeah. Weird. And I'm going <laughs> to give it uh, 10 out of 10 stupid looking throat cuttings. The one part of the movie <laughs> I didn't like. Just one second of the movie. Uh... Yeah, I'm gonna, you know, I'm going. I was gonna go four and a half. I'm going five yeah. too. Because I, I was watching this last night, and I was like, I was, I've been hanging out all day, and I realized, oh man, I still gotta watch. I still gotta watch Witness. So it was like midnight or eleven o'clock or something when I started this, and I'm like, so 
I was struggling to stay awake towards the end, not because it was boring, just because I was I was really t- I was tired. I'm like, ah, oh, come on. And at the, but at the beginning, it got me. I was like, when it first started happening, I'm like, fuck, I forgot how this movie's great. I forgot how great it is. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna go ahead, fucking full on five Juds. Yes. Uh, I'm gonna give it, you know, one one Douglas. It's like that nude scene, but it's not. I don't know. It's not, none of it's real sleazy. It's de- no, definitely not sleazy. There's no, but it is like, but it definitely is like. Uh, you know, I do find it sexy. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna give it uh, I don't know, a million corn particles killing a dude. Oh, that's <laughs> just, <laughs> just <laughs> it's, he's breathing, breathing, breathing in and going like, "Well, I'm dead." <laughs> it's brutal, God, brutal, Jesus brutal death scene. And then the Amish have to, I guess. Dig that guy out of there. I guess the cops would probably do that. The cops who come yeah, over, the cops for, are, are they're gonna have to do that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But are the you know, and then the Amish are gonna have to decide: do we use the corn? Do we burn that corn? Do we I close, think they're gonna do we, use they're the, gonna corn. Close you, the you corn. Could give, you could give the corn to animals. Absolutely. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Good. Well, good. I just want to make sure that corn's getting. We used. don't want to waste any corn. No. The Amish don't believe in bacteria. Because <laughs> <laughs> they're fucking idiots. <laughs> wow. This is the guy you're gonna go smear some ice cream on somebody later, aren't Those you? Those Mennonites really? got the right idea because they don't give a shit. Just give me my hat and my dumb pants. <laughs> they don't and, uh, give a shit. Yeah, I'll put a, put a, put a fucking uh, reckless before God. Yeah, I'll, put, I'll put my virtual reality goggles on and then my stupid <laughs> black hat on top of that because I don't fucking care. <laughs> I don't actually believe in lo- our Lord Jesus Christ. Whoa. Yeah. Dang, that ice cream cone did look good though. Yeah, I don't I, think I'd so. Rub, I want an ice cream cone rubbed all over my face, especially today where it's 90 degrees out. <laughs> I'm going to go get some ice cream cones and rub them all over my body <laughs> while I'm down here. <laughs> Just out on the street. Well, it is pride today. It is pride today. <laughs> okay, okay, there you go. So. That's my thing. Yeah, that's just something that I enjoy. <laughs> I enjoy. Call R. me R. crazy, <laughs> call me a pervert. R.I.P. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, R.I.P. Last week. Speaking of R.I.P., R.I.P. This uh, this conversation not being uh, about the fugitives. <laughs> That's true. Ooh. I don't expect you guys to agree with me at all, but I watched this movie for the second time in like two years, and I still think it's fucking stupid. I, I don't yeah, think I, it's exciting in the slightest. Weird. <laughs> I do love. I do, I, <laughs> again. It's you so gotta love Matt Lynch. He hates this movie, and it's the second time he's watched it. In <laughs> yep. <laughs> Cause I, cause I thought we were, <laughs> I thought we were gonna do this. Actually, it wasn't two years, more like four years. But I thought we were oh, gonna okay. do this so long ago that I watched it just in anticipation of that imminently happening, and then it didn't happen. Yeah. So I sat through it again. <laughs> well, I can, like you. Would, also, my I, girlfriend had not seen it, oh. or at least had not seen it in many, many years. And I'm proud to say she completely agrees with me that it's not good. Well, I think that might also just be sort of going along to get along. <laughs> oh no, no, she was actually yeah, yeah it sucks. She it's was actually dumb. getting ahead of me and pointing out the same shit that I was like, oh my god, you're right. I was just gonna say. I'll concede, I just, I'll concede I just, the point because uh, Matt would. I hadn't seen this movie in probably 15 years, and I assumed that I really liked it. And uh, but Matt, what you're, one of the main things you would say is this movie is fucking stupid. And I was like, I I don't know. I don't remember it being stupid. I will concede the point that there's lots of dumb shit in this movie, but I still really th- I still thought yeah. it was really really fun. Yeah, I, like, I think this movie is great. I don't yeah. know. I like it. I, 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 I it's definitely not. It. It's no. It's no witness where you're like, this is a special kind of alchemy that made a that made this great movie. But I think it really moves. I, I will say I think it really moves. And I I'm I will say this that the third movie we're going to talk about does like, not. I felt like I, I felt Ooh. like I was in a coma watching okay. that. And if and there's and there was like it feels. 
feels like there's no like the characters in that movie have no reason to care about what's happening in the movie sure. for more than an hour. Right. And in the fugitive, at least it's shit happening to the main guy and he's running and shit. And you're and like, well, okay, I'm watching great. a guy run and the guys are chasing him. And so uh, anyway, just as a com- as a point sure. of comparison of the, the these two Harrison Ford movies we're going to talk about. And and Harrison Ford I like a lot in this. He's doing a lot of like it's a wild-eyed Harrison Ford and pointing and shit. Yeah. So All right, ladies and gentlemen, listen up. We have a fugitive that's been on the run for 90 minutes. Average foot speed over uneven ground barring injury is four miles an hour. That will give you a radius of six miles. What I want out of each and every one of you is a hard target search of every gas station, residence, warehouse, farmhouse, hen house, outhouse, or dog house in this area. Checkpoints will go up at 15 miles. Your fugitive's name is Dr. Richard Kimball. Go get him. So, okay, foundationally, I'm just going to start... By saying Foundationally. that that <laughs> as you say, like we we and we just talked about witness and witness is sort of a paragon of formal and narrative economy, and you and Kevin just said like you'll you said you would agree that this isn't that. What I will think, what I do think is people hold this movie up as another paragon of formal and narrative economy. That it is this ruthless sort of relentless action machine and I just don't agree and more to the point I don't think it's exciting enough to cover up for how completely ridiculous the script is Hmm. Uh, one thing that I I will say I don't don't know if it's 100% to that point but both this and Witness are two of the rare movies that we talk about on this podcast that were nominated for Best Picture Picture. Mm -hmm. and with Witness you're like absolutely with this you're like this got nominated for Best Picture that's right I did like this movie and you're kind of like what happened when (laughs) I like this movie and you're like this got nominated for Best Picture it's just like a good and thriller. Jones what Jones is, beat out happened? Ray Fiennes for know. best supporting actor. That like year Wit- Witness is like timeless and beautiful, yeah, yeah. and this one is just sort of like I guess the America was just it really it just rubbed him the right way at the yeah. time. I guess there's worse movies. Oh, for sure, for, for I, best not, no. absolutely. <laughs> but I, but I mean, it, but I if you're going to nom- nominate an action movie in 1993 for best picture, what would it be? Jurassic Park. No. Nah. I, I'm I, saying if you were going <laughs> to nominate one, Jurassic Park is a lot better than this. Uh, it's huh. better directed. It's more, it's like sort of a better, it's just a overall a better movie and had more of an impact it's, on movies. It's a sci-fi movie about dinosaurs is never going to get nominated for Best Picture. <laughs> But, I'm not saying honestly, it should have. What I'm like saying a, is that I would have, I would have preferred something. If we're going to yeah, nominate yeah. a stupid movie for the best picture, that's a better one than this. But usually, a thriller like sure. this is also absolutely not going to get put nominated for best yeah. picture. So and what happened? And then this totally it's doesn't weird. deserve the nomination. People, people loved it. It's, I don't know. People just it just really clicked with people, and, it, and it's just like a case of like it was a huge hit, and I think it was maybe a dry year for this kind of movie, and people were just like, "How about that fugitive? Oh, huh? I think let's I think the best movie only works as a blanket indictment of both the police and the ju- the criminal justice system as a whole because literally nobody in the movie except for Harrison Ford and not even consistently so does anything right at any point that's absolutely right a white doctor can't get justice in America <laughs> also, I mean apparently he has the worst lawyers on this earth is, he has the one lawyer and it's a blanket indictment of that one lawyer particularly there's a there's a, a <laughs> moment at the end of this movie where uh it's like sort of revealed who the bad guy is, and that's the smoking gun piece of evidence is a phone is a phone record. Yeah. 
So nobody looked at this guy's phone records the whole fucking time. I find it very believable. I don't, not for a second. I find it very believable that they fucked up, that, that, yeah. that the police did a terrible job investigating this crime. Yeah, but, but then I mean, but so, did, but so did his lawyers. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That maybe is a little bit less, because like, you never hear his lawyer making any sort of case. You just see this like fat this windbag sitting next to him just going like, ah, I guess he's going to jail. And then, yeah. like, he, 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 so he doesn't get to do jack shit in trial. And then later on, after Harrison Ford's Richard Kimball has, like, after all, we'll, we'll talk about it, all yeah. the action, he's calling him up. He's like, I need some help and I need some money. He's like, turn yourself in. You need to turn yourself in. He's, like, just <laughs> he's the most lawyer. useless fucking guy in the world. Yeah. Harrison Ford needs to literally, there should be a scene after the end of the credits where Harrison him. Ford walks into his office and punches him in the face. <laughs> yeah. You're the worst lawyer in town. I'm a rich white guy. I should have a good lawyer. If, any, if literally anybody in any position of, of authority in this movie had done even a little bit of their job properly, yes. Harrison Ford would never have been convicted of this crime or even or even charged with it. It's it's hundred percent true. Well, the cops the cops are presented as basically Boobs. going like yeah, they're goons. That works. Which, which that I works don't think me. is unrealistic. <laughs> yeah, it totally works. I mean, for me. I don't know. No, I don't have like, a problem with that. I, they, where they where they're like this where they're going like uh huh you didn't fucking do it yeah you did we know you did well, you did it we right want, you this did is it. the easier way they, this is they easier don't, uh, for us I love at the beginning of the and movie then towards the end they're also like they're also like fucking this guy yeah. this guy killed he the cop it. now too at the uh, at the beginning of the movie it's the night of the murder he's. In the interrogation room, immediately you they take him this in, man. and uh, and uh, like so, it's hours after the crime, and the guy comes in. He, they're outside the interrogation room, and the cop is like, "Well, we got his prints all over the place, and his DNA is under his wife's, you know, his wife's DNA is under his fingernails. All this stuff. It's like they did all this forensic analysis in like a couple of hours, I guess and so. then they just go book him." There's like literally no fucking way that would happen. It's like that scene in uh, the Simpsons where it's like that's gonna take weeks and weeks, and Wiggum gives him like a uh, yeah a, a case of cigarettes, and he goes, "Did I say weeks? I meant I meant seconds." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like I like I like I like that everything moves really quickly. But speaking of narrative too. economy, like so like this movie I, I like, begins. I like the first forty minutes or so of the movie do work pretty well. The movie straight up begins like. Like it's already yeah. happening. Yeah, like, I don't know. You, know, you don't fuck around. We get some of yeah, like the earlier, like what Harrison Ford's life was like, kind of in flashbacks. But like the mm-hmm. crime has already happened, right? And the cops are already there, and you're getting these like flashbacks about what happened and stuff. And this is where you get the classic stuff: Harrison Ford looking harried. Harrison Ford does a great job. Also, Harry, he's got a big, he's beard. Got a big beard. Yeah, and so he's, he's got <laughs> the, he's got the beard. He's hairy and he's harried, and he's pointing the finger. And, and his got, name is Harry. You're accusing me of killing my <laughs> wife. I love my wife. Now you find these people. Rawr. And they're like, well, we've got three pieces of super superficial evidence and we're lazy. So, uh, so we're fucking sending lazy. You up. So we're cops. We're, send- we're cops. We're sending you away. It's easier for us. Presumably, I mean, if you're innocent, then you'll probably have a nice lawyer because you're rich. We can only right, and then right. he'll do all the work and get you out of it. Yeah. Oh, you don't know my lawyer. He's my brother-in-law. <laughs> it's a charity case. Oh, no. His brother-in-law, that's not good. <laughs> he just killed his wife. <laughs> that's true. That I mean, the one-armed man just killed his wife. He had a mechanical arm. Uh, and this is, I also wanted to point out that his wife, Celia Ward, mm-hmm. um, who, ha- who he's already would be rich enough. He's a famous surgeon. His wife has all the money, so she's like super rich. Right. Um, but there's a, a part where um, we find out it's it's all kind of like all mixed in together to kind of keep the movie to just. And this is kind of how the, the TV, have you ever watched the TV show? Uh-huh. Seen every episode. Yeah, they, it, they just they basically take care of all the business about like in the opening credit sequence, yeah. like Doctor Richard Kimball accused of killing. He was innocent though, and now okay, here we go. And most of the show is like most of the show, 
they they do like an homage to the show in this in the middle of the movie where he saves the kid in the hospital because yeah. that's what the show was like he was on the run and it was kind of like quantum leap like or every incredible every, hulk, every, or incredible hulk uh, yeah. yeah he would solve Knight people's Rider. problems and help them out and shit like that and him. then occasionally there would be an episode where maybe he's got a lead on the one armed man yes uh, uh so they but <laughs> so but in doing so they take this it's just even more preposterous than usual to add that part of the that part into the middle of the movie it just is like come on he's man. a great man it's dr richard kimball yeah the, uh, the struggle the tv show is so fucking boring right? it is very boring <laughs> just unbelievably boring yes i would agree <laughs> that's something else that has in common with this movie oh wow i think this movie's really fun i think it's yeah i don't know i don't get it but okay. i don't know i, don't know. I, I know i know because I, I know you like movies that are that are way worse than this what i can't are, i just i feel I think like it's it moves, so but it's funny it's so dull <laughs> and and like there's there's literally nothing in the plot that happens that makes any sense and so i know it's dumb to nitpick this stuff for plausibility but it's not exciting and so i get <laughs> i get distracted by the dumb plot oh. i don't know i love all of this stuff particularly at the beginning where he during the escape yeah. stuff when it's just like him under bridges and like yeah. uh, he, he like going once, into gas once stations he, and cu- once he dives his hair off and... once he dives off the waterfall the movie stops. Oh, I love all that stuff. No, that's the last good good part of the movie. Like after that, the movie completely sinks. Oh, I like yeah. None like, of it makes any sense. Obviously, the most exciting stuff is this first third of the movie for sure. Where he's on the run and Timely Jones yeah. is just barely behind. That him awesome stuff. train thing is the great. The train thing is fucking rad. Cat house, dog very house, very cool house. front production stuff. They what, should do. What? We should do Woody Allen in the future. <laughs> I want a hard target search. I didn't know. He's, oh, he's Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, he's Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, I thought he was the. Fu- I think it'd be funnier if he was the fugitive. He could be both. Oh, was he both? Every doghouse. You I find this man. I, Random house. I lost everything. I didn't kill my wife. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. care. <laughs> I loved her. I don't care. I lo- she's my, my wife. She's my wife. I love her. He wife. had a. I, I don't care. Why would I care? He had a mechanical arm. Find the guy with it. You're coming after me. There's guys out there with chainsaws. There's guys out there with chainsaws. <laughs> You're coming after me. <laughs> Bring Woody Allen Did I love back. my wife? Sure. <laughs> but you I call did. me call me the big dog. I'm always right. <laughs> uh, I did want to point out that the that uh, Seal Award. God bless her. In her death throes, does a terrible job. Yeah. Uh, this is like the damning piece of evidence in trial. He's before, trying to kill before me. Before we get to all the good stuff. Yeah, Richard. She, she really scotched it. She really fucked She's him up. She's on the phone to the 911 and like, 911. She's like, my husband, Richard Kimball, he killed me. Or it's basically like <laughs> yeah, that. Basically, yeah. They're yeah. like, well... And it's basically just because she's in her death throes and she's going, she's going like, he killed me, meaning the one-armed man, yeah. my husband... Meaning, please, my but it's yeah. like, come on, lady, let's uh, Ooh, put, put, put a coherent, put one last coherent thought together. <laughs> her dying breath. My husband, dead, who did not kill me, it yes. was the one-armed man. Die. <laughs> exactly. Her, her dying the breath. The money is in is the spent uh, consigning her husband to uh, death, essentially. Um, the money's under but a big then we, But if she hadn't fucked that up so bad, we wouldn't have this exciting or possibly boring movie. To, to, <laughs> this to, tremendously to, silly movie. I think it's straight across the board, just fine. Yeah, and I like it. That's why it's hard for that. It's hard for me to have like much. Of, that's why it's funny because I'm like because yeah. like having any opinion on this movie besides like so many people besi- just besides love like it. This besides movie is that beloved. It, besides that yeah. it happens in front of you. 
Well, I think I it's mean, fine. It, it I, does happen in front of you, indeed. But that's what. I, but I didn't. But I could. I was just like, yeah, okay. Oh yeah, you can really sit scene. down and watch. I, oh, I like this scene. Oh, okay. Now they're chasing him again through another thing. Uh, okay, wow. And then at the end, I go, even hey, that makes sense. I don't know. I guess not. But I had, boy, I had kind of a good time watching it. Anyway, it's over. <laughs> I think the argument can be made that the movie was overrated at the time. Absolutely, I, I, don't, I completely I, agree. I but like people still hold it up as this like you know paradigm. I, I, yeah, they do. Yeah, that's true. They might not have seen it since then, like like myself. I can't. Imagine. I mean, but I just, again, I can't say this enough. It's it's a perfect, it's a very it's a fine movie. And as far as, <laughs> I know, as I'm with you. Yeah. As far as boring movies about uh, <laughs> Lieutenant Sam Gerard, it's got nothing on U.S. Marshals, but. Tommy Lee Jones yeah, yeah, won, yeah. won the Academy that's also, Award. That, that movie is also that movie is incredibly fucking dumb. Yes, like that one. That one's like a thing where it's like, well, we have to make a sequel where we do the same thing, sort of, but like a little different and worse. Yeah. Bark, bark, suck my cock. <laughs> Pock, pock, suck Except my for pock, pock, suck my cock. That should be in there, too. Is it regular or extra crispy? <laughs> well, when we get to the Tommy Lee Jones character, i got a lot to say about that. I think so. we're there. We're pretty much there. Let's just do I it. Mean, they, they get to it they really get, quick. There's a, there's Harrison a, Ford gets sent up, yeah. and pretty much immediately he's on a he's on a bus, uh, and then there's a there's a uh, kind of ad hoc prison break happening mm-hmm. on the bus that, in, that yeah, results they con, in... they can't air it. The shitty, yeah. the shitty guard who's not Brian Doyle Murray. The jump, the jump no, Richard Real, yeah. But who I always am like, yeah, well, Brian Doyle Murray, no, not quite. Uh, d- r- yeah. I do like, I do like it guy. how that guy just takes off. Yeah, <laughs> I'm out of here. And then he's like, oh, no, no, I saved everyone's he, life. Because he's like, he's like, help me save this guy. He's like, ah, no, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's just like, everybody died. And then they find a guy alive. He's like, everybody's like, well, uh, would you like to change your story? Like, you have another statement? But uh, but Harrison Ford is uh, like obviously he's Richard Kimball so he's heroic even even in uh, the face of adversity and so he's like saving people pushing them out uh, out of the window of this bus and then you get this fucking awesome it's a great special effect like front projection it's a really cool yeah you yeah. can tell b- that it is a special effect but it looks it great. looks super good and it's, uh, I forget what the name of the process is but it's only used in a few movies it's really cool they really nailed it in this one With and the train? I mm-hmm. and I recall yeah. not being able to notice it at the time and it, it's like it, you know watching it in the theater was just sort of like real spectacular. <laughs> I like you the, know I like the parody of it on The Simpsons too. Yeah, that's right. It was good. And I think I've mentioned it before <laughs> on this podcast, but they did a parody of it in uh, wrongfully, wrongfully Accused, accused yeah. with Le- Leslie Nielsen, where the train is stuck <laughs> in like a <laughs> cornfield. <laughs> yeah, better than uh, anything in this. Maybe I'll share that. Um, but my God. Um, but then they send Deputy U.S. Marshal Sam Gerard. Yeah, and this this After is kind of Harrison dumb. This Ford. was one of the parts that I was noticing where like everybody who's like are, are around cleaning up after this train crash is like wildly incompetent, maybe to an implausible degree. Well, well there's like, one we person, know everything. There is one person who is wildly incompetent more than anyone else in this movie. Sam Gerard. And it's Sam Gerard. <laughs> well, <laughs> this man is terrible at his job, and he deserves to be in jail. But he barks orders at people yes. without looking at them. He does. He, he it's amazing. You're supposed to think he's awesome. All of his subordinates think he's awesome. Mm-hmm. Everyone agrees that this is the greatest hunter of men that the Federal Marshal Service could possibly have ever produced, and he doesn't do a single thing right. More to the point, he doesn't actually catch Kimball at all. Well, he <laughs> helps him out at the end. No, he helps him out at the end, but like the only times he ever even gets close is because somebody else calls in a tip. Like He doesn't like actually investigate and catch Kimball. There's like the one part when he's like, is that an L train in the background? Hold this on. is amazing. I- isolate that. Isolate the sound. And then he can actually hear the sound of the guy on the train going like, next stop, Chicago Station, Chicago. We're and they're like, Chicago. oh, my God, he's in Chicago. He's in Chicago. 
That part. Why? No, the like, other wow, guys. Yeah, the that was other guys. The, fun, the funniest. The funniest thing is they're Not in. Him. They're in Chicago. That's true. They're in Chicago and they're going. Okay, what cities have an L train? And they go through a list of cities, and the last one on the list is Chicago. Oh shit! And I believe someone actually does say, "We're in Chicago. We're in Chicago." My God, he's right. Hold on, let me check outside. I just looked outside. We are in <laughs> Chicago. I, f- I find the shit with his team entertaining enough just because I like a lot of those actors. So it's sure. like Rose, they all have this uh, Rose from Jay Lost. Leno. Uh, Joey Pants. Joey Pants. Uh, yeah, Jay Leno from the TV. Actually, movie. also from Lost. T- oh, he was also on He's Lost. He's Dr. Yeah, Arst. Yeah. He gets blown up in the finale right, of season that's one. that's right. Sideshow Bob. There's <laughs> a guy with Sideshow Bob hair. Yep. Yeah. Who, who that poor has, fucking guy. I think he he's dies in U.S. Marshals. He gets Marshals. killed in U.S. He gets Marshals. killed in Marshals. This guy, <laughs> yeah. this guy is constantly a victim of Tommy Lee Jones' incompetence. Speaking of which, the, and, that, and that culminates in Tommy Lee Jones, all fight, an action scene taking place on grain. Yes. In U.S. Marshals. It does. Except it's sorghum or something like that. I think I think, uh, I think think an eagle-eyed listener uh, yeah. said it was probably sorghum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Based yeah, on th- clues, this this guy <laughs> this guy fucking sucks at his job. He's so terrible. And but this here's is- the thing, and uh, I know he won best supporting actor for this, and I kind of can see it because he is very good in the role because he's playing himself, like a cantankerous asshole who thinks he's better than everyone and brooks absolutely no dissent. That's Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah, and also uh, Tommy Lee Jones famously was kind of like I don't like. I mean, this is quintessential Tommy Lee Jones, but he kind of was like, I don't know why I wanted to get any award for that one. Yeah. Yeah. He was like surprised. And I think, and I, I get it watching it now because he's like, that's just like, haven't you ever seen me in a movie before? This is what I, this is all, this is just what I do. I'm just doing things. Why am I, why are you guys just, it's like just because it was a hit. Yeah. Yeah. Same with like it being, getting the best picture nominated. Like people liked it. Yeah. And, and as, a, as opposed to there I mean, being any speci- special qualitative reason for it, it's because it was on people's minds. Yeah, and they were like, they were like, well, we, all, we all it. liked, we all liked this, you know. Yeah. At the well, time. guess so what? You now can, it's nominated for Best Picture. You or can go back That's ten years. It, you I can think. go back fifteen yeah. years and watch Tommy Lee Jones giving similar performances. He's yeah. been doing this right. for a long time. Yeah, but, watch Coal Miner's Daughter. Yeah. But Gerard basically only only manages to get near Kimball by sheer coincidence, and then Kimball saves his life at the end. That's right. <laughs> he sure does. It's just, it's super fun, though, when he completely blows off his subordinates and jeopardizes them constantly. Yeah. But I like, but we, like, we got to talk at least a little bit more about that first third, which is the sure. really exciting stuff that we all I at least care. agree. And I love the, I love the shit that go. I think I've talked about this on podcasts before, where I like it where they go into like the guts of mm-hmm. the city and they're going into the sewers. He's going into these back alleys and, fi- and he's always yeah. just like hiding in like kind of in plain sight, but in like the hidden apparatuses of the city. And I love that kind of shit. Right. I love the, I love the, the, the scene where he, the, the, fa- the most famous part of the whole movie, like I didn't kill my wife, I don't care. And then he jumps off. I love the fact that they just couldn't get it. <laughs> Did they only do one take with the dummy going off? It looks so bad. <laughs> uh, that <laughs> I hadn't noticed. It didn't like the, the dummy. Like there's one shot where Harrison Ford, like it's a, above, a, the camera's pointing down above right. Harrison, and it's Harrison Ford above the waterfall thing, whatever it is. And it looks cool. And then you're like, this is so exciting. It really feels like they're in this place and they shot it here. And then he goes jumping off of the thing and you just see like the dummy's like leg going, Bleh! Oh, really? I, did, I honestly did not spot <laughs> and that. And while it's like falling down like from a long shot, obviously it's a dummy. We all know that, but it's just like a like a dummy that someone bought, like a tr- <laughs> like someone bought like it at Goodwill of, or something. Like it's full like, of hay. It's, <laughs> like they just stuffed some <laughs> like they didn't, full of Like they didn't make hey. a special effects dummy that no. has like maybe a part realistic maybe the joints. realistic joints yeah, yeah. <laughs> like his leg kind of goes goes to the side like hey whoa keep a tight keep a tight form when you're going 
down, Harrison Ford. Why is your Why are your limbs all splaying out? I yeah. love uh, I love this scene be uh, at the waterfall or whatever the dam because uh, it's the it's the it's the first example of Sam Gerard's incompetence. He's been in the movie for all of five minutes, and the first thing he does when he gets to his man is loses his gun. Oh yeah. Harrison Ford gets his gun, and apparently this is a thing that happens so frequently that he has a backup piece. Oh, for sure. And it's the same gun. He just has two guns. Absolutely. <laughs> Richard, do you want to get shot? <laughs> I remember you reporting my gun at me. I'm real mad about that. He's mad about everything. He's, he's the big stuff. dog. He's apparently he's always dog. right, except he's never right. This again, kind of makes sense. Like as as in the the last like 20 years, if we've sort of had like the veil pulled over of that there's anybody competent in charge of any of this shit. Right. Any time when you watch it now, you're like, yeah. They're bad at their jobs. <laughs> They're bad at their They're job. <laughs> this guy who's considered the best at his job, probably just because he says that he is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the best at my job. Well, we can only assume that you're the best at your job. Yeah, well, I'm good, because I am. Job is catching, is what? Catching catching innocent people. Catching innocent yeah. people, That's yeah. all I ever do, catch innocent people. I don't bok, care. Bok, suck my cock. Bok, bok, suck my cock. <laughs> And For it, those of you who don't know, Bok Bok Suck My Cock is a reference to you. Listen to our U.S. Marshals episode. Absolutely. <laughs> Whichever one that is. It was a while back. Sloppy I Seconds, remember. I believe we called Sloppy that Sloppy Seconds, yeah. That's yeah. a classic. A, yeah. a shockingly popular episode. Yeah. Not that it's not good, but it's like our second <laughs> it's most popular. It's, is it really? <laughs> second most listens after De Palma Part 1. That's amazing. I know. It's crazy. Uh... So well, so then what happens? Then it's just a chase movie. He's in Chicago. Well, the next thing that you happens get, you get is these, like real classic um, Kimball. This is after he he's the one in a million people who could survive the fall from mm-hmm. the waterfall, and him like going through the woods. This is like straight right. out of the uh, yeah. the TV show's uh, opening credits. And it's it's established pretty early on that Kimball is extremely smart. Yep. That like he's 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 set up as like Gerard and him are set up as like sort of mutually genius adversaries. You yes. Know? Uh, which I assume Kim- is the Kimble, plot of the TV Kimble, series as it's well. It's sort of like that, yeah. I mean, like, there's a guy chasing him, I assume. Yeah, it's I, I Sam Gerard. Yeah. I didn't get much. I, I watched four episodes and didn't get much Gerard. Okay. He's not He's he would, not in a ton of it, because yeah. it's like, not like every episode is, is a, uh, you know, like yeah. in the X-Files, or like not every episode is like a canon episode where they do the, right. the, the main right. plot. I guess it wouldn't make sense to have him doing a tiny bit of investigation every episode. Yeah. Either, where he's like, "We almost got." Like, if he and you, it's also the thing where, like, every time someone almost gets the guy, it's like frustrating yeah. to like, well, when are you gonna do it then? He's always he is always just like right behind him. So like Richard yeah. Kimball in the TV show will like help a person, and then just as he's getting out of town, Sam Gerard will show up and be like, "He helped all of us." Oh, well, I don't care. I still want to get him. Yeah, whatever. Whereas in this, whereas in this, Tommy Lee Jones just has no idea where he's going or doing at any time. <laughs> he's in Chicago. That's where we're, we are and where he's from. The first thing yeah, that you would think, you would just assume he would go back there, but he's really smart, so why would he? Well, because he's trying to prove he's innocent, so maybe he would yeah. go back there. Yeah. And in fact, I would say Harrison Ford is better at being a fugitive than Timely Jones is at catching them, because the first thing he does is, like, patches himself up, mm-hmm. and a genius move, I think, stealing the ambulance, because if he hadn't been spotted, he probably would have got pretty far in that ambulance, because nobody's going to stop that ambulance. No one's going to check it. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That, and I noticed that this time. Like, hey, slow that ambulance down, dude. Just take it easy yeah. now. But it was, no. it was a good move. Uh, but uh, there's a, before we get to the ambulance, there's the part where he um, he goes into this uh, hospital mm-hmm. room of a like basically comatose patient. Yeah. And he goes in, and this is where he shaves his beard <laughs> yeah. and, and puts new clothes on and stuff. But my favorite part of this whole scene <laughs> is that he, he he eats the guy's food. Yeah. And he's got like this... The, the guy's got toast and eggs, and with his hands, you see Harrison Ford scoop the eggs onto the bread and then lick his fingers. Yeah. It's just vividly in my brain. It's so gross and like <laughs> and perfect, but it like works really good because he's like, I need to get every little bit of nutrients out of these eggs because I haven't eaten in 24 hours and I might need to use it. So, and it's just like, oh, God, his hands are he filthy. He is a surgeon. <laughs> 
<laughs> this and the nurse this, comes in and goes, wow, somebody's hungry. Somebody ate disgustingly. <laughs> Uh yeah he he does all these this like interesting stuff then he dyes his hair mm-hmm. and then of course like once this is all settled down he, he he gets himself a room in like a Russian lady's house yeah where's he getting the money uh from, well he stole from, it from the guy's wallet oh, and from, also and also his his friend gave him some his money. friend gives him some money but Do- I mean Doctor Nichols Doc, but he I mean he gets he must have gotten a lot of money because he does a lot of spending in this movie Richard what are <laughs> he you gets doing? A, he gets an apartment yeah maybe he maybe yeah, I don't know maybe he had some cash hidden under a rock I or just something. I will help him any way I can but he's smarter than you Yoroin Crabe from The Living Daylights that's right <laughs> Doctor Nichols ladies and gentlemen my friend Richard Campbell's not feeling well right now there's a classic uh, John the John Mulaney, Mulaney thing John is Mulaney hilarious. Bit. You did it for Provasic. <laughs> so you can have Provasic. So, of course, Richard Kimball is furious. <laughs> <laughs> I, I listened to that immediately after watching the uh, watching the movie, and it is very funny still. It's really good. It's on the comeback, kid. Watch that if you can. And everybody in that, uh, this was a huge hit movie, and people still, I think, watch it. Uh, so, like, you yeah. know, everybody in the audience everybody knows. Yeah, it's really funny. <laughs> So you could have that's like a punchline yeah. where he goes, So you could have Provasic everyone's like, Yeah, Provasic <laughs> And what the fuck is with that guy's accent? It's true. <laughs> uh, okay, so next after after he sort of makes his first getaway uh, at the dam, then there's they do this like silence of the lambs red herring thing because like Kimball is walking down the highway and he gets picked up by a lady yep. hitchhiking. And then cut to the uh to the you know, the gra- the, the office with all of uh, fucking Sam Gerard and his cronies, and they're like, "Okay, got picked up. Uh, lady picked up a, a, a drifter. We know where he is. We got a location on him right now." But they don't say who it is. You find out later that it's the the black guy who the is also guy. on the bus who got away. Oh, that's right. But so they're like, "Okay, we know where the guy is. We know exactly his location, and let's go in and get him." And Sam Gerard is like, "I got a better idea." This rather than rather than send in the squ- the SWAT team right now, they decide to wait until the next day and dress up as hobos. <laughs> Bare- just for barely though. for for no reason. They're hobos, and then they just walk up, and then they bust in. They bust it's so in. weird. It makes absolutely and just no sense. As hobos, but it, well, I just I wanted to wear. I wanted to wear. I want to wear a costume. And we find out in the next movie that he just likes. He just likes costumes. wearing costumes. He's wearing the chicken costume for almost yeah, barely. Any chance no I can have a more elaborate costume this time? <laughs> Like maybe a chicken costume. They do this thing, and not so. Not only is that just like why, <laughs> but it ends up. It ends time. up not only getting the target killed, yeah. but he almost ki- gets one of his own men killed by his own hand. And then his this is sideshow Bob, and he's yeah. like, "Did you have to shoot? I'm not gonna be able to hear for a while." I was like, "I don't like to lose." Or was, yeah, he's like, like, "I don't like to lose," or great. some shit like that. And he talks to you, he goes like, "Is I lost hearing this year?" He goes like, "Can you hear what I'm saying now? Goes, You'll be fine." I don't like to lose. Like it's to so lose. fucked yeah. up. God, this guy's an asshole. And the guy, the kid is like okay with it because he's hey, he's like super admit. into it. And then this is the guy's kid who, like a dog with a bone that uh, that gets killed in the next one. Yeah, and he gets killed in the next one just for trusting Robert Downey <laughs> Jr. Just for trusting Robert Downey Jr. Never. Just for trusting Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Well, that, no, in that one it's specifically because they believe Robert sure. Downey Jr. is a different guy. Yes. Not to defend U.S. Marshals. <laughs> but no. But this, a, a this, movie I like a lot less than this. I just, like, every time I watch this movie, I am astonished that it, like, the next thing that should happen in this movie is Tommy Lee Jones is suspended without leave. <laughs> or without pay. I mean, just like, administrative <laughs> that, leave for this guy, get him out of here, get another marshal in. That doesn't uh, happen to law enforcement no, people. He'll be, no. he'll be suspended, maybe, but with pay. It's almost like, <laughs> it's, for sure. it's almost like, uh, it's almost like this movie is more plausible than now the, the illusion of accountability by the police has yeah. been completely shattered. Sam Gerard, give us one reason why you should keep your job. I'm the best at it. I'm the best. It. Oh, okay. Uh, well, he said well, he's the best. He said he's the best. Yeah. He said he's the best. Checks out. 
I'm the best. I always get my man. You you do? I do. But we have here. No, I always get my man. Oh, oh well. Okay. All right. We're going to give you a promotion. Yeah. <laughs> He's so confident. He barks orders without even looking at people. <laughs> yep. He'll be like looking the other way and be like, give me a coffee. What's donut with some of them little sprinkles on it? And they go and they get him a donut. And they do. Oh, they do watch him. Watch him act when he tells them what to do. <laughs> um, so, yeah. He's uh he's going to, he's here's the thing he's looking for Richard Kimball Richard Kimmel, Kimball's trying not to get caught yep and that's the movie but then of course that is, I mean that's that's the whole movie but two, the fun, all two hours and ten minutes of this movie two, is it two ten yep yeah I, I think it goes by pretty fast I do too I, I like the too. stuff where Richard Kimball is like doing the, of course doing all the work that the cops should have done and, uh, and he's then, investigating his crime yeah there's he's a, also doing the thing that like O.J. Simpson said he would do yeah if he'd got off which <laughs> I, is, I, which is he would find he would find the real killer yeah which is what Richard, K- Richard Kimball actually is like I gotta he find really the does. real killer but not because he got off because he got but O.J. Simpson's like hey I'll find the real killer yeah, yeah uh I know really? I know they're, I know really, they're trying to I know they're trying to do a thing where it's like, you know, they're sort of mirroring mirroring the two guys and we're also supposed to get the sense that Tommy Lee Jones is like he's not sympathetic towards Kimball, but he's like he starts to see the guy, like the man he's that he's chasing and he's too. like, "Well, I'm starting to feel like this guy probably didn't kill his wife because he doesn't seem like that kind of guy, right?" But all of the times that Tommy Lee Jones is like, I don't care, he does investigate the case top to bottom. And uh, but uh, some some of the times in, in, he's in doing the pursuit, his own things. In the pursuit of trying to catch his man, he's trying. To, but he, he does like open the case file and start at the beginning. Right, he's like, I don't care. Well, let's. Well, let me care. Well, I, I do need to care. I do need to reinvestigate the case top. I suppose to I'm bottom. supposed they, to care about my job. <laughs> I got to admit, it's pretty weird that this guy who claims to be innocent is going around and giving us great evidence that proves his point that he's innocent. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, it's hard to ignore. But <laughs> it's hard to ignore there's, this. There's so, there's so many weird examples of them, like, not getting it. Like, the scene where, okay, <laughs> I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, but when he, when he finds the one-armed man and goes to his house and calls Tommy Lee Jones from the guy's house, yeah. I'm like, that's a pretty smart move. Yeah. Cut to, after the phone call... Joey Pants goes, why would he go to the guy's house and call us from there if he knows we're tracing the call? <laughs> it's like, are you a fucking idiot, man? How no. did you get this job? You know, no, but the audience might be. God. Uh, he's Unbelievable. The, he's the, Joey Pants is the audience surrogate. Yeah. No, Unbelievable. No, I just mean like, the, uh, the, the yeah, they're going like, well, the audience might not get why he does that, so we need to have one of the cops say a thing. I do like that scene, though. Like, there's a, there's a part in that where Harrison Ford goes there and he calls up uh, Gerard and and they really like accentuate these scenes where they're where the two of them are talking because this is about the two of them and the interplay and he's like you what did you say to me when we talked to this I said I didn't care and blah 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 and then he's like well come to this you know he knows that they're tracing his call and he has some cool final line and then it looks like he's gonna hang up the phone yeah, and he's he like oh he's going down. out and he just puts it down right next to the receiver because yeah. he wants the trace to he keep didn't going. hang up the phone yeah. but it almost doesn't work out it's a it's a badass move but it almost doesn't work out in his favor because they go we got the trace and then they're like what's the address. And they get the address. We got a car just like literally right there. Yeah, and yeah. he's like, oh, man, I really thought it would take him a, like, a <laughs> bit, at least like two minutes. Yeah, yeah. They're right here. Fuck. I also like the red little bit of a, like a uh, scene where like the his the cops come to raid the house that he's in. Yes. But it's like for the ladies, mm-hmm. the lady's son, who's like a uh, he's a drug he's dealer. A, he's drug a poisoner. Dealer. They yeah, come yeah. they come to raid this. They bring a SWAT team in to raid this guy's house. Because he's a drug dealer, and what's the one thing they don't do at a drug dealer's house? Search the fucking house. <laughs> well, they, yeah, they grab him. They're good. I, it's I mean, I, unbelievable. Alleged. Apparently, I would assume they search the that house, but they don't. They don't search the. Uh, who, they like who lives in there? Just some guy. All right, we don't need to search yeah, him. Uh-uh. We don't need to search. No him. way. 
<laughs> Absolutely no way. Can we talk about the hunt for the one-armed man? <laughs> oh, this is what uh, sorry. Oh. Wait, 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 but this is what they say to the guy that, with the cops when they're busting him. You you like stringing out 12-year-old girls, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Very good. So Multiple times in the movie, we're told that they just can't find this one-armed man. They can't fucking find him. The entire criminal justice apparatus cannot locate this guy. Harrison Ford does it in a day or two. Unbelievable. He's really smart. He sneaks, nobody he's, looked. He's got access to like uh, to like hospitals and stuff. Yeah, I nobody guess. looked. He, he sneaks. A, he sneaks some access, and he almost gets caught by Julianne Moore, but not quite. Yep. Hilarious that, that he's able. <laughs> Thankless to, role. It's it's initially hilarious that he's able to do it, and when no one else can't could. But then later in the movie, when Tommy Lee Jones sort of does the same thing, like they narrow down to the same list of suspects. They go and talk to the actual one-armed man, and yeah. he's like, why are you hassling me about this? I went through this a year ago. So they do know who this guy is. Uh-huh. And Harrison Ford, constantly repeating, while well, he's on trial, that there was a one-armed man that assaulted his wife, you know, that he fought with. They've seen this guy. They know it can only be a few guys. They didn't even show Harrison Ford a picture like Harrison Ford, they never tried to ID this guy. It seems absolutely ridiculous to me that they would need to jump through all these hoops at this point in the movie. Like he would already have seen the one-armed man. There's more proof of this that will come up later. Chicago PD. Chicago As PD. We learned from and, good. and we Harrison learned from Ford's the, all those lawyers. Movies. Again, Harrison Ford's <laughs> lawyers did nothing. They must have done literally nothing. He's just he's just got the one. You'd think this is a rich rich man. Yes. with his wife's wealth and and being and a, it's like a front page case. Like at the beginning got, of the movie, it's all over the papers. And he's just got the one checked out lawyer. <laughs> that that to me like there's a plenty of implausibilities that, that beggar belief. Yeah. That, a rich that, white man cannot get justice in Chicago. It is weird. Like I I can believe the cops just sort of going like we got this evidence and we're lazy. Like I can buy that. Yeah. We oh we but don't and the they, fact even that he, if they go like I don't want the the one our man he says this is there's one our man that maybe did it. Well, we don't care. We've got this other guy. We're, we we like him better. Yeah. The fact that the lawyers him. his law the rich man white man's lawyers let it go far enough that he gets the death penalty. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That is literally uh-huh. that's beyond implausible. It's like impossible. Yeah. Uh, but whatever. It's the fugitive. They, yeah. they needed. To, they needed to get the ball rolling. I guess. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm glad and they do it so quickly. So we have like one scene in they court do, that's like they do uh, it's 30 seconds long. Really get it over with. But quick. nobody so like, like, like uh, you get it. We you just find out later that they don't shit. even appear to have looked. That the, his lawyers don't even appear to have looked into his own alibi. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's the only one out here looking out for himself. Uh, and maybe maybe that's part of the appeal. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but you get like the. Um, it's almost as if the mo- the uh, the the filmmakers kind of like the scene where they have Joey Pants exp- like ask the question about why you made the phone call. It's like the filmmakers weren't sure you'd get that he's definitely innocent. Yeah. <laughs> it's like well maybe maybe people won't understand that he that he didn't do it. So we need to really make it seem like he didn't do it. And it seems like every time we go talk to one of his friends, they always go, there's no way he did it. He's the most decent, yeah. competent <laughs> man ever. He's smarter than all of us combined. Even even the guy who is the killer, yeah, or not the killer, but the guy who's behind it all is like, he's great. There's, I mean, like, I want him to get away. Is he smarter than you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, then he talks to Jane, Jane, Jane Lynch, Lynch is one yeah. of his friends. Yeah. Yeah. I think she was like a, a Second City person uh-huh. at the time, and they grabbed her up. She's great in this, but she has like a really uh, a line that I thought was really funny. <laughs> Where they, this is before she has a more prominent part later on, and they're just basically interviewing her. And she goes, and they're like, "Would you help him if he came to you?" And they, she, he goes, "If he came to me, I would help him, but he wouldn't come to me. That's not his style." Yeah. <laughs> what? 
Who has a? St- you know what his style is in this situation? And then also, you don't know and also she's wrong. Is. And also she does. He does. He does come to help. Yeah. But, so maybe she's just saying that. He but been, also, like, he been on try like on yeah. the run for for murder before, and he what didn't a, do it or something. Or like, is what's what does that mean? That's not his style. That's not his style. That, like, is it like because you're a woman? That's or, not your style, Dylan. It's not his style to talk to you. Show me your leadership like capabilities. You? I don't know. It's really weird. Yeah. Uh, um, but I like that part. Oh, and also when when they uh, the police are like in the actual one armed man's places. Mm. I don't know why I'm getting all the lines out here. But the guy does go. What is this? A trench coat convention? <laughs> like, uh, very good. Very weird thing to say. <laughs> but I like. like the- I, I'm a big fan of the two Andy Davis cop goons. Yeah, because the, he's they're in um, they're in a bunch of his movies, and they I think they must actually be cops. I think so, yeah. Because they're always playing cops, and, and uh, the the main one has a really authentic Chicago. Oh yeah, the guy that guy's like that guy's deep dish Chicago. Yeah, it's like his brother's a cop. <laughs> yeah, you can you know I don't never you know I've you want to be in uh, an Andy Davis movie there? Come on, <laughs> come on, get in there, get in Put on this. Put some fucking sport peppers on this fugitive. <laughs> How deep uh, dish is this role for me? Hey, ooh, what are we talking about here? Deep. You know who could catch the fugitive is Coach Ditka. <laughs> Ditka, get him. <laughs> hey, replace Sam Gerard with Coach Ditka there. Replace him with Woody Allen. You get a go-to team up of Ditka, Mike Jordan, and Sammy Sosa. <laughs> get them all on there. Let's all get Let's get the Bears to come and catch the fugitive. The 85 Bears, best team of all time. Oh, my God. <laughs> the fugitive shuffle. Uh <laughs> The the, the 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 signature set piece, other than like the you know train crashes, of course. This is the, the St. Sh- Patrick's the Day. St. Patrick's Day parade that they shot gorillas. The, spar- the sparsely attended, apparently. <laughs> it doesn't look like a big crowd. Uh, yeah, I'm not it's sure weird. what the deal is, but it's great. I mean, they shot it gorilla style, and you can tell. Yeah. I think that they didn't do much shooting of it gorilla style either, because there's a lot of. I, I like it, but there's still a lot of sort of like Tommy Lee. Hey, Tommy, look like looking stuff. Get into the parade and look and stuff. He's like, are you sure? Are, are we gonna get in trouble? No, just get in there, and so you'll see him just sort of like looking do a float yeah. and be like, ah, it's not there. <laughs> Is that before or after the scene where they almost catch him at the uh, at the lockup where he thinks he's found the one-armed This man. is after that. It's after I that. like that whole scene. I like that. There's one part in that scene that I like uh, because it's the one time Gerard is even remotely competent. Yeah. And it's when they're like, they're they've they're gonna catch Harrison Ford like he's running away from them. He's right there, and he pulls out his gun and I'm like, yes, shoot him, please yes. shoot him. Yes, and he yes. just is a little bit too late. But I'm like, finally, just fucking shoot him. Do your job. Just shoot Where him. Where Kimball's foot is stuck in the yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's fucking awesome. <laughs> and you and you see, he's like shooting him dead on right in the head, but yeah. it's bulletproof it's glass. Bulletproof glass. And Harrison Ford just he's classic. Oh God, Harry! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I look. almost died. And and Tommy Lee Jones is like, God damn! He's like just jumping up and down. Yeah, well, open be- up that fucking door. And before that too, he like fires a few shots, and they you know the bulletproof glass stops him. And then there's this really cool shot of Tommy Jones just going like. Oh he, like, yeah, looks he, right at Harrison Ford with this like really frustrated look on his face. Yeah, this is when the movie's firing on all cylinders. Oh, and there's but, like yeah, before, 45 seconds where it's firing on all cylinders <laughs> in the middle of the movie. But before we get to that, there's better a, than there's zero a part, seconds. We'll get to that. We'll true. get to that. There's a part that I I really like. I have um, very similar problems with Clear and Present Danger too. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, we'll get to we'll get Kinda to a like movie we'll get to a movie that fires on zero cylinders for yeah. for way for longer than this. Yeah. Yeah. I liked it more than Patriot Games. Wow. Yeah, but too. But there's a part in it where this is the before we get to that the precipitating part where it's pretty risky where he goes into the actual jail yeah, yeah. because he wants to see if the one-armed man in jail is the one that, that he would recognize and immediately it's not. Yeah. Um, but he, I love that but guy. He's like, man, I ain't got nothing to talk about I love here. that. He's like, well, I don't know who you are and he's like, sorry, I made a mistake. He's like, well, I'm, I'm here. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. I don't want to go back there yet. <laughs> yeah, I love that guy. Uh, he's not the bad one-armed man. 
good joke on the St. Patrick's Day thing too, where they're like, hey, well, why don't they uh, they diet green for St. Patrick's Day? Do you, why don't they diet? Couldn't they diet blue for the rest of the year? <laughs> it's because the river's gross. <laughs> River is gross. Probably doesn't help that they diet green on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> yeah, <either>. right. <laughs> and then the and then the rest of the movie is him basically fi- ma- making the final discoveries about how Devlin McGregor switched the samples, and uh, and he finds out there's a pretty cool part when he's like. It's pretty bizarre too that they they track down the actual one armed man who is a security man for the pharmaceutical company Devlin with which McGregor. Harrison Ford was involved. But mm. this guy probably doesn't have anything to do with it. Forget it. Probably. And he's a one armed man. We have three pieces of evidence. Yeah. We just want to get this over with and go home. The key piece of evidence has yet to be uncovered, and it's the most staggeringly stupid part of the movie. Yeah, but Harrison Ford thinks that it's Lentz that's the one that switched yes. the sample, and then someone, no, and then been someone ki- goes, he was killed like, also. He's, he's he dead, died. Richard. He did, he's he's dead, dead for a year. Yeah. And then he goes, well, then the only person could be... <gasps> And yep. he realizes it's Dr. Nichols yeah. all along. And that's the thing. That's, so it's, this is the thing from The Witness where they were like, where he's like, talks to the guy and goes like, hey, boss, here's here's what's going on. And the boss is like, oh, yeah, well, that's bad. And then you like the next scene, you're like, he's like, that guy's the bad guy. Yeah. And this one, it's the, the, the cliche, which is like, he's talking to this guy he thinks he can trust the whole time, but also the whole time you're going like, well, that guy's probably... This super genius. That guy's, that guy's probably a bad guy because he seems like he is a villain. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, and it turns out he is. I, I okay. So, why? Did, how did Harrison Ford? Harrison Ford, this incredible genius, this guy who is like so smart that he can't be caught. The one thing he forgot on the night that he was, his wife was murdered was that he let his buddy borrow his car. Yeah, and that and that you really notice that watching it uh, again it, because it's at the beginning too. The, he's like, "Did you put gas in it?" Yeah. You know, like <laughs> it's yeah. very prominently injected in there. Like that's an interesting detail. I wonder if that's going to come back. And then they also. Uh, it's okay. They don't mention this early in the movie because it would give the twist away. Yeah. But they're like, oh, uh, uh, Kimball called Sykes from his car the night of the murder. Mm-hmm. If if <laughs> if anybody had checked this guy's fucking phone <laughs> records, you would have found the call to the one armed man at a specific time. And Harrison Ford would have been able to say, hey, I lent my friend my car with at that time. He would have been driving my car. That's yeah, it. Movie's I, over. I think your your argument is that it's inadvertently anti-cop, right? Yes, which inadvertently anti-cop. Which I think anti-cop. is true, but it does work. Yes. It does work. You can read it as a blanket so many, indictment. There's so many cases like this that, that like unravel, and then and then it turns out that they it's just usually, didn't even check. Of course, it's usually not rich white doctors right. that no, these no, cases no. are, but at the same time, this is the sort of stuff where it's like, all you had to do was do this, this, and this, which, yeah, they just did which it. if we, yeah. we've, we're watching movies, we think this is your job, and the, the cops, of course, don't agree no. that that's their job. Not at all. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> their job is to get it over with as Turns out as possible. their job is to wait outside an unlocked room <laughs> while now, uh, people get murdered. Now, back to my hunch. Yeah. People, yes. Oh, children. Children. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Right. They, they, they think of their do- uh, job a little differently than people who watch a lot of movies do. Yeah. Oh, Whoa, 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 whoa. Our job isn't to run in there. We can't be policing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, the, the phone <laughs> record thing totally cracks me up because it's like, the, it to, like it just the whole case unravels. You find the one-armed man, solidify Kimball's alibi all at the same time by doing something basic. Yes. Also, uh, they do also immediate forensic analysis again in the movie, too, when they get to the one-armed man's house. And they're like, Kimball's prints are all over the place. It's like, <laughs> what, did you just look? <laughs> 
right I've, now. I've seen him before. I recognize yeah. the loops and whorls. Well, he's licking his fingers after he ate that <laughs> yeah. jelly. Yeah, he was, he was digging in like a jar of jelly. He's like, oh, dude. Oh, oh, no, I got... Oh, God. Oh, he's got his fucking <laughs> fingerprints everywhere. He tried to wash his hands with peanut butter. God, no, there's uh, no, I ate so disgustingly, I can't wash it off. He actually wrote Richard Kimball in fingerprints. <laughs> oh, I what see. am I doing? And he tried to he tried to get rid of it by, with more fingerprints. I've Ruined washed it. my hands 40 times since that egg sandwich, and I can't get it off. It was so gross. Anyway, I'm done. That's it. Well, all right. So, uh, so basically, you get this cool scene where uh, Kimball uh, confronts the one-armed man on the train. One-armed man kills and a the, cop, and the, the the janitor from Scrubs. Yes, I- exactly. They worked, which they worked into the show. Yeah, because <laughs> they did a bit on the sh- on Scrubs where the janitor was like, "Yeah, I was in the fugitive." Oh, okay, yeah. that's pretty cool. Weird. Okay, but there's a part. There's a part <laughs> where uh, when you know, like, there's kind of a showdown, and you wonder what's going to happen. And uh, Harrison Ford lunges and pulls a cord on the train that shuts the whole train down. This can't be a thing that exists on trains, right? Emergency. There's no there's emergency yeah, stuff. There's emergency on really? Stop. There's one on the bus. Yeah. Don't crazy. But it doesn't actually stop the. No, that train. thing is not the emergency. The wi- the wire you pull to stop the train or the bus is not the same one that's the emergency yes. one. There is one though. So you can, if you're just some lunatic on the train, you can pull this thing and the train will slam on its brakes, possibly injuring everyone That on is the train. indeed the idea. It's a real thing that it is on trains? Uh-huh. Oh, I'm going to make a little trip to Chicago, cause a little trouble. Some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Uh, but yeah, he um, he handcuffs the one-armed man to the train, but of course it's the cops being the cops. They're like, Kimball killed the cops, now we're really mad. Right. There's the part where the, the kid comes onto the train and the one-armed man's like, hey, hey, and he's like jangling his handcuffs at the kid. What do you think? What do you think? Come here. Huh? Uh, hey fella, come here. And this, of course, so all the co- so all the cops were after him before, but now they're really now after they're him. mad at him. And it all now it, they're actually after all him. All leads up to this confrontation <laughs> on Nakatomi <laughs> Tower. They're like, yeah. "We'll get him," and then at this point, they're like, "No, now we ha- now we want to get him." Well, first, well, first Harrison Ford shows up at the doctor's convention. I love this and, oh, yeah. y- and yells at uh, at Doctor Nichols, pointing you know, the samples for Professor. Because we get some more pointing. You falsified yep. the evidence. Yeah. So Devlin McGregor could have Professor. Okay, Richard, uh, well, let's uh, just have a conversation. Wah! And then they start fighting together. Yeah. So you get the classic. Then it turns there's into a, a whole fight. There's an amazing part that, <laughs> that I've always loved. And is it is it the part where uh, where <laughs> where he's like creeping along and then out of nowhere comes the chair over his back? Oh, no, I like that too. I but, think that just cracks me up so much. But this is just classic like uh, ending of thriller movie yeah. action stuff. But then at a certain point, they fall down like an elevator shaft and then they're in the laundry room. And now like Gerard and Joey Pants and all, his guys are there. Uh, evil Dr. Nichols and, and Kimball, they're all kind of like looking for each other. And at one point, uh, Gerard's kind of going like, where am I here? And, and this is when Gerard goes, uh, Kimball, come on out. I know that uh, Dr. Nichols is actually the bad guy. And Nichols is like, well, now I have to kill all the cops too. <laughs> yeah. uh, but there's a part where Joey Pants is like skulking around yeah. and there is a giant eye beam yeah. <laughs> hanging from a... <laughs> From like a pulley system, like, I don't well, know like, what it's like the stuff that they. It's like I think it's the thing that they have all the stuff hung on, but there's just nothing on That's, there. This, this is, why this is, is how the T1000 got the drop on Arnold in Terminator 2 is with one of these it's things. No, they're in like a steam factory. Yeah. It doesn't matter. But it's it doesn't matter. They're, they're in an industrial part of a building where shit where bullshit happens. Industrial part of a fucking hotel where they have doctors' conventions. It's really funny though. Any, I mean, any any movie, every movie ends in some bullshit thing where they're like, it has to be in a place where there's not a lot of people around and also stuff. 
he, but he slides this <laughs> I-beam. I can't imagine anything more Oof. fucked up. This I, it's like almost, him right in the It's almost as grim as the corn death in Witness, where this thing, this yeah. huge eye is sliding around. Joey Pants turns around just in time to catch it square in the face. It's so brutal that they had to add ADR at the end when Joey Pants is getting pulled out. Yeah, his face is covered in like medical, you know, gauze and, yeah. and the oxygen mask. And they were like, "Well, people are just going to assume he's dead because of that fucking <laughs> yeah. thing hit him." And so you hear him going like, "Sam, I need, I want to go on vacation after this." And they put they put that over the top so people don't just automatically assume he's going to die. I in feel the like they need, the there way. needed to be a coda where it turns out that him and Joey Pants are lovers. Well, that'd be huh. Joey Pants is just sucking his dick the whole time anyway. Oh, I see. <laughs> he does say, "Sam, I want to be like you when work, I grow though. up." Sure. It's not. That's They're work wives. <laughs> when, he ch- when, he's, when he's off the clock, none of that. Uh, and then, uh, and then he's like, Doctor Nichols is gonna shoot Sam Gerard, and Richard hits him with a crowbar in the legs and hits him again. And then he's and like, and again, and again, and again. And then he finds a fire extinguisher and just caves his fucking head in, like irreversible. Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and that's where I like I like this stuff at the end too, where he's like, "All right, I got to put these handcuffs on you, um, and lead you into the car." But handcuffs come off once they're in there, and he's like, "I didn't kill my none of this he shit." Could, they happen. killed my wife. I thought, and, you, I thought you didn't care. And he goes, and he goes, "I know it, Richard. I know it." I know it. And then he's and then you get the whole, "I thought you didn't care," and he's like, "Don't tell anyone." <laughs> the end. Except, except, except he says he doesn't say I don't, I don't tell him when he goes Harrison Ford. He goes, Harrison Ford. Except Harrison you, you Ford. know where Harrison Ford would be going in the case of this, even transpiring the way back they did. To jail. Back to jail. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. One hundred percent back to jail. I mean, he'd be going back to jail until awaiting trial. Yeah, yeah. To like you know, then they go oh, okay. So well, now he would, now he would be proven. exonerated, but he he wouldn't be going home that night, no, or no. not for a while. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's that kind of movie. Yeah. But he's going to again, get out of jail. Surprising that people thought it was a like best picture nominee kind of good. <laughs> where to me, it's just a fine thriller. I think it's fine. Yeah, I yeah, know. I like it. Uh, it's fine. Um, there's a there's a part kind of towards the end. Uh, this cracks me up every time, and it cracked me up this time. Where yeah, it's like Tommy Lee Jones goes back in to talk to Doctor Nichols again, and he's just like kind of going back over the same information. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's on to something, but he doesn't know what. And then Doctor Nichols goes, "You're getting pretty desperate, aren't you, Mister?" Uh, Gerard. He goes, Dippity. <laughs> and, and then uh, Tommy Lee Jones goes, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like That's that. That's some of that Tommy Lee Jones acting. And then Tommy Lee Jones has a line at the end. Maybe you got, maybe, maybe my brain is just not wrapping its way around this, but I rewound it and wrote it down because does does maybe this makes sense and I and I'm just well we all know I'm stupid. Let's find out. You are stupid. This is, this is him at the <laughs> end. We, we know. Uh, this is him at the end when he's, um, Gerard is like saying, I know everything. Yeah, yeah. Come on out and I'll help you. And he goes, Richard, I'm either lying or I'm going to shoot you. What do you think? Like, those are the two options. He's either lying or he's going to shoot him. Those are both bad options, aren't they? They're the same option. Yeah. Either I'm lying or I'm going to shoot you is not an option. It's if he's going to, if he's lying, he is going to shoot you. It doesn't make any sense. No, I'm, okay. agree- I'm okay, agreeing good, with you good. that it's a stupid line. All right, good. Uh, yeah. Because I, I heard that, and I was but like, wait a minute, but how's re- that supposed to, remember, to come out? Well, no, Sam he's saying, Gerard he's saying either is I'm, a fucking idiot. He's saying either I'm not telling you the truth about what I'm saying, or I'm planning on shooting you when you come out. Either yeah, way. So you're right, either They're way. both bad options. Either way. He, his, he's trying to get him to come out, not, not trying either to I'm get him to come lying, out. Either I'm not lying, which is what you want to say. Yes. Yeah. Either I'm telling the truth. He yeah. should be. Yeah. He should he say should, either I'm lying or I'm not lying. 
Yeah, it's, it's like it's like honestly, it's like a lot of this movie where like it works for it just works for me while it's on because I'm like, yeah, this is happening, and like it's just like that. The movie I feel I feel like the movie moves moves enough that I'm just like, uh huh, yeah, and I'm go. It's like that kind of movie you go along yeah. with, and then you think about it afterwards and go like, hey, wait a second, hey, wait a second, no, no, that is, but like, but no, like no, as it's happening, I'm like, hey, and every time I watch, it, I go, yeah, this is fine, this is fine, fine little piece of entertainment, and it doesn't do anything that like really offended me. Yeah. But I mean, all the stuff you point out is I'm like, yeah, okay, drives sure. me nuts. <laughs> the movie moves too slowly for me to to not to not think about that stuff when it and then it just completely disintegrates for me while it's happening. <laughs> There's another. I one. wish I could be one of those people. that's like I was into it enough that I didn't care, but like I just not. <laughs> the the shit where the, I, the whole part where he like investigates the one armed man and finds him. Not only does he do that in like in a day or two when nobody else could do it, but he does it while rescue while saving a boy's life and sending oh, yeah. him to surgery. And outrunning the cops, and outrunning Julianne Moore. Yeah, very tries, funny. And, and again, and, and hey, that's, that's, hey, come here. That hey. is the place. That is the place where Kimball gets closest, or by when Gerard gets closest to Kimball, and it's because somebody called the cops on Kimball. Yeah, Julianne Moore is yeah. a, uh, making a citizen's arrest. A rat. I also like how she goes. She goes, you stay right there. Yeah. <laughs> and then, <laughs> uh, no. Like, they needed to have this the shot where she comes back and goes, he left. Because yeah. then, then Gerard actually gives her shit about it later. She's like, He's like, well, what'd you do? She's like, I called the cops. What the fuck did you want me to do? <laughs> yeah. Dr. Karen over here. Yeah. Um, but there's uh, there's another part. I think maybe Tommy Lee Jones is riffing a lot of his lines, and maybe that explains the, yeah. <laughs> the confusing <laughs> one. And this isn't, like, confusing, but I was sort bark, of like, bark, suck my what? Cock. And this is after... Uh, Richard Kimball has jumped off of the the dam thing, and then he's he's it's like in the aftermath, and he's kind of like sp- explaining what happened to his his mm-hmm. cronies, and he goes, "Guy did a Peter Pan right here, boom. <laughs> Guy did a Peter Pan, weird, boom. All right, <laughs> that's what. No, you know what? I will. I'm gonna disagree with you. There's another part where he's right because right then everybody goes probably correctly. He's dead. Go like, well, he's dead. Let's go home and not do this ca- chase anymore. And Tommy Jones is like, no, actually, we need to. Produce his body. Yeah, what, but if he does, a fucking corpse. So, but I mean, no, that I mean, is correct. He doesn't yeah. do, but he's, that's the right course of action. Yes. Kimball still gets away. Although I don't think that they would uh, authorize that many resources to find a guy they presume to be dead. No, no. Because no. he's like, I want hounds oh, it's, on both sides of the river. Yeah. I want eighteen helicopters, yeah. four used cars. I mean, <laughs> it's just like it's the kind of what's well, the kind of movie where like you. You, I feel like you have. To, there's a little suspension of disbelief in a sure. lot of that stuff because yeah. right from the start, you're like, would they really? release these kind of resources for any of this kind of chase of a guy. Yeah. Especially not after they he's presumed dead. But even before that, I'm like, they, they sure have a lot of resources hunting this one guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, who's, like, who, who isn't, like, uh... <laughs> I don't know. Why, he's not, why is this public enemy number one? Like, I mean, put like, a, put like a like look out for this guy, escaped yeah. prisoner, and we'll be looking for him. But it feels like it's like this like task force, and they've well, got there, like Jones, so much money's being yeah. spent to find this one guy who Gerard doesn't do anything half by half measures. I know, you know? I know. If you're gonna catch a guy, you need to dress up like a fucking hobo, <laughs> step out, chicken, stay at his house chicken. overnight, and hopefully get a chicken suit later. Yeah, he's the best. He says he is. He's the best. He told me he's the best. He told me he's the best. Uh, ratings. Wow. Oh, boy. Here we I go. Know, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to be nice. I'm going to give this two and a half judge. Okay, oh, wow. wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Jeez. For the first 45 minutes. Oh. Alone. And I will say. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to break it into two parts. No. Oh, uh, okay. For the, no, I'm just saying that that that's part of it is good enough to get the, the, the two and a half, over the two and a half judge mark. I will also say that having seen this multiple times recently, I do amuse myself getting wound up about it while I'm watching it. <laughs> So it's not like I'm sitting there in agony. I'm more just like yelling at the TV, which has its own charm. Hey, certain kinds of movies 
or a real good hate watch. Lousy TV. This, <laughs> this is a hate watch for me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, pure pure joy of hate watch. Um, and I'm gonna give it zero Douglas. Zero. Um. Yeah. Yeah. It's PG thirteen, right? It's, I believe it's rated well, R. Well, I mean, is I don't it? know where there would be sexiness anyways. Yeah, I don't think so. There is kind know, of like yeah. a flashback to him making love to his wife, but it's very, like, I mean, they're it's obviously very not, not going to do anything graphic in that I thought this was situation. rated R. I don't think no, so. No, PG-13. It's PG-13? Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to give it one terrible, <laughs> terrible, 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 terrible lawyer. <laughs> it really is just like maybe one of the worst. He's not prominent. In, I don't know. He he maybe only has like two lines in the whole movie. But, yeah. And then maybe I mean, this guy is that's like part of the problem. It's like he Richard Kimball, turn yourself in. Hang up the phone. Oh, it's too hot today. <laughs> it's too hot <laughs> He's today. just like <laughs> he kind of looks like that guy. He too. just he just can't do his job. He looks like that guy with glasses and yeah. a suit. As much as I, as much as I think Gerard is an incompetent blowhard, there's one guy who does his job worse. <laughs> oh, he doesn't even do his. He yeah. like doesn't do his job. Yep, literally. Look, look. What I was on Matlock at his bar last night. The sound wasn't that, but I think I got the gist. Yeah. <laughs> Would the defense exactly. like to ask the witness any questions? No. Case Not really. closed. <laughs> Not really. Guy went to Hollywood Upstairs Lawyer College. <laughs> yeah, Jesus Christ! That guy, that guy should have been. That guy should have been burning his uh, all of his documents. Yeah. Saying, Welcome to say hello to Miguel Sanchez. <laughs> I mean, this guy makes Lionel Hutz look like fucking Perry Mason. There's <laughs> your Dennis Miller joke for the there day. There you go. Well, I've he's, got the, he's the Doctor Nick Riviera of attorneys. Do you yeah, think? Do you think there's a cut scene where he goes and where they, they he goes to hire him in the mall and he's got like half an orange Julius? <laughs> Why did I just pick up a toilet bowl? <laughs> he's like the hyper chicken from Futurama. It's Better like, cut. Back I'm sorry, smoking. I thought you was gone. It give you a free smoking monkey with the case. Better cut back there, Smokey. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, the, this man might be the worst lawyer in cinema history. It really is bad. Lionel Hutz will at least get up there and like, Your Honor, try something. Like, he'll he fail, but he he'll try. A, he should have got unfrozen caveman lawyer. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he's actually really good. <laughs> he's, uh. Richard Kimball is innocent. Your world frightens and confuses me. I look at the TV and it's a magic box filled with spirits. Wow. And that's why I'm just as certain that Richard Kimball didn't murder his wife. I f- I forgot, Case closed. I forgot Phil Hartman played two classic TV lawyers. Yeah, yeah. he was pretty oh. good. It turns out. R.I.P. <clears throat> R.I.P. Uh, I'm going to give it three and a half Judds. Just like a perfectly solid yeah, this kind of movie. Yeah. It is weird that it, well, I don't know, weird. It was just a huge hit in America. Loved it's, it. And it's a good movie. And it continues to be beloved. I think it's yes. just like a comfort I think it's watch thing. You yeah, know, it's I totally think a I, comfort I generally watch. It is, feel like it is it's certainly it's, an ultimate dad movie. That's Because I Very feel like it's just movie. like. Yeah, and, but I think this is, for me, this is like a solid dead movie. You're like, you could just, it really is something you could just sit down and watch. Like, yeah, yeah let's just look at this. Action is happening. There's a chase. This What's going on? Oh, the one-armed man or something. I don't know. Well, it's over now. This is endured for three decades thanks to TNT. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. It's so. Harrison Ford and Tommy Lee Jones both doing the thing enough. that they do. Yeah. yeah, They're both right right in their pocket for both of them. Yeah. Uh, I also, like, this is one of the movies just like um, the... The Tom Clancy movies that mm-hmm. Harrison Ford got the role because Alec Baldwin didn't want to do it, right? I did not know that. Yes, I had heard that, and uh, I'm not. I'm like eighty percent on hmm. that. But it, well, it, in, the, in the Fugitive, in the Fugitive, yes, because and I think Alec Baldwin did the Shadow instead or something like that. Mm. Oh, man. And, and Malice. Yeah, he, it was like two or three movies in a row where Alec Baldwin chose to do something like the Shadow instead of a huge hit movie. Okay. Um, but uh, this Oops. is this is one like I, I I've stated before that uh, I would prefer I I definitely prefer Alec Baldwin as uh, Jack Ryan, Ryan. Yeah. 
Uh, <clears throat> Alec Baldwin in this, I don't see it. No. Uh, I don't Harrison see that Ford, at all. Harrison Ford is great in Acor- this. According to Wikipedia, uh, it, a number of actors were auditioned for the part, including Alec Baldwin, Nick Nolte, Kevin Costner, and Michael Douglas. Nick Nolte oh, said... Yeah, man, I, I, will, don't, I don't see any Nolte of those. Said, I see now, Douglas. Nolte, Nolte said he felt okay. like he was too old for the role. Uh, I mean, but although he's... he's Nolte's not going to he's only It says he's only a year older than Harrison Ford, but also... Harrison Ford's like action guy. Yeah. Like Nick Nolte, it might be, it would be, he might be like, I'm too old for that. And uh, Harrison Ford does action scenes. I do, I want to do scenes where I stand still or sit around. If it's Nolte, if it's Nolte, I yell at somebody. I'm just going to assume, oh God, I kill my fucking wife. I'm just going to assume he actually did do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's the thing. I don't no, care, he, and I don't believe you. <laughs> he, uh, he killed him. That's wife. why I'm wrong about Michael Douglas because Michael Douglas could not do what Harrison Ford does. And Harrison Ford's yeah. very good in this movie. He couldn't do the thing where he's like clearly a righteous yeah. guy. Absolutely. And I would argue Alec Baldwin. It would be you wouldn't be you. It, it, you it would, the movie would have to be that you don't. You actually might think don't he did know. it the whole time. Yeah, because Alec Baldwin, Baldwin is too smooth. That's what I mean. Alec Baldwin seems like a guy who, where you go like, yeah. but Harrison Ford, not for, not for one second. Even though he's constantly saying it, you never go. Which is why that twist in What Lies Beneath actually would work if they hadn't given away in the trailer. Yeah. Where you're like, Harrison Ford would never be the killer in the movie. And just because he, he no, wouldn't. None of those other guys could pull off the parts where Harrison Ford is like racked with grief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Can you imagine Michael Douglas doing that shit? I really can't. No. Harrison Ford, does, you know. <laughs> I mean, like, the, he's the guy who fucked around on his wife with that goblin. <laughs> <laughs> What's that? What movie is that? Labyrinth? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about a fatal attraction. <laughs> I'm going to give it zero. Fucking Uruk High, Glenn Close plays in that movie. <laughs> oh, no. Birthed from the dirt. I really think she's horrifying in that. Why would you want to go out with that lady? Anyhow. He was a yuppie. Sure. That's what yuppies did at the time. Yeah. Um, yeah, zero Douglases. I mean, it would just be weird if there were some, you know, like, and then I got, I got, a, I got my dick a little wet. Tommy during, Lee Jones and process. Jelly Pants just fucking boning down, just raw dogging yeah. it in the office. Just oh, a, we're, we're in Chicago. Subplot where someone's fucking in this movie. Like, all right. <laughs> that was weird. Uh, beaten off with the prosthetic <laughs> arms in the prosthetic arm lab. And I'm going to give it one Sideshow Bob hearing damage ear. Oh, oh yeah. Nice. All right. Uh, I'm also going to go three and a half. It's like three, three and a half for me. It's like, yeah. it's I, this movie's fine. I just like, that's what's funny. That's why when you're like, so Matt's so upset about it, I'm, I'm like, I can't see being very into this movie or being very upset at this movie. Right. It's just a thing that happens in front of you that was fine. It was yeah. like, it's, I don't know, for me, so for me, it's just like, I, I, it's hard for me to have an opinion about it because it's just like, well, you're gonna, yep, the you're fugitive gonna, exists. You're going to be me in a minute. No, I will, but it'd be, it's but it's yeah, it's sort of yeah. We've just covered so but, many movies on this podcast that came out around the same time were just as good. Yeah, yeah. and they were certainly not nominated for Best Picture. No, yeah. no, I mean, that, and that's the the <laughs> weird the weirdness is like the and I mean even like all the reviews of it too, like Ebert's uh, like a four star review of it and stuff, and it was like I think at the time I don't know maybe, maybe it was just, just like there was a t- there was a period where it was like people were tired of something and like this just was like a breath of fresh air kind of yeah, thing yeah. for the for the moment, and certainly going back and looking at it again. You're like, wait a second, but like, I don't know. It's something, there's something about it that, like, you know, maybe they just maybe they did, it was the dad movie America needed in yeah, 1993. Sure. You yeah, know, clearly, I don't know. Must but, have been. Uh, and Everybody was like, ah, Schindler's List came out last week. Can we see something a little bit less? <laughs> well, Schindler's List came out ah, at the end of the year, yeah. <laughs> yeah. so it would have been after Jurassic right, Park and, Cliff, and Cliffhanger. Wow. Both massively better films. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, zero Douglases because there's not not no. not a thing at all. Uh, and fuck, uh, what did, wait, what did you guys say? I don't remember. I had the bad lawyer. 
Oh yeah. Sideshow Bob ear. Oh, I don't boy. think you were gonna get that. No, I was, I, was, I was not. I don't think I was not gonna take that. <laughs> oh man. Uh, what else? What else? What else happens in this? Uh, I'm gonna give it one. Give it one. I don't know. Fuck. One, one fugitive. fugitive. <laughs> one. I was gonna go one one-armed man. There you go. Uh, but there's there's more like it's more like there's like a cup. There's, there's more, more than, there's than one one-armed man. There's more than one one-armed man. That's true. Uh, there's like yeah. three. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah, I'll give it one. I'll give it three one-armed men. There you go. Know. There you go. I don't know. I, like, as, we got, as we got to the end, I'm kind of like, I'm like, what even? That's the that's the thing about this movie is I watched it and I'm just like, what even is an interesting thing to point out about it? Yeah. Nothing really. <laughs> well, <laughs> but I still we did okay. Speaking of things it. that you will find boring, I did find boring the 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 1995 it's, dadster piece. It's a dadster piece indeed. It's clear a, and present danger. Some say the greatest threat to America. These drug cartels represent a clear and present danger to the national security of the United States. Comes from other nations. Some say the greatest threat to America. The course of action I'd suggest is a course of action I can't suggest. Comes from within. We are two minutes to target. Looks like we've got our own little war. Harrison Ford is Jack Ryan. I'm appointing Ryan the acting deputy director of intelligence. The finding clearly states that our assistance is limited to supply and advice only. He doesn't know about it, Bobby. No troops, then. No troops. He needs to know nothing. He's going to know nothing. He swore to uphold are at risk. The explosion here rocked the ranch of Enrique Rojas less than an hour ago. You said it was going to be a surgical strike. That's a kid they just brought out on NBC. Why was I left out of it? You see everything in black and white. Not black and white. Right and wrong. It's a very the very simple reason. I like the the reason that I don't that I found this so boring is because like the, the difference between this and and even Patriot Games and and the Fugitive or whatever is that like in Patriot Games. Uh, the the character of Jack Ryan, it's like a, it's like a personal thing, right? Uh-huh. There's like something happening to him that is like causing him to care about what's happening in the movie, therefore causing you to uh, care about what's happening to the character in the movie. But I mean, that's the idea of of movies and right? he's, stories. And he's not stories. quite reactive in that the way he is in this. No, I will say in this movie, it takes an hour and a half almost before they give him a reason to care about what's going on in the movie. <laughs> and even then, it's like because the United States of America. And I'm like, fucking, yep. f- are you fucking kidding me? And also. Up to that point, I'm like, there's like four different stories happening, and I'd I'd watched part a little bit of it before, and then I sat down with Sophie to watch it, and she I was trying to explain what was happening, and then she's like, I don't know or care what's happening, and I'm like, yeah, and I'm like, you know what? I watched the first 20 minutes, and I'm kind of don't know what's happening, and they were like, D- but there's all these different stories, and you, it's supposed to be, how are these all gonna come together? Except I'm like, I don't care about any of these, except I like Willem Dafoe. Yeah. So He's I great. like watching him in this movie, but I don't give a shit what's happening in any of these other stories, and nobody in the movie even really can explain or care what's hap- about what's happening. And so that carries through the whole thing where it just was like... So, it's, so the thing is that, like, The Fugitive, yeah, sure, maybe. it's Maybe you find it dull to watch or whatever, but at least the characters in the movie are like, we understand and care what's happening in this movie. In this one, you're like, it's like an hour before Harrison Ford has a reason to give a shit what's going on in the movie. 
It Ugh. is amazing how it's different so, it is. It's so bored. So I, so I, I, I way less than Patriot Games, which I don't think is great. Wow. But that, but that was like, I was like, yeah, fine, I get it. It's a revenge thing. These characters are after him because of this. This happened or whatever. This, it's like, it's something to do with the drug trade. Also, there's this special ops guys that are going over there. These two guys are in the government are not good. And you're like, oh god, I don't. I never wanted to read a Tom Clancy book, but now I'm being forced <laughs> to. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna fuck you. I this is this must be more like what it's like to read a Tom Clancy novel because they didn't take out all the fucking boring parts. This, for me, this movie <laughs> and it's is two hours and twenty one minutes that's, long. That's a problem. Unforgivable. For, for me, this watching <laughs> this movie is what most people seem to, or not most people, but what you guys seem to experience with the Fugitive, which was like, yeah, I think that this is absolutely ridiculous, but I'm not totally bored, and nah. I, I enjoy I enjoy most of it. <laughs> I like this movie. Yeah. I might have been I might have been fine with it if I, if I hadn't like had to pay attention to it. Right. Like if I could have looked just had it on TNT. Had you not seen it before? I'd seen it. I, I think I'd seen it once. Okay. Like I've when seen it, this movie I like it, a ton. I'd seen it once when it came out. I'd seen Patriot Games a handful more times just because well, for whatever for whatever reason I'd seen yeah. that one more. But this one I'd seen because when it got towards the end I was kind of like I don't remember a lot of this stuff. Uh, I remember I, the the big I mean the big rocket launcher the kill, scene the killbox scene and, the killbox uh, scene. But I'd, forgo- I'd forgotten the climax altogether. Such as it is, right. I, will, I mean, the one, I the one, because we were texting and you were like, I would argue there's 40 good minutes in both of these. And I was like thinking like, that's being very generous to clear in present danger that there's 40 <laughs> exciting minutes in this movie. There's four exciting minutes I, when they're getting shot by rocket launchers. And then arguably whenever Willem Dafoe's on screen, the, the movie ter- the movie turns on a little just because he's good. <laughs> I, will st- I will stipulate that this movie is barely an action film. Oh no! It's barely a thrill. It's, it's barely thrilling at all. <laughs> it counts. It counts because it it is. It does. It does occupy that space. Yeah. It's got a whole. But hack, it's not very It's got good. a whole techno thriller part of it too. There's yeah. a hacking scene. Oh, God, yeah. that sucks too. Yeah. That guy sucks too. Oh, I'm gonna have to invent a whole new code. Ally McBeal. Yeah, go baby, go. Yeah. No. Which, which Sophie pointed out because it's like, oh, that guy's uh, Ally McBeal's love interest in Ally McBeal and Harrison Ford. I don't yeah. know if you guys know yeah. this. Since I was a greasy faced, yeah. Since I was a greasy faced teenager, I've always preferred this vastly over Patriot Games, and I still do. And I think it's just because a bunch of stuff happens. Having, I don't having, know what it I, is. But I don't. I, I would disagree with you that a bunch of stuff happens. Uh, okay, yeah. it's a combination of a bunch of stuff. I, I do think I like. There's lots of action in it that I like. Uh, there's uh, Peter. There's Sears, literally Cersney says Henry Cherney. Henry Cherney. He's awesome. From I Mission, love him. The great Henry Cherney from Mission yeah, yeah, Impossible. I like yeah, the asshole good. that plays the president. I like Willem Dafoe. There's just Moffitt. like a collection of performances that I enjoy, and uh, and then there's a couple cool action scenes. I even like the stupid hacking scene, which is fucking dumb, but I enjoy that. This this is just a movie that is like. It's full of incidents that I enjoy, even though I don't really know what's going on, and I certainly don't care. Yeah. And then the ending of it is like, like there's some kind of embarrassing stuff, especially in recent <laughs> contexts. How dare like, you? What the hell? What what <laughs> what country does this take place in? What world does this take place in? Well, yeah. Uh, but I also kind of enjoy it in that way too. Maybe, right. maybe ironically, but I still, I was, me and my coworker were watching this and just going like, wow, this is just kind of fun. This is just a fun, dumb movie. Wow. And then I, I, I paused it at one point and we noticed that it was two hours and 24 mm-hmm. minutes and we both went, oh no, oh no. Like, it's because again, like you said, unforgivable. It's too. It's that is too fucking long. insane for this it's kind too of movie. Long. And it's also like I wouldn't. Argue, I do agree with you that like a lot of stuff happens in it, and a lot of incident happens. It's just a bunch of things happening that I couldn't. That like I don't. I don't care about while they're happening, or and the, and the movie doesn't give you any reason to. The movie exists because they. The other one was a hit, and they were like, "We're gonna do another one of these." This was an even bigger hit. I know, yeah. but that's what so that's what I mean. Yeah. But you know, but it feels like it feels like when they made it, you're like, "Well, does anybody?" 
does anybody care about any of this? Plus, like, it's all, like, the whole, the whole like, all the action is predicated on, like, the right. drug war and shit, which yeah. is, like, kind of like, eh, this is a, well, that's a bunch of bullshit, then they, then too. They, they, did make, they did make a really good Jack Ryan Harrison Ford movie called Air Force One. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, We're uh, going to do that someday, I think. I mean, I feel like we should. And that's also a, a terribly stupid film, but a, one that's, that <laughs> it, like, that's the two-hour and 15-minute Harrison Ford dad movie that actually really fucking moves and is exciting. <laughs> yeah. And some just really, some really staggeringly bad CGI in that <laughs> oh, movie, too. Oh, God, yeah. Wow. Sure. That's pretty... That's There's pretty some pretty bad rear projection shit at the end this. of this movie, yeah. too. Oh, yeah, the, the helicopter. helicopter shit. That's like, not rear projection. That's definitely green screen, but green, it looks terrible. It yeah. Either way, it's like there's not much it of looks, it, so it, like when it does happen, you're like, yeah. wow, it's that okay. sticks out. But it was a similar thing in uh, Blown Away when they're blowing up that big thing. You're like, whoa, what a cool thing. And like, whoa, the little people. And actually, like whether or not those people are cops, That was in, a good illusion. It looks yeah. good, but then it cuts to the close-ups, and you're like, oh, come on. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, yeah. you, didn't, you didn't need that. We knew, <laughs> oh. we, we, see, we, we knew who the character is. I'll tell you, the special effects in this movie are not blowing me away. We know what the characters look like. We don't need a close-up of them. We watch the whole movie. Just show the stunt in a wide shot. That's, All right. that's neater. So what happens in Clear and Present Danger? First, these rich people... These rich people... That's the correct answer. Jesus. These rich people get murdered on a Sorry, yacht, and oh, it yeah. turns out that they are... That the, the dude who owns the yacht is buddies with the president. He's a business... He's a big businessman with the president buddy, and then Donald Moffat, who is not George Plimpton is the president, and he is mad about how his friend died. And he's like, we are going to find the men who killed my friend. I love the guy. It's Donald Moffat as the president? Yes. He's great. He's he's like a he's like a classic. He's all doddering and evil at the same time. Uh-huh. I like that. Oh, I got some stuff to say about the politics in this Ooh, movie. Ooh, can't wait. Um, so, like, but then it turns out that the, that the buddy was probably involved in drug trafficking because yes. it looks like it was drug dealers who took out the yacht. And the president is very mad about that, and he's like, I want the CIA to do something about drug dealers, and we should send some troops in there and uh, kill all the drug dealers. And the CIA guys, Harris Eulen, who is uh, in, the, uh, he's like a sec def. And, uh, is that the old, the old guy that's kind of like his second in command throughout yes. the movie? He's an he's a extra, extra creamy GIF from Training Day? Correct. Yeah. Uh, he's Secretary of Defense, I believe. Yes. And... Uh, Deputy Director CIA comms, uh, Ritter, played by the great Henry Cherney. Ugh. They're like, well, we could send troops in if that weren't super illegal, and also don't say that. Yeah. Uh, and the president's like, well, okay, I, I didn't say that, and I don't think you should do that. But anyway, please do it. So they devise... <laughs> this is one of the dumbest <laughs> things I've ever seen. Basically, they decide they're going to uh, basically do a covert black ops... Send a, a squad of bad guy, a badasses down to the South America or, or Central America and Colombia and and uh, kill the drug dealers and steal their money and steal their and steal their and, money. And yes. the point man, because they because these guys are making the plans in the White House mm-hmm. or wherever it's, but they need a guy who's actually on the ground there who knows what they're doing, and that of course is Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, who plays Clark, who's a famous character in the Tom Clancy get me books. A, just get me a team of badasses. I'll get you your six hundred and fifty million dollars. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, so the president is a you know a hollow coward. Anyway. Yeah. Now, Harrison Ford normally wouldn't have anything to do with this, but uh, Jim Greer, Admiral Greer, or whatever, from Hunt for October and from Patriot Games. James Earl Jones. James Earl Jones is back. He and gets, he's he's he, more fun in this than in Patriot Games. He's got the well, cancer, he's dying. <laughs> he's dying. Yeah, he's, he's got he's just more to do. He has pancreatic cancer, he which gets, you, gets you pretty fast. And so he's got to step away from his job, 
And so they install Harrison Ford as Deputy Director Intelligence, basically stepping in for for James Earl Jones. That's the only reason Harrison Ford comes in contact with the plot of the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and then he doesn't, and it doesn't seems like he doesn't have a reason to, yeah. uh, to to give a shit about the plot of the movie for the a, a large chunk of the movie. Uh, then, meanwhile, the drug dealers, uh, Miguel Sandoval, I forget the name of the character that he plays, uh, uh, es- yeah, Ernesto that's, Escobedo. That's Escobedo. really funny because uh, uh, I was I was watching it with uh, the coworker and I was going, why don't they just call this guy Escobar. Uh, Pablo Escobar? Because he's supposed like, to be what Escobar. Is he, what is Pablo Escobar going to sue them? Just call him that. <laughs> yeah. And then I was making fun of him. I was going, his name is Wablo Pescobar. And then, ha, ha, ha. But then it turns out his name is Ernesto Escobedo. Yeah. <laughs> They basically yeah. did that anyways. Basically playing Escobar. And then his right-hand man who is like ends Joaquin up Joaquin Almeida. Felix Cortez. Felix Cortez. And he's like, this. and this Felix Cortez guy is like fucking Carlos the Jackal. That's who he's patterned after. Oh, for sure. Uh, and, uh, you know, like this sort of legendary black ops terrorist guy who's been, been around, seen it all, is like ultimate terrorist henchman. And he's like Escobedo's right-hand man. And he's got a mole in the CIA, which is... Moira. Uh, Moira, which is uh, Anne, Mag- Anne Magnuson. And so, like, he's got a little bit of a, of a mole. She's, like, feeding him a little bit of intel. She's the whether secretary or not she knows it. for... Yeah, she's... Whose secretary is she? Secretary somebody, of the Interior. Somebody who works in, of... in the same office as Jack Ryan. Yeah, yeah. Greer. And also knows Jack's wife. And he's so sexy, and uh, she's she's like the lady from the Americans, Martha. Yeah, she's same, Martha. Same deal. From the Americans. From the Americans. Does she have a worse fate than Martha on the Americans or not? Oh, oh yeah. you haven't finished oh, the yeah. Americans yet. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, don't tell me. No, I would argue that she does not have a That's worse fate I, than Martha on the uh, Americans. Martha, oh, Martha's fate is a little, is very, is, well, it's pretty, her fate absolutely is, devastating. Her fate is pretty bad. Yeah, she gets killed. No, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. She gets murdered. That's what I'm saying. No, Mar- Martha Martha encounters a fate worse than that. Oh death. my god, <laughs> God Almighty! She actually, there's like the scene where he's like removing loose ends, and uh, it's it, kind of interesting. Her. But he kills her like in a. Uh, uh, it, he snaps he, her it's neck. been the most painless way possible where like it's he's like hugging her and she's like, Ooh, you're so sexy and he's like, Hey baby and then he but he doesn't give her the moment where he's like, I'm scary and it's time to be scary no. and he's just like just does it. He's just like while she thinks she thinks everything's going great and then lights out. So as yeah. far as she knew, everything was everything was fine. Everything was aces. Yeah, and she compares guy. him to a Latin Jack Ryan. Although too. you probably don't die right away. When they snap Pro- your neck like probably that. Probably not. And Ann Archer goes, a Latin Jack Ryan. That's something I'd like to see. <laughs> and Ann Archer and Thora Birch are back. Yep. But Thora Birch is not in it enough. She's barely in it. Barely in it. She's in like two scenes. And they have a ki- another kid, of course. John Ryan Jr. We never find out how Thora Birch's robot spleen is doing. Fine, she I has guess. She spleen, seems fine. Spleen replaced with a robot yeah. spleen in Patriot Games. Yeah. Anyway, that's pretty much the plot of the movie. So, okay, there's that a lot of fun shit, though. Such as it is. Uh, so Henry Cherney is sort of the main villain of the piece. The cow, the president is a is a you know a callow coward. Who's the other guy? This is partner. Uh, I recognize that actor from shit too. But who's yeah, partner? Um, Cherney's the guy who's like the guy who's teamed Ex- up with Cherney. Oh, Harris Eulin. Harris Eulin. Yeah, yeah, yeah we mentioned him while you were in the bathroom. That guy's great too. He's great. But Ritter is the is like the real the real bad guy behind all of this. He uh, <laughs> this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie where he's like. I'm not going to be fucking caught holding the bag when when this gets blown out of proportion when people find out that we're doing this clandestine shit. So I want I want the president to to give to authorize me to do this. And Harris Eulen just goes, turns around in his office uh, to his office computer and just types up a forged letter from the president right then and there <laughs> and signs it. And it's like there you go. But here's two great Henry Cerny uh, lines. Uh, I'm gonna try to do my best, but like nobody, obviously, he, his. You've voice. never. This guy's <laughs> never seen you very upset, by the way. <laughs> he, 
he's so great, and he does this prick voice. I want him. I want him manning a post in Alaska. I've just se- mail him his clothes. Yeah, I've seen him in interviews, and of course he doesn't actually talk this way. It's just <laughs> sure. like the voice that no, he does. No, he's uses, a nice Canadian man. Yeah, but he do- this voice that he does is such is perfect, like blue blood evil. You evil know, guy. you know, he's coming back for the next Mission Impossible. Yes, I saw that. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. Just hook it to my he, fucking Even veins. in the preview, you yeah. get like, the, you're like, oh, he's back, and he's saying the shit that he says yeah, in the yeah. original. Oh. Just give it to me oh. right now, please. Can't wait. <laughs> but uh, this is him describing uh, Jack Ryan. Goddamn Boy Scout believes in loyalty, cleanliness, not tying. <laughs> I'm not going to be the only one left without a chair when the music stops. Yeah, he's pretty this, good. I fucking love this guy. He's great. He's the reason that I like this movie more than the other one because I just think he's so much fun to watch. Boy, if the, if the only if only they could have figured out a way to make this movie move faster or be like lean in some way. Yeah, he's in it a bunch, but like it's peppered throughout. And Still then not like, enough. I just love his active disdain for Harrison Ford, like in every possible second. Like <laughs> they're meeting for the first time, and he's like, I just don't fucking like. Like he's like, okay, have a nice day, and Henry Trudy just like. Walks and slams the door. It's very funny. He just fucking he fucking hates Harrison Ford, and I've got to be honest with you, I'm a little bit on his side here. Yeah, well, I mean, it's you know, Harrison Ford's Jack Ryan is a goddamn boy. He's a goddamn boy. He's a a bit insufferable. Yeah, Yeah, he's gonna try to stop him from doing illegal shit. Yep. Um, but I, so I think that's really funny. Uh, I'll, I'll get into this later, but everybody's operational security in this movie is terrible. Like nobody, everybody's doing something illegal except Harrison Ford, and all of them are bad at it. Um. I love that there is like mul- there are multiple times where there's just a floppy disk that has incriminating data on millions of dollars in illicit narco traffic. <laughs> they just have it on a disk somewhere. Like it's not hidden. Like it's just around. Um, but the, the the fact that they're like writing forged documents that could get people like executed for treason, right. just doing that on your own computer, like without even <laughs> I don't know, like not a care in the world. Like no one will ever check. No, it's uh, it's absolutely hilarious to me that they do that. <laughs> These are guys that would definitely have asked Donald Trump for a pardon. 100%. A pre-pardon from... For, I, 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 but they, I, but I see, might do something. Here's the thing is they don't need to ask because they, they just, just they wrote just, a pardon for well, themselves. Well, I mean, they were like, well, you know, we don't... We used to have to ask, but now we've got these personal computers. We yeah, can just we type can just this. We can make, just make a part shit. We can just make this shit up. Yeah, we it's, just, almost, right, it's almost like they're... The president. Yeah. Signed the president. It's like, uh, you know, we've got word perfect on these things. And they just can, like, you know, word processing was the wave of the future. It's the wave of the future. It's great. It used to be you'd have to get your secretary to type up a forged document for you. <laughs> this cuts out the middleman. Right, and those secretaries going to know that this happened. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the exciting part is where how Will, Willem Dafoe Willem is Dafoe putting together a team of badasses. Has, like, a team of badasses. Including expert sniper Raymond Cruz. Yeah. Who that's I think I like the sniper the sniper practice scene that's pretty good that's when cute. they're like it's funny he's like they're trying to they're trying to figure out where he's at who's yeah. the other guy in get, that how'd scene how'd you get so close to me soldier who's the guy in that scene there's the there's that's oh fuck I gotta look this up what the guy who's test who's there testing him yeah yeah it's uh, shit. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember well. This is exciting. But the kid is like eating fucking McDonald's out in the. Well, no, uh, he's got yeah, he's got the McDonald's. They find the McDonald's wrapper, but not him. Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, wait, he's like five feet from them or whatever. Yeah, this is the stuff that I I liked. But I, I, again, it's just that this movie's so like scattered that like I think it thinks that like just having des- disparate story elements that like you're that you're gonna that you are as an audience member going to go like i wonder how these are gonna all come together and i just was like tuned out that i was like i like this part and then it would cut to the like drug dealers talking i'm like Ugh, who cares about the who gives a shit about these guys yeah. and then it cut to jack ryan doing something and be like 
I don't even care about this guy. Oh, it's Reg Cathy. It's Reg Cathy from The Wire. Oh, right. That's right. Yeah, And yeah. then Benjamin Bratt's on the squad, too. Benjamin Bratt is Benjamin on the squad. There's, all, there's yeah, all kinds of guys. Reed Diamond's in this, too. He was on. He's on the Coast Guard boat at the beginning. He was Kellerman on Homicide. He covered Tuco. Uh, I oh, just talked about Tuco. Yeah, yeah. Raymond Cruz. Yeah, he's... Yeah, he's uh, and Clark Gregg's in it. Clark Gregg. Rex right. Lynn is in it. Vondi I think, Curtis I think Hall. Clark Gregg is also in this scene with the sniper training. Yeah, he is. Vondi Curtis Hall, Ted Raimi. Yeah. yeah. Ted Raimi's back. Ted yeah. Raimi was in Patriot Games. Yeah, he's also, back. So. That's another one of the reasons that uh, I like this movie is that it just keeps coming. Like, once Vondi Curtis Hall appeared, I was like, Vondi Curtis Hall! Oh, yeah, I'm glad all these yeah. guys got paid, but I don't have to like the movie the best, the best <laughs> like cameo, <laughs> The best cameo as a judge in the Attorney General's office that uh, helps them concoct their, their cockamamie black ops plan is Dean Jones from yep. all the from the Shaggy Dog. I do I do like that. <laughs> yeah. He's that was it, the one part during the movie. He has any dialogue. That was He's just one, in it. That was the one part during the movie where Sophie was excited because she was like, "Who's that guy?" And then I'm like, "Oh, it's Dean Jones. He was in all these dogs." She's like, "No, no." I'm like, "She's like, oh, the Herbie, the Love Bug." Yeah, he's from Herbie the Love Bug. That was like yeah. literally the only time that she was even even like oh, basically awake during the movie. She watched the whole thing with me, but it was like the whole rest of it was. Like, I kept going like, "Hey, there's an hour left. Do you do you can we, we can watch something else and I can watch this by myself like at some point?" <laughs> yeah. She's like, "No, no, no. We're gonna do we're doing this together." <laughs> wow, amazing. So, I know. <laughs> anyway, so it's just a, for me, it's just a series of, of fun actors and, and fun uh, scenes. Yeah. Some of them action scenes, some of them suspense scenes. Uh, but should we just talk about the bottles, the the, the kill box, the scene? kill box scene? Let's talk about that, shall we? That's, That's a fun that scene. Is it is a really awesome. good. It is a really great action sequence. Except it never should have happened because everybody's operational security is so bad. Sure. Like like these guys. Are protecting diplomats, but they don't have like any kind of plan. Yeah, they, <laughs> well, like, the plan is to have a lot of cars. Everybody is seeing the snipers and going like, "Oh, there must be snipers up That's there." That's like, really funny. Nobody seems to care, but there's clearly snipers on the roof everywhere. They're not <laughs> even. They're not even like the guys are like looking and just not seeing them. They're they're popping up with bazookas minutes before they start firing them, and everyone's just does anybody they're just hanging? I'm out. assuming someone's going to say something about this. Nobody. This is the right. It? I'm this not is the correct it. route, right? Where they're <laughs> and then, us into and a then dead end. The, and then when they shoot the rear the rear car. Or the front car. Everybody just like kind of tries to keep go- like don't they don't take like they keep going on their route. They get led by they're following the bike cop that that they think is one of their guys, he's but the he's assassin. been he's been swapped out by the assassins. That's not that cop's job. That's absolutely not his job. They shouldn't be following him. They should be going anywhere else. They blew up our front car, so naturally we went backwards. You know what? Wouldn't believe it. They blocked they us blocked off us the other way. Absolutely what stupid. The fuck? These guys don't have alternate routes in the case of something happening. Exactly like they're trained for this stuff. It's not great, but it looks awesome. It's a cool. It's a and, cool and, action. And, 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 scene, and it's a, yeah. It is a very fun action. I think sequence. their only plan was to just have so many cars that they would run out of bazooka ammunition before <laughs> they got to the people they were trying to kill. <laughs> we're gonna wear them down with it by attrition. Because um, they sure do blow up a lot of cars I'm, with their bazookas. I'm always a fan of the trope of movies where uh, people nobly sacrifice their life for Harrison Ford. Yeah, and that's uh, and that is like 50 people. In oh this man, case. and in this and in this particular case, when it's like some guy, yeah, some that, guy, like, yeah. then like that, it's then not, it's not sp- like an Air Force One where it's like fucking no, no. Bill Macy, right? But it's some <laughs> guy. But also in the context of the movie, they're like he's like. Goes back to his wife. He's like, it was it was Dan, Wayne or Daryl or whatever. It was Dan. They got he, Dan. They got they got, oh, they got him, and then they have a whole funeral for him. I'm like, who the fuck was, was Dan? That was really funny. Who the, the fuck was Dan, you, and why am I at his funeral? You see him exchange <laughs> like, like two pleasantries <laughs> with Harrison Ford in the car, and they're like, how's the how's the kid? Good. And then and then uh, sorry, no. Oh, it's, it's how's the kid, and then don't drink the water because you'll be water. in the can the, the whole time we're here. It's, but I, it's tiny it's, bit of banter. How I, are the kids? 
don't drink the water because you're shitting too much. I do think there's an earlier scene with him where he's introducing him to the computer nerd. Too. Yes, I guess. But even even then, he's like in like two scenes, and then it's like f- this fucking guy died in my arms. I'm he, upset about it. And you're like, he calls why? His, he calls Who, his what? wife. He calls his wife and goes, Dan's dead. Dan's She's like, No, not, no, not Dan. Dan. She's like, like, not, not Lenny. Not Lenny. <laughs> <laughs> I laughed at that. It's like, what the fuck is with Dan? Yes, but, then, but they were at his funeral. I thought this was very funny as well. well. And then we have to go to another funeral later. <laughs> but yeah. at least we know who that guy was. But right, and that one, at least I'm like, okay, well, at least I know why we're that's, at this funeral. D- that's Greer, James And there's Earl some, Jones, like, subtext guys. going on here. The yeah, at least that guy's been in three shit. movies, yes. and, like, we care about James Earl Jones. Maybe for all right. I know, Dan was in the other two movies, too. I don't fucking know. Fucking Dan. Maybe. It was just one sentence It was just really funny to me that I was like, I was like, when that happened, I'm like, man, this movie really, really thinks that, like, it really, really is just going like, look, you guys care about this because it's in the movie, right? Yeah, exactly. Right? You gotta, you gotta feel bad about Dan. We wrote the whole script and Dan died. I don't know. I'm like, man, if you kill Willem Dafoe, I'll care. But otherwise, just fucking, who cares? Yeah. You know, Harrison Ford's not gonna die in that scene. Yeah. But we talked about Harrison Ford, and I still, I didn't look up what ter- the term Harrison Ford uses for this physical acting. I think it's kinetic acting. Mega it's, acting is a term that he invented for his, this style of a physical stunt, <clears throat> like quasi stunt work that he does. Right. Uh, we didn't mention it's it. Called- but it it's called getting stoned first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Give me my pan. Give me my soup pot. Um, but there's like a scene in The Fugitive that we didn't mention when the bus is rolling down, and Harrison Ford like slams his face oh, into yeah. this like, yeah, panel, yeah. and you're like, God damn. And then in this one, there's a, a great shot where Harrison Ford kind of goes running and diving onto the, the concrete ground. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and it's such a dynamic shot that they use it as a very final shot in the preview. Do you yeah, yeah, this? Uh-huh, yeah. Or the title, like, Clear and Present Danger. Like, it like, freeze frames on him in midair. In midair, and then it zooms out of one of the letters. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, this, it's like the final shot that you I see gotta in the watch previews. this trailer. It, it sounds is, great. It's pretty, it's kind of cool. I remember Tra- thinking trailer that was cool. sounds great. Great. Yeah, and th- and this scene is I mean, obviously they picked the coolest part in the the coolest scene. In is the, the trailer two hours long? <laughs> <laughs> the trailer is only thirty five minutes long. Okay, it's uh, fairly conservative. In that but then way. meanwhile, also the the black ops guys get yeah. slaughtered. Wait, yeah. oh, that's later though, Will, right? Willem Dafoe's man. We it's might, after as well, this. <laughs> might as well. Because because before, well, because before, did, did you talk about how they nuke the how they nuke right, the drug dealers? Right. Yeah, because they nuke the drug dealers. Because then house. that's why. Because then yes. it's immediate retaliation. Because then the, the, those guys are like, all right, well, we got to uh, kill off our own soldiers. Because, yes, they, they, so uh, that they don't so that they don't you know trace this all this illegal shit back to us because they they nuke a house. The yeah, funny, they, well, they drop a GB12 paveway on the uh, on the thing, which is a cellulose cased. But anyway, yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh no. Go, no. Go on. Okay. No. An AR-15 is not an assault rifle, right. sir. Sorry. Uh, excuse sorry. me. It's sorry. actually uh, a my, firearm. My, my Miltech fetish got you the better of me. Wep- there you call it your weapon or a firearm, not a gun. So okay. they, they drop a cartoon bomb with a fuse onto this house. Uh, and uh, <laughs> what is that called? It's called a, uh, a no, big bomb. They blow uh, up Wiley Coyote, but he's not dead. The yeah. funny part to me in this is that they're like doing that in like the just because you're supposed to like kind of. You're supposed to like be on the side of these soldiers who are just doing their jobs or whatever the yeah, Willem yeah. Dafoe characters and stuff. Is that they like see the kids out back right before the bomb goes off and they're kind of like, oh no, they're little, they like are like, oh that sucks. But you're also like, you guys knew you were blowing up a house, right? Right. Like you just thought dr- we just thought only drug dealers were in that right, house. Exactly. A ho- it's just a house. It's not like a. It's not like a. a business or a bunker or something it's like literally yeah, a house you're house. like we didn't oh shit there were, you mean there's other people there? there's kids and stuff there like what yeah and this of makes course there would be i thought it happened at the earlier for some reason i didn't i got confused that happened earlier at the birthday party scene yeah but no it happens later where there's just a little kid kicking a soccer ball now now there's a there's a i'll, I'll get back to this later but there's a running theme in this of like not let's not say collateral damage but like 
people's like wives, friends, loved ones, buddies getting killed in the in the crossfire of all of this. Oh yeah, that's the catalyzing effect. It's like the catalyzing incident all the time. Somebody's always getting revenge. Yeah. Um, it's a circle of revenge, yes. man. Except and when not, will it end? Except not Jack Ryan. This not time. Jack Ryan. No, he's, he's just he's just sitting around in an office. Yeah, but then, but then they kill. They, they got all of that out of the way in Patriot Games, where <laughs> yeah. his daughter loses her spleen. But then they kill all the they kill all the soldiers except for Raymond Cruz. Right. And uh, and Willem Dafoe. Oh, we forgot outraged. we forgot to mention earlier uh, when Jack Ryan is being he's like uh, before before Congress he promises that there will be no troops on the ground. Right. Yeah. Because he doesn't know this is happening yet. Right, because the bad guys are planning right. it. And he, so he's on the hook, though. He's lied to Congress now. Right. This is all, yeah. <clears throat> this is amazing stuff in, in watching it these days where he's so outraged. Like, the president put troops on the ground in a sovereign nation and lied about it. He lied about killing people. And, it's like, and I work for the CIA. I had yeah. no idea this stuff yeah. was going on. It's like, this is like a, a prerequisite of the job these days. Yeah. You have to do that. It would, be, it would certainly be the first time the United <laughs> States has ever interfered in a sovereign nation clandestinely. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, it's just course, not something we of do. Of course they were doing it before, and it, but at the yeah. time, I guess it made sense for someone to be like, he did what now? He killed innocent people. People in a foreign country, and it's like now that's like the the whole job. Yeah, that's, that's and it's always been the job. I, it, yes, but now like people celebrate it. And yeah, stuff, but, it's, and but it's like no. Remember Vietnam? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's also asking for more money for the drug war. Yes, and but he's like, but there will be no troops, and you're like, well, what are you gonna do then? And this movie has a what the fuck gonna, is your... We're using the money to arrest brown people here, not shoot yeah, them right. in Colombia. Yeah, right. to this movie's credit, I guess it does have a conservative anti-drug war stance. Oh, we'll we'll talk about the politics here in a yeah. minute. Okay. Oh, not right oh now. you want to do that now? I don't care. Oh, oh, no. I mean, let's, we're, we're not going anywhere. Let's do that now. Let's do that now. Uh, <laughs> we're almost done, I think. I mean, there's, not, there, there's not much. Well, there's a lot of stuff just, just and a lot of plot. But the movie's like, long doesn't mean we have to. <laughs> so, like, it's pretty It's pretty interestingly canny how the movie is making a deliberate analog between the United States intelligence apparatus and a drug cartel. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely saying that these two things are essentially the same thing. Yeah. Okay? And they're both headed, the president... And the and the the uh, Escobedo character are both basically shallow assholes who act impulsively and and sort of act out when challenged. Mm-hmm. That causes more trouble. So that's interesting. You might think that that makes the movie sort of seem like it's critical of the government, but ultimately, it still remains in awe of American power. Yes, America is the good guy with the gun in this movie. Oh, yeah. Because Jer- because Jack Ryan is America, he is like yes. righteousness and perfection. That's why Jack Ryan is outraged yes. when America is doing these things that it has always done and will do even more in the future. We, and he's like, "What? We did what? We are essentially asked to accept that this is bad apples spoiling the bunch. That American power is a guileless net positive. Yes, uh, it's really fucking weird. I mean, he the president. It's not surprising given this is 1995. It's you know centrist America, but. Obviously, this is not surprising, but when you look at it now, it's just like, wow, this is kind of gross. Yeah, and it's and its stance against the drug war is that all this money and all this unchecked money and all this unchecked power against the drug <laughs> this war This unchecked is, money that is, you can just find, by the way, because the drug dealers just have a record of their money. That's our money. Give them, that's our money. It's like taint, They have it on a like floppy disk. T- tainting our hallowed and ordinarily very sacred political process <laughs> with this Philly. It's not, it's not from the point of view that the drug war is bad because it's destroying lives and why are you putting people in jail for doing drugs the very basic stuff. It's like all this money and the, and the, the our money. money. You know the the freedom. You know the 
grant, what we're giving our government the power to do yeah. clandestinely and all this sort of stuff. The, the conservative argument against the drug war, which is fine. I mean, it's yeah. it's better than being, you know, pro-drug war. Yeah, but sure. Still. But basically, so Harrison the Ford movie's, finally... The movie's dorky. The movie's like Harrison Ford, a fucking Boy Scout. Yeah. And the, but Harrison Ford, Jack Ryan eventually finds out what's going on, that the guys, the, you know, the, the soldiers got killed in the jungle, and... Uh, Willem Dafoe was like after him for it because yeah. he blamed because he as far as Ryan as far as Willem Dafoe knows Ryan's the one who signed the papers well, he, no, that he sent was, him into doom. He was no, he's literally told that by the Cerny, bad guys. Cerny, yeah. Cerny and extra chunky Jim actually sick yeah. him on him. <laughs> he goes, he goes, uh, it was Ryan. Ryan did it. Yeah, yeah. kill him. Oh yeah, he's like, yeah. I'll kill yeah. him. And they're like, oh, yeah. oh that's I'm gonna too come, bad. I'm gonna come get him. They're like, oh yeah, no, he's coming to you. He's like, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the, fortunately, right. they don't really linger on that that long. Like they, no, he Ryan, basically, yeah. you know, drag, he like has Ryan tied up and then doesn't do what they want well, him to do. Well, it's a great scene like, where he goes, Ryan's, actually, here's what's happening. And he's like, all right, I believe you. It's a good scene where he goes, Ryan's dead. And they're like, oh, okay. And then he like, you know, figures out like, okay, well, what the fuck is going on? There? Yeah, yeah. And then the last portion of the movie, uh, other than the part where we, where Harrison Ford's furious interaction with the president that we'll get to at the end. Oh, we'll get to that, It's yeah. just Defoe and Harrison Ford going in to save the, uh, <laughs> the remaining members of Defoe's team that got- It's uh, only the one guy, taken, isn't it? It's two. Oh, it's two? two Everybody else got killed and there's two guys left. And Who's the other guy? Is it Benjamin Bratt? I don't fucking know. I honestly, I don't even know if there's, I don't even know if there's a close-up shot of either of them at the end. They're all dirty. Guy, they're all dirty. They I only remember they Raymond Cruz because they use Raymond Cruz to 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 help them with the just, mission. I was just running out the clock. It's yeah, because he well he got away. Yeah, it's oh, just okay. Rambo first blood because he's, he's he's, he's not two. captured. He's because he got away. That's right. Because he's a sneaky bastard. Yeah, yeah. That's so Will being a sneaky bastard, sir. Yeah. Willem Dafoe has a has the the guy who from Die Hard two. Yeah. Is the, his helicopter pilots the guy who works in the basement? By the way, no helicopter of that uh, size and make would cost two million dollars. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's the corrupt and, and I think the guy's know, ripping South him America. off. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And also, I thought it was I thought it was I thought it was great. Like, well, how much to? How I do much, I do to, enjoy that he to, writes him a check from to, the CIA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's gross. Uh, uh, but two, it's a, but two, the guy uh, cast two million dollars. Yeah. But the guy from Die Hard Two is a, a drunk, and mm-hmm. so he's constantly slipping in and out of consciousness, and also. P- but he's also them, a great pilot. He's pilot, the best. piloting him on urgent missions to into drug right on the deck territory. too. He's a really good pilot. <laughs> but I liked all this stuff. This sure. is just a classic action scene where they bust in and get the guys and bust out. And I like where Harrison Ford is like working his way up through this decrepit old building to get to the top of the building. Yeah. Uh, well, Gets the drop on uh, it's Cortez. It's really awesome up until the part that you mentioned where you get these really shitty uh, green yeah. screen shots. Oh, we skipped an earlier helicopter. scene where he like, because he's like going to make a deal with Escobedo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's, that's where, where, that's where that's he where turns like, them against each other. Yeah, but he but then he doesn't re- he doesn't count on the like, uh, the, I don't know who the second, com- the, the. Cortez. The main bad guy is Felix Cortez. Like, uh, like Hitman. Yeah, because he's been, he's been d- d- dirty dealing on his own boss. Right, but then that guy comes in and like, yeah. and guns down everybody except for Harrison Ford. Yeah. And then Tuco and saves guy. Harrison Ford's yeah. ass. That's yeah. a cool scene too. Yeah. This movie's just full of, I mean, I basically don't know what's happening in it for the most part and I don't care, but it's full of a it lot is, of cool It is, it is absolutely pieces. hysterical to me that Jack Ryan ends up like single-handedly taking down a drug cartel. <laughs> he sure does. Sort of accidentally, Like though. with his hands. A little, a little bit accidentally because like he was going to make a deal with Escobedo. Yeah, to get the guys him, out. Give him the other guy to get the guys out and that was going to work and the drug cartel would still be intact yeah. and that guy would still be alive. But then that guy's like, uh-uh, my assassin's going to show up and kill my boss. So yep. anyway, you're going to end up taking out this drug cartel. Yeah. And you and you guys you know, guys nuked the other guys with a uh, 
C-class so he uh, wins the nitrate. Dr- he uh, wins the drug war and is upset about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a fucking nerd. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets in a he gets in a fist fight with Felix Cortez at, yep. during this final sequence and punches him into a wood pile and the wood falls on him. Yep. That's when he gets on the roof and then they end up the Tuco ends up shooting uh, Cortez with his uh, sniper rifle from the helicopter. Yes. They get back to America. Uh, <laughs> and then the, and the funniest part of the movie happens. Now it's time for Harrison Ford to confront the president, the president. of the United How States. How dare you come in here and bark at me? How dare you, sir? How dare you, sir? He's, does he wag his finger oh, at him? Yeah. Oh anymore? yeah! Oh fuck that yeah! That finger never is oh, yeah. never holstered in this whole uh, scene. Uh yeah. So it's it's like the source of his power. He can get you <laughs> pregnant with that finger. I think and there's a has. finger scene earlier with uh, Thora Birch. No, <laughs> Thora, you go to your room with yeah. uh, with uh, Henry Cherney, where he's like. Because there's a whole... Oh, yeah, Henry's like, I don't recall that. Because we talked about some of the exciting scenes, but I want to remind people that there are plenty of scenes where it's, it's just, just guys... people talking. It's just guys... No, no. It's just guys typing. <laughs> yes. It's just guys f- typing really fast, and which one of these which one of these middle-aged men can type faster? And you're like, oh, boy, <laughs> nothing's more exciting than watching people type. I liked that scene, oh, too. Oh, the guy, they, when, the, when the nerd is typing out a program, he's like, let me type out a program. And you're like, oh, Oh, my God. Fuck, that man. was so funny, too, because Good they're like... God, and he's looking at the, the thing of... <laughs> One of those things up. they used to have one of those things at my dad's uh, old TV station. Yeah, yeah, it's just, but it's just like he's so yeah. excited. Oh, no, go, the, go, baby, the best, go. The best part of that is uh, is that like oh, we're done with hacker movies. I don't know anything about. <laughs> I, I really don't know anything about how to code or anything like that. But when they're like, okay, Greg Germain, you're gonna have to write a program to do some shady program shit, and he's like, awesome, and you see him start to write the program right away, and it's just like gibberish. <laughs> it's just like dollar sign four two eight, you know, asterisk. It's like not code at all. It's just like. Bleh, bleh, Computer. Computer, computer, computer. It just doesn't computer. make any fucking sense. Then there's a whole scene where Harrison Ford is trying to get files from yes. the other guy's computer while and while he's deleting them. While he's deleting them across the hallway, and it's just oh, like, oh my tense. god! So I just like shit like that is just like fucking so boring. Mm-hmm. I can't. There's glad. Like, yet again, though, just everybody's like, do, like, bad do, like the, do like the hackers thing where they have the lights shooting out of the screen at their face or something like <laughs> somehow sexy this up because nothing's more boring than watching two people type on a computer. But it's got a climax, a classic climax of a scene where he there's a printout. What, what does he say to Ritter? He's like, I'm going to nail you. And he's like, you. no, you're not. He, he goes, uh, computer no, computer theft is a serious crime, yeah. Mr. Ryan. <laughs> and he's like shaking. He's got a, he's got all the evidence that he just printed out balled up in his fist and he's yeah. shaking at him. I got the evidence. He's gonna turn it you might have a balled up word against mine, Mr. Hunt. Time. I don't... Recall anyway, that. Sorry, I just Senator. That Senator. I said to remind people that there were there were less exciting scenes. Uh, in this movie movie's too. two hours and twenty minutes long. We're, not, we're just not going to be able to cover. Yeah, yeah. Well, I just, the, I just the think the whole it's like those com- are those are incredibly incredibly dull <laughs> scenes that are supposed to be exciting, where they're like typing furiously at each other. The whole scene just, where he like, yells at the president is like an hour and a half long. <laughs> and that, scene, that scene's pretty great and, uh, and fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, How dare I will you, not sir. let you dishonor their memories by pretending you had nothing to do with it. Yes, Jack, uh, I'm the president, and we gotta do what we gotta do, and blah, blah, blah. And the, I like how the president tries to bar- tries to bribe him, like, right then and there. He's like, I'll do you a favor, then maybe the old... He's the old Potomac, the old Potomac two-step. two-step. He goes, I don't dance. I don't dance. Mr. President, Mr. I don't president. dance. The yeah. old Potomac two-step. The old Potomac two-step. Who wrote that one? This, this deep Tom state, Clancy? this fucking. I wonder if it was John Milius. John Milius has credit on this. Does he? <laughs> I can see that. Okay, oh, yeah, no, I can see that. And yeah. I think Zalian, too. Wow, what a what a weird combo. Mm. Zalian worked on all three of them, I think. That's one, wonder, I mean, he's like Zalian's a notorious like script doctor. Yeah. He's, he's worked on fucking everything. He's getting work. He's doing the work out there. 
Uh, and then the movie uh, climaxes with uh, Harrison Ford testifying before uh, a Senate Oversight Oof. Committee. Scintillating. <laughs> and we all know how successful he just, that He just monologues, too, Jesus doesn't he? Christ. Is he just like, America's awesome and I'm Jack Ryan? Just like, uh, it's, it's very surreal. I mean, you can, I don't want to judge the movie in a historical context because this was before everything became a complete nightmare. Yeah. Uh, but like, it's those one of those things where like, there's a Senate Oversight Committee. Accountability, this guy's huh? Finished. This yeah. guy's fucking yeah. finished. You're like, oh, right. yeah, for sure. He's yeah, going right. down. Oh, some real account. Yeah, real accountability. <laughs> Here in the U.S. fucking government. Right. Can you imagine something like this happened today? It's like we re- we uh, funneled money into a uh, black uh, like secret operations to put troops in South America to fight the fight the drug war. Good, good, yeah. <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Now, I mean, obviously, that's a terrible idea, but. And then in the 80s, it did happen. Absolutely. And then one guy kind of went to jail for it and then became a hero. Yeah. <laughs> now he has his own TV show or whatever the fuck. W- wasn't show, he the know. fucking president of the NRA for years? Probably. After he was in government? Oliver North. For no, really? Yeah. yeah. Oliver North. He was yep. the president of the NRA? <laughs> for a while, yeah. I think he wrote a couple screenplays. <laughs> I believe, though, I will say this. I believe. Did he write this movie? <laughs> and I could be wrong about this. I believe he, he is actually ousted from his position in the NRA because he was trying, he was going to expose some kind of institutional corruption. Oh, oh wow. so like before, like so they kicked, they fired him, and then he was like, "These guys are up to some shady, shady shit, though." I think I, I that's the true. NRA, I think now that sounds familiar. The NRA too crooked for Oliver. Too North. crooked for Oliver fucking North. That's, that Jesus checks out actually, yeah. probably. Fucking goddamn it! Well, I'm a monster, but I'm not a fucking monster. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, this movie's square as shit. This is the this is a line um, where this is when. Um, Greer, James Earl Jones is—he's like on the way out. He's lying in bed on his side. This is the moment that this is the moment where it gives the Harrison Ford character a thing to care about, and it's dumb. It's it's kind of bitterly, uh, it, well, it's very bitterly ironic hearing someone say something like this these days. But he goes, uh, "You gave your word, you know, like you're not going to capitulate to the president because you gave your word to his boss." You gave your word to the people of the United States. Fuck and you're like, off. wah, wah. Fuck right off with that shit, please. Jesus yeah. Christ. Although I will say in that scene where he's like telling him that and he's dying, it's like, uh, I mean, I was watching the Blu-ray, so maybe it looks better on that, but like the eye makeup they did in his mm. like his like blood, like while he's dying, his, like the makeup on his face and his he's got this one eye that's fucking hella bloodshot. Yeah. It's, it's pretty nasty. You're, yeah. like, you're like, this guy's dying. And this is what he's saying to his friend? He's <laughs> giving him some fucking patriot bullshit? Right, you're you getting gave, pretty corny in your final you minutes here. You gave your yeah. word to the American people. Jack, is Padme okay? <laughs> no. No. All 250 million of them. How's Padme? He, what's up with Padme? Is she, got, is she what's good? What's up with Padme? Is she, is she Honey, good? He should, call, he should call him. Greer died. He said no as he went out. No. No, not Lenny. Jack, did you think I didn't know you were a youngling? I saw your ship. Land. I saw your ship land. Mm. Uh, this is a line that mm. I that I uh, would I'd say is about ninety nine percent chance Milius wrote. Um, this is where Ritter. Goes, your problem, Ryan, is that you see the world in black and white. Not black and white, Ritter. Right, right and, and wrong. wrong. <laughs> He's okay. also yelling that's at him. That's what we meant by black. And white. I mean, you see, that's the same thing. Okay. He's also yelling at him as he goes back to him. And he goes, "It's gray. It's gray, Ryan." And gr- Ryan slams. Yeah, slams right. The door. No way, man. <laughs> I beg to differ. Uh, do we have any? Do, do we want to do two hours and twenty minutes on this movie, or what do you think? Uh, I mean, I, I'm out of any. I've said my piece about I'm clear presentation. I feel like we've good. painted a picture. I feel good. Uh, ratings. I'm gonna give it three juds uh, because I find it uh, hilariously uh, 
apolitically or politically offensive and hilariously like wrongheaded, but also like just a classic dad movie. Like oh, for sure, another one you can really sit down and watch. You really can. Um, and I enjoy I enjoy uh, all the stupid shenanigans of everybody. Like again, doing everything wrong. Uh, I'm gonna give it zero Douglases. Uh, okay, let's give it a half a one for the uh, the uh, you know the uh, secretary plotline. Yes, you know because he's like seducing. See, you don't see really anything. Shit, it's only yeah. implied, but I'm gonna give it a half, half a Douglas. And their relationship seems to be like you they know, bone. Yeah, they're like she likes him a lot. Yeah, but yeah. that's he, it. He's not sleazy. He's, being, uh, he's hunk. He's under. He's yeah. He's a good looking guy. He's yeah. smooth. <laughs> but like so, barely that half a Douglas. Sure. Uh, and then I'm gonna give it. Uh, I mean, ten out of ten fingers of doom. God baby. damn it! It's the second time in a row. <laughs> <sighs> All right, fine. Uh, I'm gonna give it three and a half Juds. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, two and a, two hours and twenty minutes. That's that is truly unforgivable. Two hours max. I mean, f- fucking shorter than that for Christ's sake. But two hours and twenty is a goddamn disaster. But it's full of stuff that I like. I like a lot of the action scenes in it. I like a lot of the performance. I don't know. I was just entertained the whole way through, which is something to say for a movie that is misbegotten, uh, a misbegotten two and a half hour goddamn stupid movie. That is completely <laughs> ridiculous these days. You gotta love that Brian De Palma saw this and was like, "That guy should play the scumbag in my movie too." <laughs> oh man, because he's so good at it. <laughs> he's so good. I love that guy. Uh, Can't wait for him to come back. Zero Douglas is just not uh, not that kind of movie. Is yeah. the Boy Scout? The the movie is a Boy Scout, just like <laughs> Harrison Ford's character is. Yeah. And I'm gonna give it ten out of ten. Uh, kind of embarrassing CGI missiles. Oh yeah, <laughs> that like there's not much of that in this movie. But like so when it does happen, like the green screen and then this CGI missile, you're like, wow, that's yeah. really stands out. Yeah. Boy oh boy, not great. There's a little credit. There's like a whole cre- section of the credits that's for the guys who did that. Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, because that was also like there wasn't a ton of stuff like that in ni- even in 1994. Like, yeah. I remember Jurassic Park the year before, and yeah. that was like. A huge step forward, and it took you know still took a few years for other movies to catch up. Yeah, yeah. several years for other movies to catch up to Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I don't know. Yeah, I'm giving it two juts. I think yeah. this movie sucks. <laughs> it bored the fuck out of me. It's like this kind of movie too. Couldn't like even fuck anymore. This movie, this kind of movie about like these like government dudes doing shit. It has it has to be there has to be something for me to to like to like latch onto a little. I felt like Patriot Games was like. I I felt like there was an emotional connection of some sort that the movie was at the very least trying to elicit from me, and this is just like uh, things happening. It's like it's like happening. reading it's like reading a book of facts or something. Yeah. And it's like and then this happened. It's like it, history can be interesting, but I thought I was watching a movie. No, you're watching you know the Wikipedia I mean? synopsis know, of a movie. Yeah, I felt, that's how I felt like I was. I wish I had, but that would have been shorter. Yeah. Or maybe it's not the, the movie equivalent <laughs> of skimming an article. But yeah. that's what I. Uh-huh, there, yeah. Okay. Uh, that. that. Uh, yeah. Okay. Good. So I don't know. I just it's like terminally boring for me. And like I felt like the the rocket launcher scene was good, but the the action scene towards the end where they rescue the guys was just like get let's get to the let's get this over with. <laughs> yeah. I was just tired of it by that point. I'm just well, like and, and then there's long. an action scene, and then and then they're gonna get the bad guy. And I was the only thing I was worried about was like I couldn't remember does Willem Dafoe make it or not because I was like he's the only character. That I think has any kind of energy that I care about. Yeah. I would like to see a movie about him as that character, like leading his team. They were thinking team about getting, making one. His that's team right. getting trapped that's what in I stuff. Thought. I mean, but I instead of the, I, you take out everything else about this movie, but have it just be the movie about him 
and his team. Because also, I like that part where they're like trying to get a hold of him, but they've they the guy bad guys have cut off the satellite attachment. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, and so then like he's like this is all he cares about is his guys. Yeah, and getting his guys out. And I like who I are really his guys? Like that character. <laughs> Who's his guys? Who are his guys? Who are your guys? They uh, Clancy <laughs> Clancy <laughs> wrote a couple of books about that guy, yeah. that character, and then they they did make a movie out of one of them, and it was the Michael B. Jordan movie that came out last year. Oh, okay. oh that's right, that's right. But he's, I mean, I just he's playing the same character. But I mean, I, you know, I don't even want I don't want like another thing where it's like, and then there's all this other bullshit. I just like take all the bullshit out and have it just be the movie about these action guys. Yeah, that's I I would watch I, and Willem Dafoe's their boss, who's you know. Who's like emotionally attached to these guys? Yeah. As opposed to anybody else in this movie, who are just like we're in this movie because that's our job. Why not? <laughs> it's my job to do it. Uh, and zero Douglases because yeah. uh, this is zero. I just can't even. I can't even give it a half a Douglas. That poor lady. She just wanted yeah. to. Like, she was. She might even wanted to take. She probably had like a nice bath running with some flowers in it or she something. She had in there. candles lit. Wasn't right? she? Sure. And she Magnuson, just to she make was love. in uh, that Making Mr. Right movie. Wasn't she the friend on that Jamie Lee Curtis Richard Lewis show? Maybe. Probably. What was the name of that show? I'm going to say yes. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Were there newscasters? No, nah, they were just like a couple. All right. Uh, yeah, it's called like, no, I, don't, you know, I can't remember what it's no, called. I, I vaguely remember that, though. Man. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, one. Uh, gee, one I'm going to uh, give it one. I'm going to give it one. Uh, a quarter pounder, quarter pounder rapper, <laughs> and the the funny fuck that that they find when With they're trying geez. to catch the sniper. That's the funniest part is that they go, they go one quarter pound. We just found one quarter pounder wrapper with cheese, and you go like nobody. Am I like, fuck off? Who wrote this? Nobody ordered. There's no such Milius. thing as a quarter pounder Milius. without cheese. Milius. You have to you have to specifically go. I'd like the quarter pounder without cheese. Yeah. Oh, could you have them say with cheese? With with cheese. Oh, God. But I mean, if they said a quarter pounder with cheese, but the way they say it is like a quarter pounder with cheese. Like they, there's a pause and with cheese, and you're like, it, they only come with cheese, dude. I. It's okay. like pizza. I'm so sorry. No, I'm sorry. I have, Present uh, company. I, no, no. I, I was gonna tell a funny, a little funny anecdote about that. That's frustrating. So, I, uh, as as many of you know, I can't have dairy, so I can't have cheese. If it's much easier to order that stuff now with at McDonald's because you can use the app and stuff. Right. So I'll order a quarter pounder and I'll click the thing that says no like cheese. take the cheese off. They'll still put cheese on it, and I'll go in and I'll go like. This is not supposed to have cheese on. I order without cheese, and they go, "But it's a quarter pounder with cheese." And I'm like, "Yes, I clicked. Don't don't put the cheese on." And they're like, "No, no, no. It doesn't work that way." They're like arguing with me. It's like you ordered the thing that says it has cheese. You can't you can't take the cheese off. I'm sorry. We just we just can't. Is this the first that's, time you've you've met a person who didn't want a cheese funny. on their burger at McDonald's? But see, that backs up my that backs up my my. Uh, my thing that that line is stupid because yeah. of course it's a quarter pounder with cheese. There's right. no such thing as one without cheese. Any McDonald's employee will yell at you about that. Exactly. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for You're thanks welcome. for proving right. my point. And, for the and I'm sorry about that. It's annoying. For the people yeah, screaming at home, it was anything but love. Thank you. And I would also like to point <laughs> out four seasons. Mm, wow. <laughs> for four fucking seasons. Damn. Okay. And I did, I did not also, remember that part. Also, was she on it? Optimistic writer Hannah Miller and neurotic reporter. Okay. So was was all was, right. was Ann Magnuson on it? Oh shit! That's the yeah, whole, that was uh, where that's where it came from. Uh, Ann Magnuson. Thank you. God damn it! We are great. All right. Except for not knowing the title. <laughs> I was close, I was I was gonna say anything for love, but it, it was that been really I good. was close. It been very close. Uh, we're done. We did it. We yeah. did it. And what's next? Are we doing the numbers thing? What is next? No, I think we decided on Hamilton. Hamilton. Oh, that's right, Hamilton. Hamilton. We're gonna watch Hamilton. the. We're gonna watch the <laughs> Hamilton. 
Yeah. We're just going to talk about the musical <laughs> Hamilton. No. We are going to call it Hamilton. It's three Linda Hamilton movies. Can you imagine if we did talk about Hamilton? It would be like you and me going, this fucking sucks. Yeah, this isn't very good. <laughs> you have to really see it live. You have to see it live. No, you don't. You, the music did is bad. Did you see it live? No. <laughs> the music like, is I bad. Think I think the songs are bad. I think I would I would like enjoy it more live probably because I've uh, oh, any like live theater like that I've gone to I'm like this is this is pretty fun but like watching your TV it's like these songs are terrible. This we'll is talk a bad, about this it. Is a bad show. We'll talk oh, about sorry, it. Oh sorry, sorry. We got yeah, we got a. In addition to talking <laughs> about three Linda Silent, Hamilton movies, Silent Fall, yes. one that I've been wanting to do since we started this, one of the weirdest, stupidest movies you'll ever see. Which neither world. of us have seen, Kevin and I, and no. and apparently Travis has been telling us this is one of the most silly, absurd yeah. things ever. <laughs> yeah, I'm it's it's really hyping it. It's come up a lot. He's really hyping it, so I don't know what I'm in for. No, don't no one tell me. There's no way it can live up to to my hyping of it, but it is very silly. Uh, Black Moon Rising, also with Tommy Lee Jones, and Shadow Conspiracy, mm. also very stupid. Okay. So maybe not the best representation of Lam- Hamilton's career, but uh, <laughs> I think we'll have fun. terrible representation of Alexander, Alexander Hamilton's <laughs> career. Well, no, he's an asshole. Just like or that, just like that, musical just like that stupid musical, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that everyone hates. All right, everyone hates. This has been a long one. Uh, thanks for being listeners, everybody. Uh, follow us on Patreon. Still trying to get to that 125. <laughs> maybe it we'll, will never we'll, happen. I don't know. I don't that might be a bridge too far. <laughs> Sorry, David Fincher. Uh, follow us on Patreon. I just said that. Uh, Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd. All of them. Leave us a five-star review. Do it. Five stars, five stars only. only, please. All right. Until next time. How dare you, sir? How <laughs> dare you? Bark at me, Kevin. How you find this man? How dare you? Until next time, Spence is killing us. Bye. Bye.